<sighs> that was a long one. A lot of good stuff in there. So last, remember last week, I told him, Feds, we didn't have a great show. We It just wasn't as good. Feds is back. And I don't know why. I mean, I I mean, history would say don't blame me. So I mean, I'm not pointing any <laughs> fingers. I was pointing my thumb. But no, it's just, it just shows you we can't. Fez is a necessary part of the show. Glue guy. The, uh, glue, well, no, he's very he's self, uh, glue guy can't be selfish, can he? No, something else. He's he's something that's if important. I'm not in the lineup. They can pitch around RJ. It's just no yeah. one to protect you. And I didn't have the best show, so. <laughs> But you know what? I told the audience that honesty. I said, "Listen, get halfway through. You probably did something." Well, here we are, and I'm going to tell you this one's long. You can't miss a minute of it. Well, there, again, Fez went overboard a few times. He like said it was almost like you had to get last week's words in too. It was weird, and you know that's my job. <laughs> but. It's chock full of good stuff. And, you know, you think it's almost over, and then, boom, we get a best bat. I mean, I got to tell you, Dave Esler's best bat was awesome. It might have been one of the highlights of the show, and it came out of nowhere at mm. the end. All right, speaking out of nowhere, as I finish this very short intro, you can get $50 off. Oh, this is fascinating. The coupon code is BUY399. So B-U-Y-3, then a 9 and then what, AJ? Nine? A nine. Buy three nine nine. Now, what do you get? It gives you $50 off, and it's good for one use, but it's on any 90-day all-access or all-access discounted subscription. So the $50 off makes the 90-day only $399. Mm. But if you buy $399, that's a good deal to start. I mean, it's funny. We what we try to do, and again, I don't do day to day stuff with the sales anymore. But we got a great team, and they learned the most important lesson, which is it's all about providing value. And you might think, oh, that's be no, I'm serious. I'm on meetings with these guys every Monday, and literally the the conversation every Monday is if somebody's upset, we're going to make it right. And we're going to make it more than right. Like they are, it's, it's the best customer service team I've, I've been around. And I, I feel great about that because really what I told them as each one was getting trained by me years ago. And there's Thomas, Mark, and there's Mary is this is a dirty business. It's in, I mean, to the point that if you sold picks at times, it was like you're back because you sell picks. Now that I think we've lasted outlasted that on, on Tuesday this is a good example. Tuesday, I had five college basketball plays. Now, I'm betting he won like four, but somehow one thing went weird, and we were generous about it. I swear to God, I have I'm no idea. I'm going to say three and two, and, I, and that there was one that he he lost, yeah. but he let his clients know, hey, this is a lemon, get rid of it. Mm. Four and one. Fez is right. It was a lemon. A player who I was told was going to play was not playing. I had an over. I said, Tom, I can't. I got to take this down. This is wrong. And Tom said, take it down, put it in your uh, daily message. What's happened here? We'll make right all these customers. They got four and one, but we, he made it right. How did I know this? <laughs> and what's funny is he's the hero in that one. You're, I'm not the hero. So they you said, I called Tom, and I said, we got to do something. Scott, who sounded like the hero? I, well, I couldn't that's, do anything. Tom is the hero. He gave them their money back. <laughs> and He's not the hero they wanted, but the hero <laughs> I'm they the, deserved. I'm the best they've got. <laughs> but you know what? I, I swear to God, I didn't know that story. I mean, uh, yeah. 
<laughs> you know what? I like it because we're all heroes. No, not really. But the point I'm making is it is in the mindset. Scott, you're the newest one. Have you got that vibe? Yeah, of course. I mean, that's what I'm saying yeah. is, and you were, let's be candid. You had never sold picks. Yep. You're like, a lot of people got a bad rep to sell picks. Mm -hmm. I got to tell you, Fez, we've been doing it a long time. There's not anyone left that really thinks that because it's like there's been years of seeing in every turn we do it right. And do they always win? No, but we win more than we lose. And as evidenced by the retention rates that we we have unbelievable retention rates of people who buy our annual packages from people year after year. Uh, and, and and our competitors like literally they're burning and churning trying to get new customers. And there's left not even and that right. many competitors left. I yeah, mean, but there's, our, a, lot, there's our, a lot of people that have subscription service, you know, where it's $29 a month, or, and they, they try to give you something that's differentiated, but they don't give you the best stuff. Exactly. And we always do our best to try to steer people towards getting the annual packages by long-term. That that way, you know what? If you if, if, if I lose on a weekend, I, it ha it's going to happen. It is going to happen. Well, so it happens. It ha I'm, it's I'm, not some future possibility. Exactly. It happens. But, but, if, but, but if, if I lose for a year, that's on me. You know, that's like put your trust and, in me. And you're not saying, you know, when you say lose for years, net, net. So you've had, what, uh, one clear loser and one almost break even and then like seven winning exactly. seasons. Exactly. So and it's up, like seven, one, and one. Yes. And a, or and not seasons, years, years. I yes, think. and up 100 units this year, which probably is going to hold up despite Central Michigan letting me down tonight. I'm not angry. Not at all. <laughs> okay. So what's the point? The point is... Well, I guess it's the only commercial, so there is a commercial element to it. But that one got more in a testimonial because AJ had never sold picks until like 18 months ago. Scott never had. And I can say this. I haven't heard one thing from them. I've said, hey, guys, get those picks up earlier or whatever a couple of times. But I never hear them saying, you know, now that I've done this, I don't want to do it. If anything, it's like shockingly a good experience because our customers appreciate it. So if you're a customer – great, this is the time to save money. In a way, what Fez said about the yearly packages, we're halfway through the year, these are actually tantamount. They're the same as the annual, except they're cheaper because there's less of the year. But this is the biggest way you can commit and make a, uh, let's just say, get the cheapest daily rate is the way to take it. Because the more commitment you make, the cheaper the daily is. This is the best way to get a cheap daily rate. So to wrap this up, and this is the key distinction I haven't made yet. You're not getting just football. You're getting football. You're getting MB or college and pro. You're getting NBA. You're getting college basketball. Where I don't know if you heard, AJ just went four and one, and he somehow refunded the one loser. How's your UFC? You mentioned that earlier. I wonder how are you doing in the UFC. Strong seven and two last weekend on the big pay per view card. There we go. You get that. You get the hockey. Oh baby, sixty nine percent. I think AJ's drinking. He's day drinking. There must be some. But this, if you like this, it's kind of how the show went. But with great information snuck in there. If you don't like this, talk to you next week. Eleven, wise guy round table. We got Fez back, baby. He is back. And as Greeny would say, better than ever. In fact... He looks like he's in better shape than ever because he's wearing a muscle shirt. I've never seen uh, – I've been saying this a couple What you going to do? I mean, I've known Fez almost 10 years. I've never seen his shoulders. <laughs> now I see his deltoids. I can beat this anorexia. I'm looking good. Back to 198. <laughs> you know, on Tumblr – are you familiar with Tumblr? Yes. 
there was a huge community of, they call it pro-Anna. And pro-Anna is like a code to say that there's, you know, almost all girls, so you would be a little different, in fact, is all teenagers almost that are pro-anorexia. Like they believe it's such good thinking, right? Society says fat is bad, so they're going to extreme lengths to be thin, and they think they should be supported. But Tumblr's community guidelines doesn't allow for it, so they have to use code. I see. I don't think it's called anorexia anymore. I think it's just fasting. (laughs) Well, there's plenty of fat guys that fast. It's called heroin chic. They got no problem now. Yeah, heroin chic, yeah. (laughs) Meth chic. You know what's what's funny is... Like all you guys are all generally well, AJ no, but generally sensitive to like you know um, politically correct. But even just you know how in the seventies we joke about things we don't. But like like eating disorders are in like with women and females are like a huge concern. It's like don't trigger. Like literally, that's what they think that people do is cause of they, they do things called thinspiration. So they show a picture of someone thin and says that's what I want to be like. Hmm. So they're thinking that's cool. Like from the outside, that seems good, but it's really them putting hashtags on there that are b- about being pro Anna. And then people seeing that, they say recovered girls get triggered by. It. So like this is like this major thing. Fez made his third anorexia joke in the last forty eight hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone else going heroin shit, and I'm just signing. You know, the guy who supposedly the hardest guy. Is, is thinking about those struggling. I, I want to say there's one person here to the teenage girls. I think we have two listeners. I wonder how many teenage girl listeners do we have? I'll take the under. Uh, Zero. No, point. I don't think so. You don't think there's a few? You know how, remember? In, I don't know. That Amanda's a real degenerate. Remember in, in Friday Night Lights? Sue, who, first of all, we don't know Sue from Sioux Falls how old she is. Okay. Right? I don't judge. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, if you think about Friday Night Lights, remember the girl who was dating the quarterback in like year four and five that wanted to be a coach, and she always walked around with a clipboard? Yeah. Yeah, you remember that character? Mm-hmm. Well, you don't think it was someone who wants to be a gambler, like a 15-year-old girl wants to be a gambler? And no. Where would they be? Maybe. No. Boy, Faz, you're like in the Stone Ages, man. I don't know. I, I grew up like playing in chess tournaments, and the number of women that would like be playing competitive chess when I was growing up, not many. It's been be a, a long time since the 60s, Fast. Does she want to be a gambler or a social media influencer for one of these books? Well, in a way, that's the same thing mm-hmm. these days, right? Is it? I mean, well, here's the question. I, and it's easy for us to sit here and say and be haughty, but everyone knows now, if you look at the people who's in media for sports betting and say, what's their average bet? For the most part, it's going to be small, you know. It, mm-hmm. And I actually respect the people that are honest about that, you know. Like Fez is, a, you know, Fez bets a lot of money. He doesn't bet hundred thousand a game, but he bets a lot. You bet more than uh, Scott, more than the average person by far. But this is something where you're like taking steps and you're you're betting a reasonable amount now, and you don't hide it. To me, that is. Fez and I just had a conversation five minutes ago about me upping my unit sizes because you've been winning. Yeah, and thus it makes sense. That's the way you're supposed to do it. But mm-hmm. still, that because here's the thing: when Fez says at times like I had five thousand on that, which he doesn't talk specifics too often, I hear all the time. Oh, Fez only bets five thousand. I thought guys like I bet millions. There's there, there's just an unreasonable, mm-hmm. and thus the people mm-hmm. in the media who aren't haven't been around this space, 
and don't have any experience want to try to front in a way they want to act like, and to me, that's the worst thing. Cause I can accept someone that doesn't know as much or as much as someone that's been in this business 20 or 30 years, but you better not try to fake it. Cause now you might deceive someone, you might do it well and cause someone who's betting real money to fall, you know, and there's leaks. It's so obvious where guys will be like. Well, it's obvious to you because you're one of right, the Right, because they'll say things like, well, did I lay three or three and a half on that game? Well, every single guy that I know that bets, <laughs> he knows exactly what his spreads are in his games if he actually placed the bet down. That's an interesting point. I will say I heard a new one. I've never, because my pet peeve is someone that has a, a, a ticket better than the market. And it's like they never say they have one worse in the market. Yeah, in pocket. Yeah, in yeah, well. in pocket. Well, I I, th- I don't know, but I mean that's a phrase people use. But I think there's uh, if I think about it, there's one person that uses that. I don't think this person is egregious. A with lot it. of people do it. Though. All, right, all right, good because I yeah, don't think it's yeah. not one person. I'm not I'm not zeroing. In. I get it. I get it. Yeah. You love to do. You love to make cracks, but then if you somehow <laughs> think you're going to get called on it, is when you become Mister Politically Correct. But anyway, right. he's like, I would not ever cast a spurs. Well, except my Twitter account. Every two hours, I'm casting a dispersion, right? It depends my mood. Yeah, oh, oh, we have to be at the mercy of Fez's mood. That does not sound fun. By the way, some of you someone might... ranked the Vikings as the best team in the NFL. So, well, you know who who did that? Also, McKenzie in our fourth quarter win share. Who's number one? Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, I thought we. What's Minnesota? I thought I looked. I saw they were one. Well, they're the luckiest team. Yeah, they're the number one luck. Yeah, I know that part. But where's the Eagles at in the fourth quarter win share? They're seventh. Actually, really close to Cowboys. Okay, that's interesting. Then where, huh? Where are they at with our four, uh, our four metric thing? They are an even team, zero point zero. Oh my gosh, boy, I misread that. So anyway, yeah, you're right. No. (laughs) Um, When I saw that, I said they could really be one. But then I thought about it and thought, because remember, the fourth quarter win share is very specific. It's who are you winning or losing in the fourth quarter? Mm -hmm. Well, they haven't been. I guess they did get blown out by the Eagles. That was because. I tell you, I'm going to, well, I'm back in mini today, let's just say. I'm going to tell you ahead of time about that one. I like that one for sure. But anyway, blah, 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 blah. Fez, it's best bet time. Best bet. I'm tripling down on the Indianapolis Colts. I've been telling you to bet the Colts all week long. We told you on Monday. We told you on Tuesday morning on SOVAM. And even at 7, it's still my best bet. I'm going to make my analysis simple. Last week, the look-at line in this game was 10. I agreed with that line. I had the Eagles 12 points better than Indy, and Indy's home. Give them two for home field. Bang. We're at 10. We're good. Now, what did you, based on your power ratings, what did you think of the Raiders-Colts uh, game last week? The power ratings, hmm, let me go back to that week. Because I don't remember you, uh, again, you weren't, you were off for reasons that was beyond your control, but... Um, I, all I know was this. Oh, that, I had I had it basically being five. I had the spread being five. Okay, but yeah. thinking back now, and we have to, you know, we have to take your word for it. Is it was the balance in that game between we got an unprecedented hire of of a coach mm-hmm. that and offensive coordinator or play caller yeah. promotion of a play caller. So I had the Raiders at the time being four points better, plus one and a half for home field. No, yeah. So, but my question is going to be at the time. You would have downgraded the Colts because of Big, the drama. I did 
big time downgrade them because the whole Saturday hire and the issue and and the, and the, the limited experience. So all right, so let's make let's start making adjustments. We 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 know that line was twelve was ten. We know that you could bet on that line. So yes, it wasn't huge limits, but it was a bettable line that stayed. You know, it was approximately ten. Three, they take three thousand a crack, and there's at least three places in Vegas that take it. Multiple places yeah. in Vegas, and and also it's much more. That's a great point. It is much that look ahead line used to be kind of like stay soft, soft marshmallow. It would be like at the Westgate, and maybe one other book would have it. Now there's like eight or ten books that have it, so it's a much more viable number. If that, you want to get down and you can bet all at once, you can get down. Let's be candid. Fifteen thousand, no problem. Exactly. I mean, there's not Easy. many people betting more than fifteen thousand. Exactly right. Okay, so what's happened since? Well, Philly, no good on Monday night. How much are we going to downgrade them for that performance? I'm going to argue one and a half, and here's why: Whoa. really bad performance and injuries. Dallas Goddard, he doesn't move the needle, but he gets injured. He's out. AJ Brown got injured. He's absolutely a, a, a fine player, and he won't be 100 percent if he plays. I, so the combination of bad performance and two injuries, I'm going to downgrade Philly one and a half. Huh? So A.J. Brown and both Devontae Smith were limited at practice. Mm. But Brown is dealing with the ankle that we noticed it affected him significantly in that game. And, and Jordan Davis, their uh, yes. first-round pick, but the run-stopping run tackle. They didn't have him last week. Yeah, they didn't have him last week. I was just saying, it's, that's, there's, it's starting to pile up on the Eagles' injury stuff. But for a team that had been very fortunate from an injury standpoint until two weeks ago, it's starting to pile up on them. So now let's go to Indy. So if we upgrade Indy by one and a half, we're going to get from we're going to go move from ten to seven. So now th- that win by itself doesn't do that, but if the win takes away from the downgrade that you would have had because of the Saturday hire, and say maybe this is just a neutral interim coach, that's where the big move comes. Bingo, from. bango, bongo. So forget the win. I'm not even going to talk about the win. I'm going to upgrade. A running back for half a point because Jonathan Taylor, who's a stud, but we thought he was going to be all banged up. He played well. I got to do a big upgrade. He's the best running back in the league or one of the top three running backs in the league if he's 100%. That's big. Quarterback, it's a a two-and-a-half-point upgrade. I'm going from Matt Ryan, who got benched, to Ellinger, who can't play a lick. And so my ratings on those quarterbacks are two-and-a-half points different. So just going to Matt Ryan is a tremendous upgrade. Now, the market – and you said this earlier in the pod, RJ – the market got wind that Ryan was going to probably start, even though the sports books and the betters didn't hear about it. So just to be clear, when you're saying we talked about this on the two the Monday taping Tuesday show that we did, we talked about that. Right. So what happened with that, the Raiders were laying six, and then that line went to four because someone knew something about that game. And you talked about lines that don't make sense. Mm-hmm. Well, that line move, I, I firmly believe that someone did know that well, Saturday. I, it's almost necessary because there's no other rational reason yeah. for that line to move like that. But that look-ahead line, it might have moved half a point, but it, it really didn't get touched, okay? So that look-ahead line assumed Ellinger, but now we get Ryan. So there's a two-and-a-half point. And maybe that's too much. Maybe it should be one-and-a-half or two. Because it, here's the thing. Most people said when they benched Matt Ryan that it was done the wrong way but it was probably the right decision. The Matt Ryan looked, I mean, uh, Michael Lombardi specifically said, you have to be blind if you think Matt Ryan can still play. So this idea, how well did he play in your mind? And this was this was right after he got benched. I'm not talking about it, after this It's game. a one-game sample. He played like I expected him to play all year long. He played like an average quarterback. 
But you know when you like your when you, your grandparent is getting older, and if they sit around for three days, they can go to the mall hey, like exactly. on the fourth. So day. I'm not. But they're tired that next and, day, and so I'm, I still have him downgraded significantly to where he was to start the year. Okay. I don't expect him to be that, but I have him being a capable. Gosh, where do I have him? So, I have. I have him the number 26 quarterback. Okay, that's not too high. So all things considered, which is Saturday's the coach, Colts are what they are, Taylor's back, uh, Matt Ryan's a quarterback. Where are the Colts in your power rankings? Okay, so I let me let me finish though because yeah. I, I've upgraded quarterback two and a half, coaching one, running back a half. I've got no performance. I got a four point upgrade for no, Indy. You you're upgrading coaching from what your expectation was, was last not week from Frank Reich. Exactly okay. with what that, that's what the look ahead line yeah, was, yeah. and then performance a point for the performance against the Raiders might be a little bit too much. And that was a five point upgrade. And I said to myself, whoa. I can't upgrade them five. This seems like I'm stacking too many. It's just too drastic a change. You know what? I said three-point upgrade. Three seems right to me because maybe Saturday can't coach. But let me ask you this. If you were – and, again, this is the only time that you have been just out of action in, in the middle of a football season because, as mm-hmm. you, you explained, you know, death and family couldn't be avoided um, – would you have had one of your biggest bets of the year on the Raiders? Because with the numbers that you're saying you move, no, because the power ratings made a five and a half. No, it couldn't. Even have. with all your adjustments, it, it couldn't have. No, I, ha- well, I, I give you the numbers. I had Indy, what I'm saying with Ellinger in there. I had Indy with, fi- with minus, a downgrade for the coach. I had Indy minus five and a half. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, that's, I think how low that is. But the, 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 the problem is the Raiders were minus one and a half. So I had, I made the game four on a neutral, and to give the Raiders one for home field, maybe one and a half. <sighs> And now, if the Ra- if they play the Raiders right now on a neutral, the Colts would be favored. One second, you said you moved it about five points. Um, yes, the Colts, but but I said I'm going to cap it at three, just to be conservative. I'm going to make a three point shoot. So I, I moved it three, and I saw that I have the Raiders one point better than Indy still. Okay, I would have had Indy one point better if I would have moved it a full five. Yeah. So. So I think this is a very conservative number. I only increased Indy by three points. I don't see how I, I don't increase them more. That seems extremely conservative to me. No, I agree with that. I mean, I think you could make the case the market. Well, I mean, what was the look ahead? Mackenzie, maybe you can pull this up in, in your files or whatever. What was the look ahead on the Raiders' Colts before Reich was fired? Because that would tell mm. you what the market was. Yes. And... I would make the case from then till now, you'd have to upgrade them. Meaning they lose the game and gets right fired, but then you change coach, you change, you know, you get some healthy players back, you get your quarterback back. Yes, you have to upgrade them, which means that they're better than they were coming in two weeks game. ago. Yeah. So, and remember, this is a team that was a clear favorite to win the division. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, what, that old line is much worse than we thought, but what else was it? Well, the defense has been worse. Like, they, they you know, uh, Shaq Leonard. haven't had Shaq Leonard all year. Yeah. Pretty much. By the way, Matt Ryan, the PFF QBR composite we do, 27th for Matt Ryan, about exactly where you've got him. So that seems to be in line. And, and I think part of what you said about the, the old line encompasses this, but Jonathan Taylor, until last week, had been a, a massive disappointment. But how much of that was injury? I think all of it. Well, I know there were times they were saying that he was healthy enough to play, but he wasn't getting carries. Mm -hmm. Like it was a choice or something. I don't know. So the look-ahead line was Colts three-and-a-half-point underdogs 
Uh, and it, then it went to six upon the Saturday announcing. So, you know, two and a half points was what they thought Saturday was worth because Matt Ryan, it wasn't known publicly at that point. Okay. All right. So where? So the Colts right now are where in your power rank? 24th. Okay. Seems about right. It does. Seems even a little low, doesn't so it? So even at 24th, the 24th best team versus what? You got third, third best, best team. team? Tied for third, yeah. And the current line in this... Seven. Is too high. Yeah, because I've got a seven and a half on a neutral, and Indy's going to have a, a, a fine home field advantage. They already played. Oh, the, I think if anything, that dome. The, the crowd's going to be into it. Ask now. Kansas yeah. City about that dome and the noise and the like. I mean, they, 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 Indianapolis has shown the ability to cope against elite teams. But isn't this a situation that you love, which is the team wins as an underdog and is now playing at home, home and is an underdog? underdog momentum situation with a frenzied crowd. Yeah, exactly. Wouldn't yeah. surprise me at all if Indy won this game. Plus, let's not forget. In hindsight, the Reich era was a disaster. It, I mean, to, to have that line. Reich, that, Reich. <laughs> it was, I blame Andrew Luck. No, I do too. I mean, he had one year of him. No, no, no. Andrew All Luck the years quit he left. on his team. Oh, okay. Team. Yeah. Quit on his team. You don't quit doing it. was during a preseason game. So then they got stuck. It was Jacoby Brissett, right? That was yeah, the, first yeah. of the, mm-hmm. the first of them. And the, the sacrificial lambs? Yeah, and then. Mm. But, but Philip Rivers to Carson yeah. Wentz to yeah yeah who's to say who's making these decisions? But to me, they I think they got the best possible quarterback if you were picking off the scrap heap every year. But why pick off the scrap heap? But I don't know. Um, Ask Marcus Mariota. I don't know. Well, I can see if you need one bridge year, yeah. but but the Colts in theory were ready to win. Yes, and they had a GM who is beloved. Beloved. He gets on the phone with these media guys for five minutes a month, and they love that's the best five minutes they ever yeah. spend. <laughs> and now I got a short work week, a short work week for Philadelphia on top of it. So, I mean, the situation's good for Indy. What the if power Jeff, ratings are good? What if Jeff Saturday just like pulls a bag of tricks out, and now this week it's Ellinger at quarterback, and and we just don't know what's going on now, with this team, and every week's different. Now, now that's that's an important point. You, this should never be like an enormous bet. Oh, too late! I already, bet, <laughs> I already uh, did bet, bet because I kept I kept multiple kicks at the can. I bet the crap out of Indy plus nine, and then after the Monday night game, I I bet the crap yeah. out of plus eight. But remember now, Fez, you always confuse this. This isn't about Steve Fezzik. This is about on Wednesday night when we tape at the number we got from the Super Contest, which is market generally, yeah. what would you play? Yeah, plus seven. If it was six and a half, I'd still bet Indy. And that, that's saying something. Yes. Here's my thought. This whole thing with Matt Ryan, they said the reason, in the, at least reported, that they said that Ellinger is going to be the quarterback the rest of the year, which you never hear that about mm-hmm. a late-round quarterback like that that's getting their first start. It was because Matt Ryan's got serious guarantees in his contract if he gets hurt. They think he's cooked. They don't want him next year. But if he gets hurt, I think it's like $15 million. If he get, you know, So I didn't think he would see the field under any circumstance. Yes. I think what happened was that Indy was getting so much heat for this hire of Saturday that he figures, you know something, let's get – we'll roll the dice with this. He, But – and it, and it made them look competent, and it did it did assuage the concerns about the hire, or not even the hire, I guess the interim, whatever you want to call it. But now you got to play him. Sure. I, I don't care how much money you have. If there's $15 million, if he goes down, you Ursay, is he enjoying those games? They just made up half of that on ticket sales in the future from one game last week. I'm going to make a prediction. 
the first chance you could sit Matt Ryan and it not seem like you're like you're trying to lose, he won't I, take I, another I snap. I agree with that. <laughs> so do you think maybe go under Ryan? Because here's what I would say if I was Ursay. And again, I, it's hard to put myself in his oh. I would say if he struggles at all during this game, pull him. I think during the game. I, I think it's a really sharp play because how did Washington just beat the Eagles? Take the ball away from the Eagles ball control. Uh, so So running, he won't get hurt. And 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 we just got the blueprint on how to beat yes. the Eagles, keep the ball away from them. So Dink and Duncan run the ball. So the Matt Ryan injury is actually it, it it's only it's for next year. Basically the physical. He's gonna get yes. He's gonna get twelve million dollars next year guaranteed. That's his base salary. Uh-huh. But Seven point two million in additional salary guaranteed for injury, and a twenty twenty three roster bonus of ten million guaranteed for injury. So he can make seventeen point two million on top of the twelve million if he has an injury that forces him to fail the physical in March. So, 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 but like he can have a short term thing. Like it's it would it's It's only physical. It's only if he can't fail if he can't. Pass a physical in March. Yeah. So any any ACL will ACL, do it. Any, yeah. You know any major injury, or even if he blows out, I mean, like if he really hurts his shoulder. The, I mean, think about it. Who was uh, Jimmy G? Hurt his shoulder, right? And he wasn't throwing until. Tra- mm-hmm. So I mean, March is is a, you know you think about it, if he's playing in January at the end of the year. But maybe the bas- Matt Ryan's also historically January. March isn't far away. With oh, the, the college basketball season's already started. March but maybe Madness. he plays now, but he doesn't play when the calendar flips. And and that's why I'm not sure Ursay really. You, you wonder how much he is rooting for Matt Ryan, mm. but because he's he's already got his win, right? Which makes Saturday look okay. I wonder but, if he retires. What happens to that money next year? Does he get it? Like, how does that work? No, he doesn't get it yeah. for sure. Um, but remember, it sounds like they got some money they got to pay him. But otherwise, if he's not on the roster, everything. So maybe him. there's an agreement here. Matt Ryan says, "This this is my last year. Just play me. I'm retiring." <sighs> But how do you let me play, coach? Let me play. You can't guarantee it, (laughs) right? I think what it was was that Saturday's his friend, and and the fact the fact that they had so much heat. I would say that more people agreed that this was because then it got into the minority stuff. Where well, what about the Rooney Rule? Well, mm-hmm. this is midseason, but it's cronyism is what the people you know, and even the people on Get Up were saying. Like what the show Saturday was on, we love him as a person, but now when your own and they seem to love him as a person, and you can tell with that locker room stuff, he's a good mm-hmm, mm-hmm. motivator. But they still were bashing, bashing the decision. Joy Taylor was doing the same thing. Is that right? Not, okay. not realizing the hypocrisy that she wouldn't have a job if she wasn't Jason Taylor's sister. But, you know. Wow. That's an interesting point. But I tell you this. <laughs> no, no, what I'm saying is I did uh, Miami radio for a few years, about seven or eight years ago. And she was the third person on yes. one of the shows. that You remember that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I, I actually liked one of those dudes. I can't remember. He got, yeah, nice people. And Joy, it's funny, when she went got up with Colin, she remembered, we, you know, it was very nice. But she was like the, I mean, she was the clear, what I remember, the third person in that yes. morning show. And it was a local Miami morning show. So she's worked her way up. Sure. I mean, so I maybe that got her the opportunity. Like getting the start in Miami radio because you're Jason yeah, Taylor's sister. But but you know something, <laughs> we all have advantage. I mean, the fact Joy Taylor is attractive and Joy Taylor has connections, but Joy Taylor is most certainly competent. I really want to emphasize that. <laughs> Thank you, Fezzik. You've, uh, 
You've established we're not all everyone, chauvinists every, here. Everyone's looking around saying, is he serious? What, <laughs> yeah. like, what was you? No, you were trying to be ironic there, right? I, I got to look up what I, exactly what ironic <laughs> this, means. Uh, this, this topic, though, everyone was on it. I mean, Mad Dog went crazy this week uh, flipping out on Bill Cowher. Uh, for what Bill Cowher said on the pregame show about how it's a disgrace to coaching that that Jeff Saturday got this job. And, you know, Mad Dog went into the whole thing, you know, it's a disgrace to broadcasting that you have a job. Well, well, what radio station have you worked at? He's been waiting to pull out that imitation for a long time. I haven't heard that one. But that's that's right. I mean, Jim Gaffigan better hope that... You said the same thing about Rex Ryan, too. Todd Todd Haley was actually... Yeah, Todd Haley was like, I actually hope... He fails because you shouldn't be. It shouldn't be this easy to walk into that business. It's like you shouldn't get a job based on your name. And I was like, Todd Haley, how are you on national radio? You never interned at a a radio station. You just walked in. You had a name, and they said, "Oh, you're hired." That sometimes that's how it works. Is it fair? No, but no one's saying, "Oh." I hope Todd Haley fails because he never interned yeah. at the radio station. He never worked in the promo I, I, department I hope at a radio station. You guys station. are the types that would say yeah. that, though. <laughs> I hope whatever ex-quarterback that got this TV job fails at his TV job because right. he didn't work in you know a small city mid- in the Midwest before he got the job. Yeah, Tony Romo never called the high school games like I did exactly. coming up now, in radio. Yeah, now he's a top <laughs> CBS broadcaster. I'm going to wrap this topic up with a quote from Clint Eastwood. Deserves got nothing to do with it. I like that. This world is going to screw you over every chance it gets. (laughs) And if you got an advantage, just enjoy it. God bless Saturday if he got some edge here. Because you know what? The world's going to screw him the next chance it gets. Because who doesn't it screw Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, By the way, this is my three-weight. Fez essentially hit all the topics that or all the uh, the points that I would hit. Very good handy guy. I will say this. Colts are the fifth best run defense per DVOA which means that the Eagles likely would have to rely on their passing game and not as good this week with the guys that they've you know, got banged up. Something that we didn't really bring up, and I'm just thinking about it now, just the way that that game played out on, on Monday, the Eagles' defense was on the field all Long time. game. That's a lot. It was a lot of mileage on those players this past week, and now to play on you know one less day of— They were of, off a bye. I'm saying the the Eagles were yeah, but yeah. They, they 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 got rested legs, but they've had a lot of usage. A yeah. lot, but of that usage. will help that they had a bye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think though, Faz? More I think about this, the more I like Matt Ryan under passing yards. I love that. Yeah, I do too. And maybe even his attempts, I might want to go under. I think it's going to dink and dunk. I think I okay. like yardage. Yardage, but I, mean, I like that because I, I mean, think there's a chance he gets benched. Because the theory is, if he's not playing well. You know, why let him keep playing? I tell you what, if that Jonathan Taylor takes 180 yards to the house, I'll be furious, though. 21 miles an hour. Yeah, you mean, when Screen you say pass. one, you mean a pat? Wow. Yeah, I don't uh, think that's going to happen. I mean, who knows? Who it knows? It could. It could. But listen, listen, you're trying to be 55% on bets. So Not on props. Props, I want to be 60. All right. But I'm saying is I, I think there's a couple things working to our advantage. One, the general, the square squares are going to want to bet over because he did exactly. well. Like, and I do think there's other factors. Even if it's just a minimum, don't pass as much because you're handing off, it's hard to get hurt. That's right. All right. Good, good uh, spirited discussion there. A lot of, uh, I don't know, poor, a lot of disdain, I guess, for, because media is interesting. There are former players or non players. And the non players who haven't made the highest level, there seems to be a lot of resentment. Wouldn't you say, Scott? Especially in radio, because almost everyone in radio wants to be Especially in radio. (laughs) All right. Um, 
You know, that was funny. Jonas Knox, who's, I've always said, one of the nicest guys. I mean, professional. He was, you know, did three years with us before AJ. And then he went to that three hours in the morning, which was a great gig, or is a great gig for him. He stole your show name. No, not the show name. It was, remember, it was, I was, he was the uh, The Joe, Joe, right? Yes. And then they took it. But you know something? They transferred the Joe. It was it was very. I should have at least got a pickled ham or something. Like if I would have got a pickled ham with a note, it would have been enough. But net net, I did just shout out to my man Jonas. He sent me a very very nice note. So thank you, Jonas. How did he even know? He's connected. He knows what's going on. And Jonas is also a really nice guy, like you said. That's what I'm saying. And he doesn't fake. There's some people you can tell they're trying. For Uh, years, Jonas has cared for his his mom. Yeah, And so we had that in common in in the last few years. But still, I'm not saying— And he he, does it way better than I did. Well, I'm not—first of all, I'm not saying that he wouldn't have cared if he knew. I'm just saying, how did he know? I mean, yeah. But the point I was going to make is— when I started four years ago there, you could make the case that in a way I was like an athlete in that I had done a lot of hits and I did one year on the weekends that we did three hours a weekend. So, you know, on the national feed, but I had never even hosted a local show. I mean, not like mm-hmm. ever. I, I guess You're I was part-time do, hosted one day a week yeah. here on ESPN Vegas for a, yeah, for a yeah. couple years. So in my life, I probably had hosted less than 200 shows, let's say, before I got a day part on, you know, Fox. So Jonas being a guy that has come up from like sweeping floors because he he did start with, you know, he graduated college and pretty much made his way to LA and that's what he cared about. And I think it's been what, 15 years. So it was a lot of weekend shifts for a hundred an hour, which, or 125 an hour, which isn't bad. But if you're only doing, you know, how many hours a week, Mm -hmm. not that many. So like, and I can tell you this, not one time for one second did I ever feel any any resentment from him because in a way he was brought in to kind of help me get my sea legs because, you know, he would do some of the things that I wasn't ready for with the reads or whatever. Yeah. Never once had a moment of negative. I mean, in fact, you were there for all those shows. Not never. Yeah, and I and I really want to emphasize when RJ the rare shows that he would be out, and so I was in, and we were short man. Oh, you, you would screw it up. Oh no, I'm sorry. I, I would have if it hadn't been for Jonas, <laughs> because Jonas absolutely yeah. right. invested tons of extra time with me on those days that you were out. And I didn't know. I don't know if you're aware of that. Yeah, well, that's the famous, but but somehow still, it's the famous. And uh, this will be the last story about radio. It's 20 seconds. So I'm out. And usually when I'm out, I don't listen. I'm like, I'm there every day. I, I, it's going to be okay. But somehow I listened, this, the beginning of it, and the show starts straight out of Vegas, blah, 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 225 stations, blah, blah, blah. And Jones brings it in. And Fez goes, hey, hey, before we get started... I got a question, Jonas. When it comes to uh, vacationing in Hawaii... Waikiki or the rest of the island? Like, no context. (laughs) It was the first question. It's the Vegas lead is. RJ's not here, so we're going to get everything. There's only one reason you'd ask that question. If you're rich. To connect to the everyman. That's the <laughs> you wanted to establish himself. Hey, yeah. I'm with you guys. You, you talked a lot. We, we actually talked a lot about when we say you, as in the audience, yeah. said like, you know, Fez was like, you, the audience, that makes are so just cool. like me. Waikiki or the rest what of the island. Aspen or Val? Yeah. What? 
<laughs> but in a way, he's unapologetic. Oh, of course. That you got to appreciate. Okay. this We got the first best bet in. My best bet. And again, you might not believe this. This might be shocking. But AJ's best bet and Scott's have been killing it. Better than even Fez and I. But still... Even though there was no confidence in my best bet last week. I got a be laughable honest. amount of confidence. <laughs> I, like I said, this season is screwing with my head. <laughs> is, I've got Minnesota. Which and is also my best bet. It's a two-weight for then me. Then I might win this one. <laughs> <laughs> I have Minnesota. I well. see what you're doing this week, <laughs> It's, it's funny you say, doing. like you said, what you just said was it's been a weird year. Uh-huh. But then Minnesota, doesn't this feel like the, what the square guy would say? Like, I've got the – they're 8-1. and one, They're an underdog at home. i got to take so them. It's so square. <laughs> it's sharp. All right, so here's the thing. First of all, Dallas is a very popular team. Of course. Uh, Dallas is winning. Dak is back. So if you ask the average fan well, – Dallas lost last week. Which, again, to Green Bay. So they don't look at that as a bad loss. I mean, even though they were un- they were favorites. And it was let's, – let's be candid – it was the first game Dallas had ever lost in their franchise history, leading by 14 entering the fourth. So it felt fluky. I'm not saying it was, but it felt fluky. And to me, I think Minnesota, some of it too is how popular the team is. They, they, they're they not on national TV a bunch. And when they are, Kirk Cousins tends not to play mm-hmm. well. Getting their ass kicked. So, yeah. I mean, it's kind of ironic we talked about Jonas because he's the first – all this one o'clock start kickoff stuff with him, I swear to God, we started that because mm. I mean, Jonas read something and he said, You know, guys, and he never did this. He said, I read something that says he's so regimented that he's got, I don't want to say, oh, what's OCD, OCD. but mm-hmm. I'm saying he seems to love his, his routine, Kirk Cousins. And we did the analysis. I mean, Ken, you were here for that. And it was like he was 33%. In non-one o'clock starts and like 67% mm-hmm. in one o'clock starts. Now, that's been about a year. Is that what you remember, McKenzie? Yeah, and everyone had talked about the primetime games, but even the afternoon games, yeah. even the London games, anytime that was not one o'clock, he played really so poorly. So there was a sense he wasn't good in primetime, but it was really more about he was comfortable in one spot, not uncomfortable in just the bright lights. But anyway, I but by definition, when they're going to be seen the most, they're not going to look very good, at least with his history. <sighs> And to be honest, I don't need to really understand why the line is there. It makes sense. Again, Dallas, it's more Dallas. I just don't think Dallas is that much better. Now, how much better do they have to be? That's the question. And since this is your best bet, I don't want to mm-hmm. finish this point, then we can kind of alternate points. But uh, Minnesota might have the best home field in the NFL at this point. Yeah, Minnesota, Seattle. Yeah, and Seattle playing Green well. Bay. Yeah, you think so? maybe, maybe. I just Those want. Three. I you know I got to be honest with you. AJ made the point, and I talked about it Monday. We talked about that game last week, and it was late in the discussion. He said, "Well, the McCarthy revenge, Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. who's looking to revenge." I'm not sure how much Green Bay would have been as focused as they seem to be if it weren't for that. So to me, that was probably the heart, the most important element of that handicap. So it kept me. I mean, I didn't play in any of the contests or, or personally and probably driven by that, though the market moved, you know, along with your point because you thought it would benefit uh, Green Bay. Yeah. And, it, you know, it looks like it did. Um, so I guess my final point here is let's look at Minnesota versus Green Bay. 
And I know we're talking about a line of four and not one and a half. And that's different. But, man, it seems like Minnesota right now is so much, especially the Green Bay that was entering last week that lost five in a row. To me, that comparison shows you how off this line feels. And quickly what I'll say is Dak didn't look good in that game. And when you start hearing about Cooper Rush, you're kind of hearing that again. When does Dak look good? The two games before. But what I'm saying is for even a half a season, since his injury, uh, you know, that devastating injury, he looked great. Those, what was that, two and a half games before he got hurt? Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, Two and a half or two or three seasons. I guess this season, the season before it was the season before that. Since then, I don't think he really has at any real point. He looks good throwing screen passes to Tony Pollard who runs for 60 yards. So that's my beginning of the handicap. Scott, what do you got? Uh, I, I agree. I think these teams are very, very close. They might be even teams. And when you factor in Minnesota's home field advantage and then look at this line, I find it hard to fathom the Cowboys being a five-and-a-half-point favorite if this game was in Dallas. To me, that would be like a whole bankroll bet on Minnesota. I'd ask to, I'd ask to borrow money to make that bet. And I think, uh, let's be clear, it would be higher than that. Yeah, probably. Because Minnesota probably has three at this point, Fez, right? Yeah. And and Dallas isn't great, but once you have three, let's say Dallas is even two. And I think out of division, two's fine for Dallas. But you cross through, you the cross three. through three. Um. Oh, you mean going from yeah? Okay, yeah, if you go from one and a half to five and a half. You'd also have. To right, I'll accept that, but but okay, I'll accept that. Go all ahead. right, so five and a half, six point favorite. I mean, I think we're all betting Minnesota in that game. Yeah, as five and a half or six point dogs, right? Yeah, I, I just I, so to me this line does not make sense. I think this line at worst is a pick 'em, if not Minnesota minus one. The Vikings, eighty eight percent win percentage now in week eleven. Teams that have an 88% or higher win percentage that are home dogs are 37, 22, and 2 in the last 20 years. But So say, this, that, say that situation one more time. Teams with an 88% or higher winning percentage. All right, so they're at what point in the season? So this is just this is just as a home dog in general with that winning percentage. But this is the only the eighth time that a team with that high of a win percentage is a home dog. In November or later. So this makes sense. So you've got a stellar record. You've got you're an elite team record wise, and you're a home underdog. It's only happened disrespect. eight times. Disres- only happened eight times. So you're playing a disrespect card. Yeah. It's like like we are nine and one. The prior and we're plus an it's pure value. I mean, there's two elements, right? We're getting value for getting those points, mm-hmm. and it could actually affect the game itself. Yes. The, the prior motivation. seven instances, those underdog teams five and two ATS. Mackenzie, you had something that uh, a trend that had it even more rare. Yeah, this is only the third time in NFL history, at least since 1989, where a team eight and one or better is a home underdog. And and just to be clear, you excluded the last week of the season when there can be teams who rest a lot of starters. Good point. Excluding the last week of the season. Okay. And those teams, by the way, two and zero so far, straight up in ATS. So is Minnesota a historically bad winning team? Because I would make the case they're clearly better than the Giants. Not winning, but winning at an ex- almost extreme rate, right? They are. 
They're, 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 Historically bad? This is the what worst. Is it, is, I mean, are they any worse the, than Arizona was this, last year? Are they this any? is the worst 8-1 and one team I've ever seen. No, Arizona last year was the worst 8-1 and one team I've ever seen. Yeah, that's a good point. They're the second worst 8-1 team. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, this team, just beat the best team, this team just beat the best team in the NFL. But yeah. they're much better than the Giants, who are 7-2. and two. So probably uh, there probably have been other instances of 8-1 teams. You, what would you have the line being between the Giants and Minnesota on a neutral? I would have Minnesota th- um, three and a half points better. So you're, you're um, three point two. Huh? The three is so critical. They're three and a half points better as a team, but the, on a neutral, the line's three point two five because the three is so Im- Im- vitally important that a so three the, and a half point dog. So on if, the the power ga- if, if the game were in Minnesota, the line would be six or six and a half. Yes. All right. Yes. I mean that's that's a big you know that's a big line and now that shows you what the Giants in Dallas would be rated at because Dallas. Well, that's is a, a good point because the Giants are at Dallas. That game's coming up and Dallas is laying seven right now. Wow. See, that seems even that's interesting. That seems less than I would have thought. So, it does seem less. I like Dallas. All right, but that's interesting. So Dallas is laying seven. All right, the, hosting the Giants. Yeah, that's also a Thanksgiving. So how much does that go into baked into the line? Cowboys home Thanksgiving, all that stuff. Well, road teams struck. I mean, it is tough to play on the road on Thanksgiving. But um, let's think about this a second. So, if Minnesota, you just said Minnesota would be three and a half better. But but if it was in Minnesota, it'd be six and a half. It, yes, I'd say or six, six, six and a half. Six, six. Dallas is seven. Yeah. So that says that Dallas is one point better than Minnesota. Right, you're saying it's playing the same Giants team. Yes. Then thus, thus you've got value because you're catching one, one and a half, and you got the home team. And we're supposed to be favored by two. Yes. Coming off a three, right? Because the yeah. home field is so good. That, that shows the value. It shows in every which way you look at it. It's just most people think when the line gets below three, the line doesn't really matter. You hear even sharp people say that all the time. Oh, plus two, minus two. What's the difference? Well, the bookies know Dallas is going to get bad here. Why not make him lay a point and a half? And the fact they didn't even keep us under for teaser protection, under one and a half, is they don't care. Well, they actually opened two, the bookies yeah. did. it. And, and you know what? The wise guys, oftentimes the wise guys, the, the big syndicates, they don't want to tip their hand on money. They can't, I mean, they can get down maybe 50000 okay? If they wait two days and get well, down 500000 Hold on a second now. Uh, let's make sure we agree here. There's Sunday night. There's Monday morning. Yes. And then there's game day. In between, it's kind of hit or miss. Some books, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think Monday morning, I don't think there's many games that they don't want to unload on Monday morning. Oh, you, you probably get, you're right. You probably get down low six figures. Yeah. Maybe now, 150. The, now, um, uh, Colbert, when he was at the M, and obviously they were, you know, they were running wild, whatever you want to say, but they were taking a lot of bets. I'm going to check what circuit takes in the NFL right now. And yeah, I know yeah. it's Wednesday night because it's probably double what it was Monday morning. I'm guessing. I, I'm guessing it's 40,000. Would you go over or under? I don't know. I don't know. I've never bet 40 on a game. I was going to say, I've never, I've never walked up to the window and been like, sir, you can't bet 40,000 well, today. It says That's never happened But if you, if you can wait till tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, just come back tomorrow. We'll let you bet 40 k well, The okay. nice thing about Circa, and no, they're not buying me bologna sandwiches, is they, um, they show you what the limit. So right now, on tomorrow's game, on Titans-Packers, you uh, can bet 50,000 side, uh, 10,000 total. And but on the games on Sunday, it's thirty thousand on the side, and thirty thousand, five thousand, ten thousand. I assume the five thousand is the total. Ten thousand is the money line. 
God. So if I was going to parlay the total and the side, could I put 50000 on it? No, it would be 5000 Damn it. <laughs> I mean, they're trying to – I told you, the world keeps you down, Keeping man. you down. Take Keeping your advantages when you got them. All right. <laughs> um, I think – now, I, I talked about this on the Tuesday morning show, which was if you can't explain why a line is wrong – it's hard to really be confident in the bet because not only you have to think there's value, you, you got to understand why there's value because otherwise there's something you probably don't know. I didn't – everyone was talking about laying – I mean, again, Fez, you were out. Serious people like that Matchbook pod had all three of them, uh, the experts on there, all three had the Colts uh, – oh, I'm sorry, check that. All three had the Raiders laying like six. At the time, it was six, and this was post-Saturday, and it was like, this is easy. This guy is incompetent. No, this was this- – Oh, oh, yes, you're right. Yeah. So um, to me, it goes to show you this wasn't obvious that when it dropped to four, it was like, what's going on? It's funny. It I kept me about, off it. I thought this, this was the spread pre Friday and Saturday, <laughs> not the coach Saturday. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, apparently, there's a story about in some, uh, he was in his combine, but the guy, it was it, not his combine, but it was his uh, school day, the pro day they have. At mm-hmm. the school, and the guy that was an old timer there that had been, it called him weekend. It was always, yeah, it was, so it was like weekend four points. Well, I don't know if you ran a four point, but you know. All right. Um, Fez, you agree with this. Is this one I'm, of your picks? Yeah, it's my two weight. I pretty much. So it, we have a four way like on this. Exactly. No. And, and, and oh, you don't have anything? I don't have anything on it. And I, but you might be a one weight before we're done. The, um, I love I the won't. fact, like Press I said, the button. going no. back to Monday. Like there's the there, there there's a, a group and it got hit hard. Is that Saturday's once. brother? <laughs> oh my god! At, at plus <laughs> plus two, um, that just said we're we're taking it now, baby. That that because when I see a plus two, I'm always in the back of my mind. I'm like, am I could I get a plus three? I can load up some teasers later in the week, and they're like, nope, not gonna wait. It's not gonna be there if we don't take it. Somebody else will. Do you now listen? The advantage teasers, the classics, have not had a good year. Now. I'll give you. I'm going to start giving tips on how you can tell if the people you're listening to are square or not. If they're telling you don't bet teasers now, they're square. Mm-hmm. Because now I do think there's validity in the the variate the, the variance in these games is higher than it's been because of fourth downs and all that. But last year it was too more than ever because in a weird way there it was such a, a change. You didn't hear them when the teasers were winning say, you know, we should be apprehensive here. Yeah, there's certain things that are immutable, immutable laws. And one of them is that a, even a season of something, it doesn't matter. In this, We're talking about decades these things move. And now I could argue it's the time to play more teasers because, you know what, I'm not seeing all these bullshit anti-teaser protection lines that I've saw for years where if, if a team was laying 7F, books would make a minus 9, you know, plus one, 110. You know, they exactly, that they, that they wouldn't. Now they're just making 7F. Ha, huh, go ahead and tease it. They've been losing, so they're not a Afraid of it anymore. Which kind of, in a way, makes them square. Yes. <laughs> I mean, but I guess not if it means that they won't get more as much volume as they typically would, so thus they don't have to protect for it as much. That, now, that's a great point, because yeah. a, a big part of that protection, they might not actually believe it's plus EV, but they're like, ah, but if we could get unlucky and the, the liability is too high. Yeah, but I think any, well, remember, uh, different old timers make the point, back at the turn of the century, 20-plus uh, years ago now, 
what was it? Millenni- Millennium was the name of the book. Was even money on a two-team six-point tease? Yes. Now that think about that. And minus one ten com- was everywhere. They had the best commercials. They would play like do 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 the islands music, you know. And, and then and they went out of business. Yeah, it's good while it lasted. <laughs> so speaking of that, Fez, have you done? I you know crypto people who invest in it. There's that crowd, and then there's people that for practical reasons need it offshore. Um, and again, we know you don't do anything offshore. We know that. <clears throat> but um, <clears throat> eating peanuts was, that, was that, is that code for something? Yeah. <laughs> He's a waste management consultant. Yeah, yes. But but from people you know, how many people do a lot of business offshore and don't have any crypto? Because. It seems to be, again, I'll say from a distance, it seems to be something that's almost vital if you want to bet offshore any amount. Yes. I would say it's about a third of the people, let me finish here, have it, okay? But- Have what? Have crypto. But, but I know, but let me finish. But like 80% of the people are like me. I don't have crypto, but I know guys who Uh have it. So it's a simple matter of- all right, I've got to do the. I got to get money from A to, to Z, and I'm in F, and I can't go here from there. But I know, I know my buddies, and they can make it happen. So mm-hmm, it happens. Mm-hmm. Now, um, we're going to leave that. We won't edit that out, but. You know, there'd be objections right now if we were in a court of law, I think. But, but you know. The irony of this is I just, <laughs> you weren't in on this thread because I didn't think you wanted to be on But But I sent Scott and AJ this very thread. You guys take crypto? Just two weeks ago. I'm looking I'm looking to get guys over there that are able to take crypto and pay me. Oh, well, but see, that's what's interesting, too, though, is you would think, geez, all these gamblers, but they trust each other. But it's hard to do gambling if you're not trusted in your community whatever that is but that doesn't change the fact when someone finally goes bust though they usually take a lot of people not down with them but like in poker you see it all the time no one wants to renege on something but once they start to renege they renege on everything at once this happened and even in wall street in the movie margin call where yeah, they, great, they, they, have the, they have the fire sale, and he's calling all these guys he's worked with for years, and he calls the guy late in the afternoon after they've dumped all their CMOs, almost all of them. And and the other broker says, you piece of garbage, don't you ever call me again. <laughs> and hangs up. Well, I mean, and again, that's a movie. It's funny. When it came out, Margin Call, no one heard, talked about it. No one, and over the years, it's gotten almost a cult status. It's a great movie. I've got three or four different quotes uh, in a, my little mm. machine here out of that. But... um. Have either of you guys seen that? I've not. Nope. Really good. Really good. And it's one of the I've here's the sick part. I've seen it probably 25 times. Mm. Oh boy. Because it's one of those movies that I can just have on in the background and I like certain scenes. Cause the way they build it up where things keep escalating. But finally, and what's really cool is they go, Well, you're gonna it was like who you think the big bosses are, right? And then he goes, What are you gonna do? And he goes, Did you call? And then one of them goes, I think it was Spacey, Kevin Spacey goes, Did you call him? It's like him. You don't even know who him is at this point. And then you hear the helicopter landing. So the big boss is coming in. It was really, really a good movie. Recommended. All right. On the list. On the list. Anything else? The music's still playing. The music's still playing. If the music was off, we'd be out of business. (laughs) (laughs) How did you stumble on this movie? Because you haven't seen anything since the 80s, Fez. How did you stumble on this one? It's about Wall Street. Yeah, but still, still, <laughs> it, you know, I, I've got a life for like six weeks of the year, you know, but like during, you during the all star, of, from the all star break to August, it's like like twenty sixth. You, you got to get a lot of life in during yes. that time. All right, anything else on this one? Mm. 
I have a couple. So what kept you off? It? I have. I've, I wanted to bet Minnesota. But I wanted to be on Minnesota because I've been kind of saying Minnesota's like I thought Minnesota's better than Fez thinks they are. But the the I found a couple things that kept me oh, away from it. Yeah, hit us. Uh, Cousins against pressure, his PFF grade drops like twenty five points. Well, whose grade doesn't? Well, his his <laughs> drops more than the average grade, uh-huh. and Dallas is the best pass rush team per PFF. Now here's the thing. Last week they had trouble getting pressure. First time that Parsons hadn't gotten pressure. And there was an injury that is a guy that's not necessarily as well known that apparently is making it now Parsons can't play rush end as much. He's having to play more drop linebacker. I don't know how much that's going to continue or, you know, but last week, let's just say in general that that hasn't been, oh, that's been the case. Last week it wasn't. We'll see. And the Vikings are 30th in pressure rate allowed, which obviously not ideal. Do you think maybe that some of these stats are, I mean, how could the Vikings be 30th in that? Like, just think common sense. They're seven and one or eight and mm-hmm. one. Isn't it? It's like, and didn't the Bills have the best pressure yep. in the world? How'd that go? Because mm-hmm. even if it wasn't for the lucky play, because it certainly was elements sure. of like 99% kind of luck, you know, is they still lose that game by a touchdown, but, which is a fair, is a pretty good showing on the road. Yeah, and that's another thing that's keeping me off of it. The Vikings are coming off this, basically winning the Super Bowl. No, see, I I agree with you, except if it wasn't the Cowboys and it wasn't at home. That crowd, it's going to be a – I think the week after, if somehow they win this game, I don't know who they got the week after, but I could see that being something. What you got, McKenzie? You just talked about Michael Parsons, minus 250 win defensive player of the year. And, and the next favorite is? Nick Bosa, San Francisco, plus 750. So literally you got a minus money favor and then a seven and a half to one. Wow, that's a favorite. And then since Dak has been back from injury, Cowboys are fourth in DVOA offense. Like they, their offense has been significantly better, it, despite even being down last week. That includes last week being down. They're still the fourth over that stretch since he's been back. Now, see, it's so interesting because I would have agreed with you, and I agree with you on the stats that it's crazy. yeah. And but that's but, all it just uh, kept me off of. It. But but what I'm saying is that the point I was going to make was. Dallas, the thing people were excited about was they were doing more play action. Like they call it, like some of the guys, uh, like at the uh, Athletic, the Ringer, um, other places, they call it like a cheat code. That like if you do, if you're in motion, it's just better by this amount. If you do play action, it's better by this amount. And there's certain coaches that if you move your primary receiver around instead of just leaving them in one spot, it's better by this. There's all these things that the new age coaches do almost to a man that Dallas wasn't really doing. But then when they had to deal with Cooper Rush, they did them. And it was like, wow, this looks good. And then the first couple games, they started trying to implement them with Dak. Now, the the shit hits the fan in Green Bay, and they didn't do a lot of those. So it's almost like um, your mom comes, you're at college, the house or the dorm's a mess, you clean it up, you keep it clean for a little while, but then you go back to your nature. And I just wonder... Uh, Fez, you t- took a quick bathroom break. We were talking about how Dallas was doing a lot of stuff with the play action and motion and a lot of modern things. 
that they needed to do with Cooper Rush, but they haven't really they didn't do that last week as much and it seems like they're falling out of that. Any any feeling on like the whole Dak versus Cooper Rush and the changes they made post Cooper Rush? Well, I can't argue with Dak with the offense last week. I mean, they certainly moved the ball the whole game and were successful. I will say But they di- they didn't do a lot of those things. They did not. And my my biggest concern is and I'm sure the stats would support this. Dak in the high leverage plays and third down and the like and late in the game, I don't trust him. He does, He's not as good a quarterback. He's a better quarterback first down in the first quarter than he is third down and fourth down in the fourth quarter. Hmm. That's a good point. All right. So we're going to move on. Oh, wait, wait. This is for Fats real quick. Waste management consultant. <laughs> okay. To wrap up the talk on the Vikings game, we got the hit man. He usually gives us a prop. He's a guru at the props, but we're getting aside from him, aside. I think we're going to like it. Best bet, Vikings plus one and a half. Let's just start out with power rating value. The Vikings, I have them about only one and a half points worse on a neutral than Dallas. And let's remember that the Vikings have one of the larger home field advantages in the entire NFL. So I flat out think that the wrong team is favored in this game. Plus, Vikings play as much zone as any team in the NFL. Dak Prescott, been really good against man coverage this year, but against zone, 29th in the NFL and EPA per drop back. On the other side of the ball, we know that the Vikings can run the ball with Dalvin Cook, and this Dallas run defense is starting to become a legitimate problem. So they've allowed 350 yards to opposing running backs over their last two games. I think the wrong team's favored, and I like Minnesota at any price as long as they're an underdog. Okay, you know, they say quit selling after you get to sale. I think we've got our confirmation on many. Remember, there's no locks. I think we've done a good job with this one. Best bet, A.J. Huff. I'm going to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers plus four. And like I said last week. Is it a triple light? I, too, like Pittsburgh. It's my three-way. And it's my four-way. All right. I'm going to say the following. If you guys give me the right sweetheart deal, I might buck you. So just think if you want that or not. Go ahead. Like I said last week, the Steelers are a completely different animal with T.J. Watt on the field. They dominated defensively last week against the Saints. And I would argue his presence is more valuable than any defensive player. Like, he upgrades, and that includes Aaron Donald, who I think is the best defensive player. But I, I think the Steelers, when they have this pass so, rush— I mean, it can't be more than a point and a half, right? Uh, probably not, no. All right, so, all right. But they are, they're just a completely— different team and that's going to matter against a Bengals O-line that can't protect the quarterback. And I think you nailed it there. It might be two points against the Bengals because what's the book on the Bengals? If you play a team that has no pass rush, they they crush you with their passing game. But if you if you put the pressure on Burrow and they're vulnerable, the Bengals are, it totally compromises their offense. At least it has so far this year. Yeah, they've allowed the third most sacks in the league and they've played a game less than the two teams ahead of them uh, in sacks allowed. So they're they're on their way to giving up the most sacks. And obviously, it'd be nice if the Steelers had Minka Fitzpatrick, but I think that's negated without Jamar Chase on the field because sure. the Bengals were sixth in passing DVOA weeks one through seven with Jamar Chase in the lineup. Without him in the lineup, they are 25th in, in passing DVOA. They just do not have as many explosive options with, with, him out, with him not out there. So 
And, and then the Tomlin, uh, Tomlin is a dog. Well, first Tomlin, 68% ATS against Cincinnati in his career. He's dominated them. Is that but, Big Ben's stat or Tomlin's stat? Uh, I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like Brady and, and Belichick. It mm-hmm. takes a while to separate them. Uh, well, but – Mm. He's seventy. I mean, Belichick had like four Super Bowl rings before he ever met Tom Brady. Well, I guess he had what two, and then he was in another couple yeah. Super Bowls. So, all right. Uh, and he's sixty-eight percent ATS against Cincinnati, seventy-eight percent against Cincinnati when he is a dog. He's also seven and two straight up against Cincinnati when he's been a dog. Part of this them. could be this whole, like, the Bengals are a dirty team, as we all know, with perfect. I don't and the think like. that's still the case. But it was the case. Mm-hmm. So the legacy of the Steelers, like, when they're playing the Bengals, I really think they think that's the dirty team that injured our players for years and years. And how much does T.J. Watt want to have an impact in this game? Because it was the first game of the season against the Bengals yep. in which he left with the injury. So how much does he want to have, you know, an impact on this game? You mentioned Tomlin and his status as a dog, his ATS record. As a home dog against the division, 5-0-2 ATS. My only concern here is I sure wish that Pittsburgh hadn't won in Cincinnati. I would have liked this a lot better if— um, Well, but you wouldn't because mm. if Pittsburgh had lost off the bye— I think that you'd be saying, like, this season's lost. It's a no, free No, he's saying say week, week one. one that, that crazy week oh, one yeah. game oh. where, the, where, where Cincinnati won the stats. But the turnovers, I thought it was 5-1, but you, you, you corrected me. It was 5-0, remember, that, uh, that the Pittsburgh won the uh, turnover, so they won the game outright. But, see, that's it. that game one is interesting. Because, one, we can look at the line and flip home field and think about the adjustment mm-hmm. from Pittsburgh. So line was six Sa- and a half, bad up to seven. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah. And... and uh, so seven was the, cl- you know, the the game day closed line and closed. And now what do we do home field between these? Now, remember back when Pittsburgh was, and I think they're still going to travel well, but Pittsburgh, people don't realize Pittsburgh is like, I think three hours, like I was an hour from Pittsburgh and I was two and a half from Cincinnati or maybe more. Now I, I have only went to Cincinnati a few times in my life. Maybe that's three or four. You should know this. It's five hours, Pittsburgh to Cincinnati. Drive it. Yeah. Okay. So that's a same, drive. Almost a lo- the same as Cleveland. That's a drive a lot of people would take. Do you think the Steeler fans maybe travel less aggressively with this losing season? No. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, there's plenty of Pittsburgh fans that live in Cincinnati already in, yeah. in that area. They're everywhere. Because there is like a takeover effect because the geographic closeness in that division. There's no doubt. Um. Because there was a point, Big Ben was like against Cincy, and Cleveland was like eighteen and two on the. I mean, it was crazy at at the point before he got hurt. To you know, the first time with the elbow. Yeah. So that week one game, there was plenty of Steeler fans in Cincinnati. All right. So all right. So there's been a quarterback change since then for Pittsburgh. I don't know how much yeah. it matters. I don't. They're they might be even at this yeah. point. I think I think Pickett was a dis, has been a disappointment, but I still think he's probably except Trubisky looked so good when he replaced him in that the one game. Um, well, let's do the flip though for a second and think about this. So it was seven in Cincy, and what do we do? It's in division. Do we do four points or, or three and a half to flip it? I would do three and a half. All right, so if we do three and a half, the line should be three and a half. half, Yep. And the line is? Four. Okay, so what's changed? All right, so now they're saying, oh, since he seems to be a little more favored than they were in the first game. Chase is out. And in that first game, Jamar Chase had 10 catches, 129 yards, and a touchdown. 
and and it seems like Chase has really mattered. And the only game he hasn't was the game since he was able to run Mixon really well, which that's interesting because. And then it's been the buy because they're off a of buy. Do they? Do we look at Mixon? Maybe. Oh, I mean, it feels like if I trusted the. Here's what I would say: If I trusted the Bengals' offense coaching the coaching staff more i would think they figured something out to help without the absence of chase they had a buy i'm not sure i trust that offensive coaching staff for the mm-hmm. Bengals. thus but here's the thing fez obviously the 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 obvious first game without chase <laughs> the the browns game they looked disaster it was a disaster it was like an embarrassment and let's be honest the browns haven't looked good since no so, they haven't so to me what how what did they do? Well, they the brain trust got together and they went against the Panthers and they ran Mixon for four touchdowns, a mm. bunch of yards. They're saying we're gonna run. I feel like that what's the odds they're gonna do something majorly different here? Did they run against Carolina? Because I thought they threw the whole game. Well, how I, um Mixon caught touchdown passes. Twenty two carries, hundred and fifty three yards and was four that right? I stand correct. How many passing yards? They they just killed Burrow, twenty two of twenty eight, two hundred and six and one. Yeah. Right, yeah, I'm wrong. I'm so wrong. but so my thought is if you had a, a, a creative coaching staff on because they got great defensive coaches. My understanding is that DC is really respected. Mm-hmm. But the OC really it, again, it's the head coach who runs the offense more. I think they run, run, run. I think we go over like attempts with Mixon. Mixon? I mean, let's be honest. If there's any team that's going to, if they have one disaster and one great game after that, and then they have a bye, are the Bengals the team that's going to do what they did in that great game more than any other team in the the first half? But I think Pittsburgh can win the game, and then he's not going to get his attempts. Shouldn't they run to avoid the pass rush, too? Like to avoid TJ Watt? Right. But the problem is that's what Cincinnati. But now we're talking about two. Let's say we're not saying it's a good plan to win the game. Mm -hmm. I'm saying it's a good plan to have a prop bet on over. Oh, yes. Yes, I agree with that. Right. So I like that the most. But I, now that I've thought this game through, I, I don't want to buck you guys. I don't. I think Pittsburgh's overrated right now because I think it was a perfect storm. It was off the bye. Tomlin could rally the troop when it was a ba- team having a bad year. That bye means a lot. Hey, you know, Tomlin. You may not know this. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody knows it. They've uh, never yeah. been a losing year under. But Tomlin. I think that's almost out of reach at this point, don't you? I do, but they don't. No, you're, finally you're starting to see the, the, the irrationality of the typical NFL. Sure. Well, if they get to four and six, suddenly it's like, that's not saying there's realm. a chance. So Joe Burrow, one and two straight up, two and one ATS off a bye in his career. That includes regular season and playoffs. One of those buys, the next game, he did face the Steelers off extended mm-hmm. rest. Lost 36-10 in Pittsburgh. Hmm. Okay. Think about this, RJ. Let's let's say just in this hypothetical world, they get the win this week. They're four and six. All right. This is the Steelers' remaining schedule: Colts, Falcons, Ravens, Panthers, Raiders, Ravens, Browns. Nine and eight. Like it's possible. (laughs) See, the minute I start believing it is the minute they're screwed. So, and all they need is one of those losses to turn into a tie. (laughs) Tie the Ravens once, you'll get it. I was so sure. (laughs) I was so sure that 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 tie was going to make the difference last year. That Fez had some scenario where the question was, would Pittsburgh win two or win? I go guaranteed. It's going to be he's eight, eight, and one. Right. (laughs) 
<laughs> which would have been a great story, actually. Mm-hmm. All right, you guys. So what I'm, I don't like Pittsburgh, but I'm off the. I wouldn't even, yeah, I wouldn't even bet this at all. Now you moved me on this. I probably was leaning Cincinnati pretty strong. So, kudos. All right, so everyone's best bet is done. Fez, what's your four weight? Four weight is the Rams catching four and a half. I'm going to keep this very simple. It's also my four weight, by the way. I might. I got the green button right beside me. I want to hear this argument. You're going to agree. So I got word from Vito oh. today that Stafford's going to play. All right. The line on this game was four point two when I when I got the word, and it was unclear whether Stafford would play or not. Big a down, even a banged up Stafford is much better than John Wolford. And so I sent it out to my clients. I said, take I, I said, take the plus four, and that was a, that was a premium play for my clients. And then what's the market currently? Market is three point three point four five. I would say. So it's moved a good half point. It, it's moved from four and a half, frankly, down to. I gave it. I didn't want to give out the four and a half because there was only a couple stragglers. So I gave out plus four. Okay. So the question is. So you gave it out. You didn't delay putting it out. You just had the line at four. Okay. Yeah. My question is: Has it gone public yet about Stafford? Or this is all just lines are moving, but no one, or at least some people know, and some people don't. Why? I don't believe it's gotten. It hadn't gotten public by the time I'd come in. Okay. So it's just he, he did practice, and there's optimism that he's going to play. But and we didn't if know he pra- that until the pra- okay. Yeah, it was a, but think about it. Like the only reason why he wasn't playing because he was in concussion protocol. It's not like it was uh, uh, another injury. So now that he's practicing, must mean that he's out of concussion protocol. So why wouldn't he play? I don't have the energy to go against the Rams and all the the, the deception they've had in the injury report. <laughs> but this. Well, is- I guess he's still technically he's still in the league's protocol, but he's allowed to practice. I, I mean, the Rams ridiculous. stink. The Saints stink. Who are the Saints to be laying four and a half? I mean, these are two almost equally stinky teams. And the Saints have decided to stick with Andy Dalton at quarterback, not make a switch. Oh, I like that. After they said, I think we're probably going to make a change. Now the (laughs) coach is like, well, it's not all on Andy. We we, we looked at the film. (laughs) It's not all on Andy. I mean, mean, once Winston's LASIK didn't solve the problem, what the hell could? (laughs) Yeah. So there's one – I knew that AJ and Fez were both on this game, and the one thing that kind of kept me off of it is obviously there's concerns. No Cooper Cup. What's this offense going to look like? Well, without, I think major. Concern. Yeah, I downgraded. I mean, they didn't. Too. Yeah, but I Alan mean, Robinson. He's the one non-quarterback. I said, you know what? He's premium wide receiver, yes, and he's their only option. This is too. the this is the opportunity now for Allen Robinson. Okay, he was supposed to come it's in. It's always and the be opportunity this, for and be Allen this Robinson. Huge impact on this offense year after year. Maybe, fantasy football but, players but hate maybe, that guy. Maybe certain guys aren't good in certain roles, and he is better off being that X wide receiver, being the primary route runner as opposed to a slot guy or in a different uh, uh, offensive scheme. The past four weeks, he's had an uptick. He's had 185 yards and a touchdown combined. The past four weeks, I know that's. I know that's one Cooper Cup game. One, that's that's, <laughs> that's one game. Cooper I Cup game. I heard 185. I'm thinking yeah. two games. That's no, no, no. 47. Four, but 17 catches in those four games. Which so, means they're forcing the ball too many. Still is not getting yards. So I think without Cooper Cup on the field now, more of that offense is going to go towards Allen Robinson. I would actually love playing an Allen Robinson prop here in this game. <sighs> Boy, I almost want to book that prop. But you know what I'm what inclined. Was, what was number B? Low 50s? I actually think it's good because yeah, you got to figure he's going to get the usage. I, I like catches. A Rob catches. I don't like A Rob. That's what I was almost yeah. thinking is actually bet opposite, where bet 
over on catches under, under on yards, yards and try to try yeah. to scoop it. Nothing out on the Rams, obviously, because they don't know about the quarterback situation. Yeah. So there's no Rams props. But I got an idea here, and it's a it's a double idea, Fez. I want to get your thoughts. So coming in to the office, I was thinking, you know what I like? I like the Rams under for their season win total now. Because I think there's a huge chance they shut down their quarterback. I agree. I mean, and it because let's be candid, at a certain point, and it's not that far away, they're going to be effectively out of it. I mean, now you could squint and see a path. You got you got to do a, a nice nice Winston reference Boy, to the squint. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a, a tough schedule going forward too. What number are you seeing, Faz, for that? I, it, William Hill will have it. They should have it, but they don't put it in alphabetical order. So I got to scroll through like yeah. a thousand options. After this week, they're at Kansas City, home Seahawks, home Raiders, at Packers, home Broncos, at Chargers, at Seahawks. That's interesting. So who's the worst team? The Raiders, home Raiders. All right. A Raiders, a team that was just laying points on the road at Jacksonville. Rams are laying four in that game. Uh, home against the Raiders. Oh, the okay. Game of the years. So the best, so the best, the best number they've got in all those games is going to be a four point. Yeah. And I think if they were playing hard, who knows? Because obviously, but Cup, they might keep him. I mean, that's a four or five weekend. An ankle right? injury, surgery. Yeah. So who? I mean, if he has to miss at least four games, on yeah. yeah. So if there's only three games left when he comes back, if they're out of it, do they bring him back? Still off the board because of the quarterback situation, I think. I tell you this, I got a feeling there's going to be value on that because I, I it's the defending champions still, and I don't think they're building in the chance they're going to sit Stafford. Is this the worst a defending champion se- like a season has been? Like, <sighs> that's I mean, yes, it's the worst. Because- it's the worst ATS start. For a Super Bowl champion since the Packers started one six and two in nineteen ninety seven, the Rams are two six and one ATS. What about straight up? The Raiders had a terrible year after. Well, this is the only info the, I have here. Oh, right they, they only went to the Super Bowl. They didn't win it. <laughs> I, I'm just thinking. It almost feels like, like we always talk about the Super Bowl loser has the hangover, mm-hmm. but the Super Bowl winner almost always is at least a good team. Like, the Rams aren't even a good team. Speaking of that, and just let's spend thirty seconds on it. Fez backing up to Cincinnati. Is I would right now if 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 Chase comes back and he should be healthy when he comes back, you know. Let's. I mean, this is not an injury in theory that's going to push into the playoffs. If you were taking free, um, and we were doing a draft right now for teams to win the Super Bowl, does Cincinnati maybe get picked fifth? I still take them. I I still take Baltimore above them. Yeah. So seventh, seventh. I would take Cincy over Baltimore. You know what? I might. I might. Dallas isn't going to win the Super Bowl. I might make him sixth. I take Dallas over Baltimore. Yeah, I, it's I, close. Personally, I got to see. I got to see Lamar be able to do it when you got a pass. Well, we'll see. Maybe he can. I've never seen it though. It'd be nice if he won a playoff game. Yeah. I mean, he did one. Yeah. But uh, you got a guy. No, I was, I was more on the Rams game. I wanted to ask you your opinion on what this trend even means. Um, it's McVeigh and the Rams after a divisional game. It doesn't matter if he won or lost. Doesn't matter. So the week after playing a divisional game. But they're not playing a divisional game that week. Correct. All right. Uh 2012 and 3 ATS. Why would they perform and they have a losing ATS record when it's um 
not off of divisional Because you opponent. flip a coin 32 times and you can get 20 heads all the time. But why? It's drastic it's true, either though. way. It's true. It's not drastic. It's not drastic at 27 all. 27 and 35 Here. ATS versus 20 and 12. Well, the 20 and 12, go, like I said, go home and fl- this is your homework. Go home and, well, and well, flip stop. 100 coins. You're not coins. his teacher. I know. Number but, two, there's computer simulate, or you can simulate this stuff online. So there's now. a story of, of, of a probability teacher. He gave his, he says it's 10% of your grade. You go, you, everyone goes home, flip a coin 500 times, all right? I want you to record head, tail, head, tail, head, tail, and show me the scatter, you know, write uh-huh. them all down. Hey, that's, that's your homework. It's 10% of your grade. They, everyone turn it in. He's, he's like, you all fail, every one of you, because none of you ha- even had like a nine-game streak, and it's statistically— so, so they faked it. They fake head, head, tail, head, tail, tail, head, and yeah, we, back and, and we forth. All, it's human nature— and I don't necessarily agree with you on one of the things you said. And I'm going to back up with that in a second. But it's human nature not to think of the extremes that happen with randomness. Randomness mm. is more random than we think. Way, and that's way human. More that's like in our DNA kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, what I don't agree with is that every trend that is an obvious. I think the obvious trends are the ones that actually don't do well. Because, uh, because the market adjusts for if it, Yeah. I think the only time an obvious trend can do well is if there's a motivation that's built into the situation that makes the public the public bet the, the other team. Yes. So, for example, if it's some anti-cowboy trend, whatever happens, there's always going to be money on the Cowboys, right? So Probably the ultimate would be when the Chicago Bears are doing well. The Bears against Chicago bookies will do terrible against the spread. Like when I remember when I was during that that the Bear Super Bowl run, just because they were screw, skewing the lines. Well, like three points in the eighties. Yeah. 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 So um, I guess my point is, you're right. It's very possible that the trends that Scott shared are random. But it's Maybe they're po- not. It's but possible they're not. Yeah. And I think by definition, the fact that trend exists means it's more likely that that's the case than if there was no trend. So maybe it only goes from zero where there's no information on it. So it's 50-50. Like how would he do after a division game? If I didn't know that trend, I'd shrug and say, I don't know, you know. Yeah. But now he said that, the odds are better there's something to it. Now, that's a strong point. It's just like you always bring this point up. If you see, like, you walk past a roulette wheel and you see 19 reds and four blacks, it's probably just random. But you know what? If you if gun to my head, I'm petting red. So to me, those are things that can add a little. It's almost like you like the pizza, but mm-hmm. you put a little red pepper on it. I don't want to just eat red pepper, but if I but I like pizza with red pepper on it. I think the I I think the anti trend stuff is some of the most misguided stuff. Mm. Well, I think some people's use of trends is very misguided, and that it gave them a bad name. But and I'm talking about thirty years and mm-hmm. on, mm-hmm. like the, the magazines and all that. But I think what is a trend? Uh, and to me, a trend is a team. Uh, situation and a system is a league-wide situation. Mm. I like systems better because you got more reps. There's mm-hmm. more rep, you know, and and I especially like the systems that are pervasive. Like there's some systems like early in the year do this, but there's only a handful, you know, of opportunities to do it. But if you can get like a like fast, some of your most tried and true handicapping are trends that team off a upset win that goes because you're saying we're defining the situation. Well, those are more systems, right? Not, yeah, 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 yeah. Good point. Is um, anything but the handicap- NBA. NBA. Right. Whenever there's a serious game, one goes over. 
and game two goes over. So this is playoffs. In the playoffs. Game three, we bet under. Why do we bet under? Because it is a system that makes logical sense because what happens, the public, they don't watch the NBA all year long, and then they just saw the Celtics have two straight high-scoring games, and now they are like, oh, you know, the odds makers got this wrong, and they bring the total higher, but the teams make adjustments, and yeah. if anything, it should go the other way. That's a good point. And the zigzag itself is, by definition, mm-hmm. in the NBA, a system. So how do we take this trend then and make it or see what it is for a league-wide system? Like, what's the league – after a divisional opponent. Now, see, now that that is. And by the way, Mackenzie pulls this up quick. This is, I mean, wow. I don't even want to. I mean, we always give it out, but this is good. So, series is uh, game is three, and the prior game went over, and the one before that, game one and two, went over. The over under is towards the under. And it's uh, 80 to the under, 48 to the over. So usually we'd say that in reverse: 48 over 80. Is that 80 or 86? 80. 80 on the underfeds. That's a good one. It's a reason I went 40, 21. 40 and 21 in the NBA last year. Cherry picking stuff like that, aren't you? <laughs> but <laughs> what, I, what I will say is, well, it doesn't compare to McKenzie. Do you hear McKenzie's new nickname? No. Sleepy came up with it. It is some variation of McKenzie who makes the bookies cry a rivers. <laughs> Or something like that. It was actually pretty okay. good. Okay. How did it go exactly, Mackenzie? Mackenzie makes the uh, <laughs> Mackenzie makes the bookies cry rivers. That's pretty good. Mackenzie well, makes the bookies cry that's, rivers. That's, that's the something irony. like Chris Berman would say in the yeah. middle of a highlight. I like it. <laughs> the irony. Mackenzie like makes it, the bookies cry rivers. What? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I like that. Jim Gaffigan is, is making a fortune. A comedian. Well, you wanted to get that name out, man. I do. Well, here's my point. And he's just praying. No is, he, one, is he getting free tickets when is, Gaffigan's in town? Is, he is. He is. He's at the win. He's he's praying that no one discovers. He doesn't meet the dress code. He's praying that no one discovers um, Scott Seidenberg because they could take his job away. No, see that's he. He's like red hot pepper on the pizza with his imitations. You trying to get that guy's name in? That he's trying to get free tickets to the show. But I'll tell you this: this is a good example of a trend that I think will keep going, or a system that will keep going. And here's why: is people see what they see, they like to bet overs anyway. So it's going to be a, a certain group might hear about this and get dedicated and go the other way, but it won't be a majority of people. Look, exactly. Look no further than Army, Navy, Air Force, where they all they do is keep going under, and, and every single you know, you know poor Brad but Powers that baby's, was doing that this. baby's move though, like 10, 15 but points. So the mar- seven years ago, Brad was coming on saying, you know what, I, this, it's done, the, the market's adjusted too much, these games are going to start going over. Well, it's seven years later, all we've seen is like a 12-2 and two under. Yeah, but, Sorry, if we, but no, I hear you, but if we look at the net margin in those, I, unless I'm mistaken, there's been a lot of like half-point wins in there, yeah, which can be tight. deceiving. It's getting tight. Yeah, tight. It's a, it's a, yeah. And we got the Army-Navy coming up. AJ, what's that total going to be on that game? Uh, I'm going to go 40. 40. <laughs> you, but you understand that like this NBA situation, but there's a lot, you know, the thing I always go back to, and then we'll move on. I always go back to this is a guy named Jim uh, Simmons or Simon. How, S-I-M. Gaffigan. <laughs> there was other gyms. There's a, now the funny thing is AJ had his, like his, my favorite thing he said, joke wise, maybe ever earlier today. I was laughing and I, and it was like, was so, it off air? No, it was understated. You just did it like seven or eight minutes ago. Oh, I don't even know then. And 
it was understated and and he kind of didn't scream it. And then I was like, I, I might have encouraged him too much because I was laughing. Mm. And then he goes, God, you know, it's a, you got nightclub humor <laughs> with microphones. I, I mean, it, it's, I guess they have microphones in nightclubs. They do. Yeah. So you're right. I guess you're right. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> the, you know something? I'm going to just call. I'm going to say, let's move on. But, you know, let me say this one thing because it is important. And I've said it before, so I can say it quick. The Renaissance is the name of the fund, and it's it has made the most money of any fund in history, more than Warren Buffett, more than anyone. And they were the first true wonks on Wall Street, where you hear about Tudor and these guys, and they all made a lot of money. This guy's made the most money. And, you know, actually, Mackenzie, if you could just pull up one thing, is the returns on the Renaissance fund from uh, Medallion, uh, it might be Medallion's the fund and Renaissance is the company. Here's the thing. They have some of the best PhDs on earth working for them. And the, the main reason that they actually have th them is you get a chance to invest in this Medallion fund. And it's the only people on earth that can get in it. Hmm. Like like if Warren Buffett said, I here's a bill, they don't want it because they make so much money. So... Uh, it's a quant fund has generated an annual returns of, of about 40% from its inception 30 years ago. If I go 1.4 squared, <laughs> I mean, think about that. So you're going to, you're going to double every two years. I mean, think about it. I mean, it's crazy. So the Mets were directionally right to pay Bobby Bonilla <laughs> the million dollars a year. They just should, they should have gone with the Renaissance guys <laughs> instead of this Malcolm. What, what, what's Madoff. Name? Madoff, thank you. <laughs> well, Madoff probably didn't even have those returns and they were fake. <laughs> I mean, they're so secretive about this. They didn't mm. even want people knowing how much they're making because they're afraid they're going to get shut. It's mm. like the government's going to come in and say, what's going on? I mean, it's that serious. And they said, I've read every piece. I, there's only one book written on them. I've read it. And it only came out like two years ago, but I've read every article ever. Like I did a LexisNexis. I wanted to see what was happening, right? And this is years ago. And they said one thing we found out was that the trends that make the – and there's trends on the stock market, right? If it goes up, it goes down. The trends that make the most money make no sense because you, you could sit and spend your life trying to understand why it – but they have enough sample size that it's statistically significant. They don't need to understand. In sports, you need to understand right. so to be like, sure if, of it because there's not enough sample. Like if there's a record cold in Siberia, the corn yield goes nuts in the North America. They actually gave one of them away, and I don't know why they did, but someone in an interview did, and it had to do with the if it was overcast in New York or not on a Friday. Yeah. So there was something about that that made it where either traders maybe didn't trade as much. They were halfway out the door. Get, oh, I can't get a cab because it might rain. So <laughs> Whatever it is, it changed the sentiment, mm. which changed, but only on Friday because people got their minds yeah. on. And, and it's like if, if a trend guy said that, they'd be like, oh, were you taught? But again, we got to get to the Hamptons, right, Scott? We got to <laughs> yeah. get out of here. <laughs> so if, if anyone likes that kind of stuff, mm. look into it. It's, it's interesting, but you won't get into the fund. Okay, next game. I have a quick bet offer for you. Oh, I'm ready. Ravens make the Super Bowl, I win. Since he went, since he makes it, you win. Well, what, making it's not the that goal. That would be a head-to-head -head bet. Yeah, that's not the goal. The goal is to win the Super Bowl. Okay, same bet then. Ravens win the Super Bowl, I win. Since he wins, you win. All right, so let's see. What's the market right now? I've, I've got no idea. You, you, you just said you, you would take. You said you would take them over the the Ravens. If I was forced to choose between the two, luckily my other option is to bet the market. So what's the market, Mackenzie? 
currently updated. Bengals 28 to 1, Ravens 12 to 1. Okay. So let me think. You're offering me 12 to 1 effectively. But, you know, in, 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 under that context, you're saying they're even, but I can get two. Well, you said you like the Bengals more. I, yeah, but I'm not forced to make the bet. Okay. Well, it's just I thought I'd offer it since you said it. Now, you don't think you don't think you I've did, got a good did. answer for the same thing I do to someone else? Whenever oh, I, I know you do this to someone else. It. You did say you it. You did what say did it. Say? You said the Bengals had a better chance to win the Super Bowl than the Ravens. I, I did. I think, you, I, th- I think what you meant was the Bengals have no, represent no. a better value. No, than, no, I think they have a better chance. Mm. But why? But if I let's assume you thought that, mm-hmm. would you take this bet? I, I think that Baltimore's true odds are less than twelve to one, and the Bengals are higher than twenty-eight to one. But I still think Baltimore's no, no, but favored. What I'm saying is, Baltimore is more likely. I feel. I, I right. you know take that the bet. you would just bet the market. Yeah. What yeah. would you do? If you I would bl- bet the market because that's the better bet. Yeah. I okay, would, so yeah. there's no contradiction. I would bet the there's no. I would bet the no on Baltimore to win the Super Bowl. I think that would be the I'm best more, way I, no, to see, I'm actually pro Cincy more than I'm. Um, oh, okay. If you look at the EPA, and you look, and again, Chase is Chase, and it's been a problem since when Chase comes back. Now, here's the thing: they might not even make the Super, or I'm sorry, might not even make the playoffs. All these teams are going to have playoff revenge against them. Tennessee, Tennessee, Kansas City. Now that I think of it, you might have a Bengals. Super Bowl bet against me anyway from the Book It Bro that we did on SOV back in the day. Yeah. Book McKenzie, can you, do you still have that in, info? Yeah, for sure yeah. we do. Because I remember you had Tampa and you were so excited about that. And then I had Cincy and then you had the Chargers. Yeah. Exactly. And it, it, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, it, it is funny how much has changed, right? Yeah. It's gone a couple of different directions. And Tampa's like a job, though, again. Yeah. Like it, 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 for the people who don't know, this was a game where. RJ forced me to book a bet at market price. I forced him to book a bet, and then we both got to choose the bet that we wanted the other to Which book. Which is, I think, a fun. It was we, very fun. We tried. We called it "book it b i t c h." Yeah, they didn't even like that. Mm-hmm. Which uh, then it became "book it bro." Yeah, but here it could be "book it bitch." He's got it. All right, so this is yeah, this is fun. Um, all right, Mackenzie, I see you with a future with the uh, Brooklyn Nets up there. Way up top, a little bit. Yeah, it's not plus EV on that. <laughs> you ever hear that story? Is we were on air and I thought this is a good chance to bet something. I think you said you were listening for that, and I said yeah. fire on it. Yeah. And then somehow McKenzie got a bad number. Was it twenty? But, but, to one? Then, but no, no, he got a fine number, but he could only get down like twenty bucks. Yeah. And I'm like, how could that be? Well, later we found out that somehow he his account was at zero. He wasn't able to get any down, but he was going to be willing to book me at that great number instead of admitting it. So he's booking the bet he recommended. <laughs> That's not a strong look. <laughs> but I kind of respect yes. that, that, that he was, you know, but I let him. As a generous fellow, I let him out of it. And luckily, that Brooklyn bet doesn't look good right now. Yes. Hi. By the way, in our Super Bowl only auction pool, uh, league or, or whatever, uh-huh. uh, Fez has both the Ravens and the Bengals. Well, Two I, losers. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you, Scott. Well, I don't know. I mean, the Ravens have exceeded expectations, wouldn't you say? Yeah, a little bit. But but the thing is, it's kind of like it's kind of like a contest. This is where 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 slightly exceeding expectations isn't enough because your your actual equity well, it can doesn't go matter down. as long as you win the division and make the play. Go ahead. Do you remember no, how that auction matter. went? We spent all our money on the best teams, and Fez waited and waited, and then just like piled up a bunch of scraps. Teams. Oh, he has more teams than all. But then Fez is also the guy who's like, "There's only three teams that have a chance to win." Like, that's interesting. 
<laughs> well, what, did he tell us? what did he tell us two weeks ago? We were not labeling teams. He's like, eliminated. 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 The Ravens have been eliminated. eliminated. <laughs> yeah, from the from the Book It Bro segment. I... <laughs> All right. Mackenzie's going to like this. The... No, 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 no. We're not changing the subject. No, I'm on the subject. Go, no, go ahead. The Niners are going to win the Super Bowl. Yes. I, I think that's crazy, to be honest with you. Jimmy G hasn't gotten any better. They, they were trying to throw him away. It's third and 18, up 10, Tyree Kill. They already won one. They, the Niners already won one with them. It was a miracle. Huh? Not Niners, factual, but I appreciate the it. Niners we had a chance. didn't win a Super Bowl. Well, they should have if they would have. That's just the def- point. They should have defended. That's the point. You know how much better the team is. Jimmy G doesn't play safety. It wasn't his fault. But they shouldn't have been close game if you have a good quarterback. Go ahead. <laughs> RJ has. So I've I've booked. I'm booked for RJ on the Bengals 18 to one. So I'm not even good on that. Uh, I'm bo- He's booked on me with the Chargers at 22 to one. That I you want more on that? <laughs> no, no thanks. Uh, he's booked me on the Bucks at 25 to one, and I've booked him on the Browns at 35 to one. I'll give you more of that if you want. <laughs> well, well, funny thing is, I gave. I don't a, think any of us are going to win. I gave a flyer <laughs> on the Browns. I don't think they've won. A, they've won one game since. But they look good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Um, Mackenzie, do me a favor. When you got the great, great job of having things at your fingertips here, is um, oh here's a this is interesting. Boy, he's on it today. Cincinnati Baltimore EPA comparison. So since he is even with all these chase games, right? Absence. Yeah. They're sixth on offense and fourth on defense. Baltimore's fifth on offense and sixteenth on defense. They would have just kicked that extra point. They'd have another win against Pittsburgh. It doesn't even. But what I'm saying yep. is, this. I mean, Cincy by the advanced stats is much better than than people think. I agree with that. Then why does it seem absurd that that Cincy, who already have gone to the Super Bowl, so they're not going to feel overwhelmed by it? Because the opposite, I really think, is true. The team, the the the, the betters feel they lo- they got they. They played well, but they got all the breaks to make the Super Bowl. But they're better this year. It, it, yeah, they're better this year, and this year they're going to have the, the target on. They have the same problem. The, 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 they they have last year. I'm confused though. When you're in the playoffs, do you really think you need extra motivation? You think like the Chargers are going to be like we're going to beat them because they beat us? I think, I think it gives confidence to the Bengals. They want. They, they I, want. I, I think if you query playoff revenge is actually a real thing. The teams do well with playoff, and I think it's not because they, the it's not because that you're you're turning the spinal tap up to eleven. It's because you're like I beat this team by doing this, and I'll do the same thing, and the other team makes the adjustments, like the zigzag. Well, the Bengals, uh, their coach isn't very good in my opinion, so maybe. Any closing thoughts on this? No. All right. Luckily, we've been, you know, making sure to rush through these games. <laughs> yeah. All right. Keeping it tight. Is Spend right. a lot of time on the back end. All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna let you, AJ, take over when it comes to uh, reading the games off. Is that all okay? right? Yeah, that's fine with me. Uh, we'll go to your four weight next. Okay. My four weight, the New England Patriots. Now I've been off New England for a little while. They had a bye. But <laughs> let's think about what was the line on this game in New York? Three. Okay. So New England was favored, minus three. And now it's uh, the line in the contest is three and a half. Market right now looks a little short of that. I mean, it's like three minus 25. So 3.25. Like, well, I think it's probably more towards 3.2. Uh, 3.7. Oh, well, I'm sorry. 3.2. No, I think it's more towards like three point, like four. It's almost three and a half. Well, I, I see more threes than three and a half. There's more. But threes. what's the money line on the threes? I think it's like because I'm three, seeing it's like minus three late dollar twenty five. 
Yeah, which is three quarters. Of the, if it's twenty cents, it's it's fifteen cents towards it, right? Yeah, that's a good point. So that would be three. Yeah, yeah three point three eight. You're right. So all right, like, so call it three point three five. All right, so it's almost three and a half. So okay. I'm taking a bad number here, though. Mm, I'm not going to sweat that because I got to pick five picks. Mm -hmm. So, but I like this one because I think that what the Jets have done. Now we've seen Buffalo blow another game. Doesn't mean that they didn't win that game. It means it's not quite as impressive when Josh you beat Allen the was clearly injured, played with an injury in the second half. We don't know when he got hurt, but he got hurt. And I also think this: they've kept Wilson from killing him, and he hasn't gotten any better. I mean, maybe he's better than the worst quarterback we've ever seen in these parts. Like <laughs> it would have been something like, you know, it was back in 1869 we saw a quarterback. I mean, it, he was that bad last year. Now, Samuel Darnold was his name. <laughs> but Belichick doesn't doesn't do well against like questionable like like rookie and sophomore quarterbacks, does you, he? You know what was so funny? About, are you taking like fish oil or something new? <laughs> no, because that was clever. Because you did it like in a voice of an old time, an old timer, yeah, with Samuel instead of Sam. Exactly. <laughs> that that is beyond you. Like you were not doing that on on Fox. Like that was another level. I'm, I'm just saying. You guys are bringing out. You and Scott are bringing out good things in each other. But I mean, to me, it's really that simple. Is Belichick? You give him another. It's, let's just say this: the one game doesn't benefit the Jets. You know, my my favorite story. I, I have a professional better. His name begins with a J. All right, he's the most successful guy. You know, he actually surpassed me. He's he's really just kicking butt. Uh -huh. And he used to text me years he goes, ago. He goes. He actually. Actually surprised me like it was the surprising yeah. yeah like he's making fun of me like on some of the things I'm doing versus what he does and he, he used to text me week after week after the we, we bet I, I bet on the Jets and I lost because it was a really good spot and he goes really good spot next week again for the Jets <laughs> wow. like, but there are but but I will say this Fez one you it sounds like you tutored him took him under your wing and the fact that when he has success he doesn't think of you as a mentor but someone to ridicule you might want to think about that. Well, you're lucky you don't have like like a fa like a family and job, and you could just go 24 seven on what you're doing, professional gambling nonstop without any service to give out winners to clients. It, it helps. No, no, I'm not. All I'm saying is you think he'd be your advocate. He, they, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure. Let's just say Fez, if Fez has an edge, he like makes sure he doesn't leave it on the table. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> all right, Patriots. Have won thirteen straight against the Jets, twelve zero and one. That's ATS. better than twenty and twelve. Yeah, that's, twelve that's... zero and one ATS in those thirteen games. The last time. Say that again. That's interesting. That's yeah. interesting. So they've won thirteen straight against the Jets, twelve zero and one ATS in that's those absurd. thirteen. So straight they haven't games. fallen short of expectation one. No, the last time the Jets beat the Patriots in regulation was the two thousand and eleven playoffs. Uh, the last time it happened in the regular season was 25 games ago. But let's think about this. By definition, the Pats were big favorites in most of those games. The fact that they didn't not, or they've covered all but one push says something extreme. It says Darnold sucked and now Wilson sucks, but it also says he hates the Jets because there was some, you know, remember he was a head coach for like one day. One day. Yeah. I was the greatest of all Faxed time. It in. And someone fired me. He I didn't get fired. I, he, he left them. He, left. Yeah, he faxed yeah. in his resignation. Yeah. Do you know much behind the story? What caused well, that? Well, yeah, because uh, he was Parcells's right hand man, and when Parcells, uh, you know, retired, it was assumed that Belichick was taken over. Mm -hmm. But then Belichick uh, got offered the job in 
New England, mm-hmm. like they called him. Belichick didn't want the Jets job. Belichick wanted the New England job. And when he got the, I guess they didn't know about Parcells retiring. Um, and then when they found out, and they knew that who's there at this point, the Patriots. Okay. And then when they found Throw out, down. when they when the Patriots found out, it was like, <laughs> oh shit, we got a chance. You know, we have to. We have to go give Bill the job. We have a chance that we have to do this uh, now. So his thought was he should have had it. They were slow playing, giving it to him, and that's when he had an alternative. He said, "I'll take that. Fuck you. I'll take the alternative." Because mm. the Jets didn't act as quickly as he Belichick would have wanted it. No, I'm saying Belichick was was like like handed the job after Parcells. So he was handed the job. So, but so, but the Patriots didn't know that built that Parcells was leaving and mm-hmm. and and Belichick was going to get the Jets job. Mm-hmm. But when you told that story just now, and you said, and then they said, "Hey, we got to hurry up." Meaning the Patriots had to hurry up, uh, and because Belichick is about okay. to get a head coaching job, but we can offer him our job. So none of that sounds like why Belichick should be mad at the Jets. No, Belichick doesn't didn't want to be the Jets head coach. Yeah, right, but so then, if anything, the Jets should be mad yeah. at him. Yes. Yeah, he faxed in his resignation, and, and it was the coach for one day. Now my understanding is there was just general. Like things about that operation, you know, Parcells. Let's be honest. He at that point he was how many years was he with the Jets? Mm. It wasn't many. It wasn't right? many. Four or five, maybe. Was I it mean. even that? Because remember, he took the Patriots to the Super Bowl to play Green Bay, and then he quit. You know, he left that job. He was the head coach of the Jets for three seasons. Yeah, it was three. So he years. must not have been. A, I mean, obviously, and remember, Belichick and Parcells weren't getting along great at the end either, because again, Parcells. Remember, Belichick had five years as his own boss. Then mm-hmm. he had to come back for like more than a few years under Parcells, who wasn't easy to work for, right? So I mean, think about that. Uh, so it's funny. Belichick screws over the Jets. He says, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to kick your ass for the, for the rest of eternity. <laughs> Here's what I heard I never heard before. It'll be my last point in the game. Belichick asks the league every year to give us a team off a bye when he's off a bye. Mm. He has a theory that that's a huge advantage for him. Interesting. Well, yeah, if you're the best coach, you but want— But wouldn't you rather be the best coach and have them— not like if you only had to have one team off a of bye, I see your point. But sometimes teams play four or five teams off a of bye in a year. So why would you want to mitigate your advantage? I don't know. I think he thinks in certain situations it's not an advantage. A bye it, isn't an advantage. It just feels like if, if you if you give me two weeks, if you're going to give the other guy two weeks, and I'm going to get two weeks, I, I'm going to beat him because I'm that much better. But if better you only give him one week, you should beat yeah, him. Yeah, no, you're right. And, and I think if if you had to take one team off a of bye, but I guess there's no rule one, of that. Yeah, there isn't because like it's, I think I can't remember who it was this year that had four. I think it might have been the Patriots had four teams. Maybe they're like, if you want a team off a of bye, we'll give them to you. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Um, but listen. And if he's asking for it, it's got to be a reason. Rest assured, you don't want it. It's don't smart. question it. Yeah. <laughs> so I like that. And I think that obviously the line move, uh, the adjustment is unwarranted. What has the Jets done since? They had one nice game. Wilson hasn't really stepped up. And let's not forget, they lost their main running back. It's been just that one. I mean, it was like the season was over. Yeah. Now that one game is uh, obscures that absence. I think. I I agree. And the only reason I didn't play was I just take taking the, laying the three and a half. That's when it's three point three eight seven five. Well, which is true enough because of the con. But I think you don't like laying three and a half, even if the market's three and a half. You know, I I actually don't. you don't like taking two and a half. 
You're right. You're right. You just want to wish for that. You're right. If if the line's like three and a half, I got to tell you, I I like, I I go to the money line and that's my go to. And I try to lay like minus 174, you know, when it's like markets minus 180 because I can get help. Mackenzie, do me a favor. Just do a simple search. Line is minus three and a half. That's it. An oldie but a goodie. All right. Mm-hmm. And then this is shocking where that's like one of the best numbers to have because there are a lot of people like that. that. Yes. And Fez, you're a little too sharp for that. But what? You know. <laughs> Any other thoughts? So why did you – Who? I mean, do you guys got leans on this one? Or I, I lean to, to New England as well. I, I'm like, you, like Fez said, just a three and a half. <sighs> I think the database has gotten flipped or something. I know, right? We've done this before. I, yeah, we've done this. So this is, you know, what I would say, it's his opposite land because it's saying like almost exactly <laughs> the opposite. Yeah. Um, but we'll figure. Uh, yeah, because I think we did. Query this on the line show. is equal to plus three and a half. Yeah, we did. We did this though. I mean, we yeah. did, we did this on the show. Okay, next game. We'll go with this is RJ's three weight, but we'll let Scott lead it since RJ just led one on the Giants. What's Scott's it's weight? It's Scott's two weight. So his two weight's better than my three. It yes. equals. I'm, it's the same as your three. I'm gonna go get us a drink of water when he's doing it. Perfect. The G man. Uh, it's back. It's it's back to being on the Giants for me after taking a little bit of a hiatus. Uh, and to me, it's all about the Giants' ability to run the ball effectively, and the Lions' inability to stop the run. The Lions last week got run all over by the Chicago Bears. They have the second worst rush defense in the NFL. The Giants are just going to stick to their game plan, which is to run the football. It's going to be a cold, windy day at the Meadowlands, and they're not going to throw the ball a lot. They're just going to run and pound this Lions defense. Uh, Jared Goff on the road. His last 12 starts, he's 1-10-1 straight up. That includes a win last week. He's on a winning streak. He's on a winning streak. Uh, But he has uh, lost those games by an average of 11.8 points per game. He hasn't won back-to-back road starts since 2018. So fading him off the high of last week's upset win, if you want to call it that, I guess, uh, in Chicago. To to me, uh, I, I think great performance by the Lions last week, but they were helped out a little bit, right? There was the terrible interception return for a touchdown throw by thrown by Justin Fields or else. The Bears probably win that game nine times out of ten if he doesn't make that that asinine throw that gets walked into the end zone by his former yeah. Ohio State teammate. So phony win. Phony win for Detroit on the road. Yes. And now they go on the road again. Really bad spot. Yes. That's that's a, that's a I, very I, good I, way of putting that. Yes. I would say this. I like this game so much more cause Detroit won. Yes. Yes. And maybe not even for the reasons you're saying. I think cause they don't want to win, but mm. they got to win occasionally to keep the heat off. Mm. When you have a team that you think might be tanking, when they win a game, the next game's usually bad because it's like we got some leeway here. You know, we but the Lions have won back to back games. Not to mention the Lions. This is, I, and I don't know. Uh, so what I don't was, know. Oh, it was the Detroit or the Green, Green Bay, Bay game. Yeah. Okay. You, so know, I, you know, in the NBA, this nothing could be truer than the NBA, where you'd see one of these teams that was tanking, they and they've like lost like. 14 to 15 games, and then they have a nice where they beat the Celtics or something, and you're like, oh, this team's showing some pride, and then yeah. that wacko. Yeah, so it, the idea of buying high on the Lions is gross. Well, how much uh, also, like, this is the Lions' uh, 
this is a spot, I don't want to call it a look-ahead spot, but they're playing on Thanksgiving next week, right? So that's a huge game for them. And that's it's, three days after this game. Yeah, exactly. So they can't tank, so tank that game. It's exact. That is like, that's the source of pride, right? That's their whole seat. That's the Lions Super Bowl is their Thanksgiving home game. They always suck on Thanksgiving. Against the Bills. Though. Congratulations. Sure. Because they suck. Sure, yeah. but still, like, that's the source of pride. So, you know, how much... Effort goes into this week on the road against the Giants versus three days later at home against the. I, Buffalo I like your Bills. prop on on, on betting um, uh, Barkley over and and certainly we could we could play Jones under for pass yards because I think th- th- you're absolutely right. It's just going to be run 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 run. And the Giants know if they don't screw it up, they'll win. Yeah, I would even do. I would even take a plus money flyer on like a Matt Breida anytime touchdown. You know, like I think that the. Well, what are the odds the Giants draw two weeks in a row the two worst run defenses in the entire world? Hey, how about last week? Only be favored by a combined seven. Right. <laughs> how about that? Hey, didn't I call it? We're 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 about a week away from the Giants being the worst eight and two team in the league. Well, don't jinx us now. But <laughs> but here's what I would say: Dayball is maybe as good of a coach in his first year as we've seen. I mean. I know there's some good ones this year. Saturday has a higher winning percentage. <laughs> That's That's that was good, actually. Yeah. Is, everyone's funny today. But, I mean, this this Giants team, if you just look at the roster, I mean, what was their win total coming in? It was like Seven, with a cupcake schedule. I mean, I would make the case on the roster entering the year, they were a bottom six or seven team. Oh, yes. So I'm actually glad you brought up Ryan Dable because there was an instance that was caught on camera and circulated around social media. Everyone was talking about it, of him laying into his guys on the sideline uh, during that Texans game. I got a feeling that this might be a focused week of practice. For the Giants. It was it, one of those, they won, but they had, like, like uh, Sean Payton's been saying, the best thing for a coach is you win, but you got valid reasons to get on their ass. Yes, yeah. and this could be that week where we get a more focused approach from the Giants. Now, I will say this. I mentioned the Thanksgiving stuff about the Lions. The Giants do also play on Thanksgiving, and they do play on the road against the Cowboys. So they so have a look ahead They also. have a look ahead also. I think they both are probably maybe equal because Dallas is a big game. I, I just don't think – here's what I think Dayball does here. He says we have eight win or seven wins, and this Detroit team is – we're only favored by three. And, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the lines are so prevalent now. He might not say it that way. He might say, still, this, the media doesn't think you guys should even be any better than – you know. Pro football talk does. How so? Well, they got the Giants, I'm sure, in the top five. They Every one of their rank, rankings is like— So this this is you not wanting to bash people, but you're bashing their rankings. Yeah, oh, big time, yeah. But if you if somehow you even once shook hands with the owner of the site, I don't know if you know this. You used to be—were you ever his producer? No, but I worked with him. Okay, yeah. nice guy. Little egotist. I never had an issue. Yeah, nice. Oh boy, that's a tough one. Mm. Never I, mean, I never had anything. Never had any problems. Did you want the main gig and stats got it? No. <laughs> the um, <laughs> that's funny. That was interesting. <laughs> he knew the Miami thing right off. Like, how did he know that? And then uh, my lawyer says it's best for me. RJ, you're the one that told me. <laughs> is I would say this. I've I've. Did his show for a couple? Um, I always forget. I have a mental block with Florio. Yeah, Mike Florio. He he was. I think I've said this once. He was born in the same hospital as me. 
He was born in Blair, Ohio, and uh, where Joey Galloway came from, which was one city over from, or village over from mine. And he, he's, I think he's still in West Virginia yeah. based. Yeah. So he's, which is, you know, I'm in Ohio, but it's like pretty close. You know, in a weird way, when a guy has that much success, because he just started a little site and now he's on NBC. Mm-hmm. Usually those guys are going to be very effective in what they do. And, and that can be mistaken sometimes as a little too cutthroat or whatever. I don't know. I could see that. But, um, and he, and he always struck me as a guy. I had an I or I have an ISDN line. Most people can't even use it anymore, but I got that line like eight, nine years ago. It was a boon, right? Because if you're a series producer and you can have a guest on ISDN, yeah. you loved it, right? Mm-hmm. Like that was a tiebreaker in a lot of spots. It was huge for us, for my show. I didn't because having a, a long phone conversation was it's, just bad quality. I agree. And that and even, and that was before you could really get like an internet connection, you know. That, that was, was decent. Yeah, I mean the other one was a fo- the cell phone. Often you had an ISDN at a time where it was extremely important because most people were on a cell phone. It was a differentiator. Yes, and Florio actually, I heard after the fact, had one about the same time. So he was the kind of business thinker. You know, that if I'm not mistaken, he sold that or at least a majority of the stock for pro football talk to NBC at yes. the time of this. Now, do you know if he kept much of it or how it worked or did he sell all of it? I don't know. But I think at the time it wasn't a crazy number, but I'm going by maybe two million or three. Like it was a nice chunk of money. Mm-hmm. But then he had this contract that was going to pay him a ton. And the guy part, a guy from West Virginia parlayed into something pretty big. No doubt. So. You know, I give him credit. I wouldn't bash him, Fez. Is the Panhandle West Virginia like the elite part of it? it? There is no elite part. But if you had to choose, no, because it seems like it's kind right, of no, isn't grew, the same as Pennsylvania and Ohio there. Yeah, and I, but it's not really. But it probably is. But I don't want to think. You know, <laughs> let's just say this: Pittsburgh is an hour from that Panhandle because we were literally. You want to hear something crazy? This is off subject. I, I met someone who lives in Vegas, has always lived in Vegas, well, lived in Vegas and Wyoming. That's the two places. And the person said they had, and they didn't know where I was from. They said, I have a dream one day to live in Wheeling, West Virginia, <laughs> which is like five, five minutes from where I grew up. I go, what? And it was some crazy story. And they said, Oh, look at this picture. They went to Wikipedia and it had a picture of Wheeling that looked kind of picturesque. It did look kind of cool. Like, oh, it was like, I want to live there. And I'm like, no, no, you don't. (laughs) But but it was like, what's the odds of that? Do you think, had you been born on the other side of the border, had you been been born in West Virginia? Mm hmm. Would you have been as successful today as you are? Because it feels for sure. Because oh, whatever success, because it didn't wouldn't have mattered. My sister was born there because it was the random hospital. I mean, literally, my house is well, my mom's house. Dad's house is like seventy yards from the river. So like, it's a bridge, right? But there is something about West Virginia that people. Let's just say this: you wouldn't be in a hurry to tell people you were from West Virginia. I would have probably still said I was from Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the funny thing is when you get your um, uh, passport, all it says is your state and it says USA. Yeah. So it will say Ohio, USA. Mm-hmm. My sister says West Virginia, USA. Oh, it says where you're born, not where you're from. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. And like for 10 years, we were like, 
<laughs> my best buddy George would be like, let's see, are you from West Virginia? Like she say something dumb, be like, are you from West Virginia or something? You know, it, and then, <laughs> and then when, when I got married, we literally had a song that was dedicated to my sister, and it was "Take Me Home, Country, Country Roads." Road. What'd you make of all the German fans singing that? I don't understand. Apparently, that. they love it. They, they love that song for but some reason. Do they? What did they think? That like Bray, like everyone's from West Virginia? No, they just played it at the stadium because they it's, the it's song. a big and song. Sweet Caroline. It's a they, big song too. in Germany. Like okay. Wow. And so the whole state. Well, remember, Germany made David Hasselhoff a famous musician, so they do have eclectic tastes. <laughs> That's a nice way of saying it. But, but, but so it's been a hit for a long time? Or I guess. Long I, time. I, I, yeah. Wow. But I do like that song. It makes me... I do, too. That's yeah. why I played at the wedding. Well, not the only reason. <laughs> All right. Um, where, where are we at? Oh, we're talking Giants. giants. We're about done. I, to me, I think if you... Who has the better roster? The Giants. the Giants. I think so. So if you have, have the, the better, better I'm going to disagree. Go I, ahead. I, I agree. I agree. The Giants are the better roster, but the Giants are horribly injured. Giants are really like they, they got no skill position players. Well, that's been the case for eight weeks. Yeah. So what are you talking about? The Lions have a good roster. Well, it was the case. Well, I mean, last week they only needed one, Saquon Barkley. They've got him. Yeah. They got the best player. Yeah. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that the, what I'm saying is Detroit's defense is is the worst in the NFL. No Worse question. than the Texans? I'm thinking offense. Yeah, defense. O- offensively, I, li- I like Detroit's roster a lot better than the Giants. Except the O-line I can accept. But otherwise, how they're in a way, maybe their coaching is great. But who's good? Like, who do you really want? If there was some kind of poaching, let's say they defra- they made uh, Detroit not a franchise anymore and those players were available for the draft, who do you want other than the O-line? Jared Goff? Well, well the tight end that the Vikings took. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. In a weird way, you've got to so, wonder how they're doing so well on offense. Yeah. I give them credit for that. But, and let's be honest, as much as— St. Brown. He's a pretty good player. He's a good third receiver on a good team. Good second receiver. All right. Maybe on the Rams <laughs> with Cooper. Well, they Cup. could use a one. Uh, now, okay. But here's my question. Wouldn't we say that the Lions coach Campbell has a lot of love from the hard knocks, but he's not a great game tactician? Oh, you think? <laughs> yeah. And what I'm saying is, is they both strong at that? It just yep. feels like a lot of the edges, and I do think the fact they won two games, I don't really, it doesn't feel like the team's coming around. Oh, no. Yeah, I you agree. Think? No, I'm st- I'm still trying to think of like if let's say you were an expansion team and you had to pick someone from the Lions, like who would be if well, you could the have Lions any of really good. Panay Sewell will probably be the the, the yeah. yeah. Okuda, maybe yeah. Okuda just until like last week was yeah. the biggest bust. Yeah. There's just not a lot of not a lot to like. It's kind of like Houston where like it's multiple years into the rebuild. And what's funny is and listen, the guy was pretty sharp. Now he's kind of gone private. But uh, Eric Eager, that used to be a PFF, now he's with a, a, a sports analytics company that is uh, actually that tutor from a Wall Street guy started. It was in the Wall Street Journal and everything. Um, he was talking about Lions winning the division. I mean, before the year. So there's some, that team just there's something about them that hasn't like taken that step. Stay in Jacksonville. Yeah, there's lots of love for the Jaguars. But the but the but here's the thing: the Jags EPA actually pretty warrants good. it. Yeah, they were like good. eighth as Andrew well. The Lions Rose. were on hard knocks. That's what got them. Yeah. The but, yeah. but we did that study though, and there really wasn't. And McKenzie did a good job on it. There wasn't any real effect of that team getting inflated. Hmm. McKenzie, what, there was one area. Was it like the first four games? Maybe what was that one area? I don't remember. Sorry. All right. You, you, we're talking about the line. Are, are you listening to the show? Yes. All right. So you remember it was a hard knock study? Uh, yes. Uh, you you want to pull it up? 
I remember it started. Oh, you want to pour it up? Yes, yeah, sure. All right, take your time. Next game. We will go with my two weight, which is the Denver Broncos against Ross. the Raiders. Uh, minus three. Let's ride. Let's ride, baby. And I've been saying for weeks, I think the Broncos have the best defense in the NFL. They're certainly in that conversation at this point. Well, that's that's what I've been saying for the last few weeks. You've been saying that you said that this week. I said that three weeks ago, and you I, laughed at me. I was out last week. Oh yeah, okay. Uh, the Broncos would be eight and one <laughs> if they scored twenty points in every game. That's gross. <laughs> I would like I think, to see a study on that stat because I've never heard a stat. The more people said, "I heard this," obviously you could check it with your eyes. Yeah, but I've never heard a stat that made the round so fast and didn't get attributed once. I've never heard anyone that told me who gave that stat originally, which is weird. Usually you hear. At least by some of the people who that was a weird stat for you to say because I've heard that like seven times in the last three but, days. But you said twenty points, right? Isn't it twenty? It's eighteen. I think. No, I, I was hearing eighteen. Yeah, I heard eighteen. Oh, is it? Yeah. I, I think mm, I read. I mean, I I well, we checked it with my eyes. I checked it with my eyes today. That's why I think I mentioned 20, twenty. It'd be good for eighteen. It, you were probably checking to see if it went over twenty. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Got. Uh, but uh, listen, th- th- their highest output this season was 23 points, and that was in a, a loss to these very Raiders. So uh, you're taking Denver. I'm taking Denver, So yeah. your case isn't convincing. Not yet. Part. That was during peak Josh Jacobs' time when he was averaging 145 yards per game over that three-game stretch. Things have cooled off since then. Since then, he's averaging 75 yards per game, under four yards per carry. Meanwhile, the Broncos' D just held Derrick Henry to 53 yards on 19 carries. We know the Raiders' D is terrible. It gives it gives the Broncos' offense some sort of hope. I, I think. Listen, both these coaches are really bad. I don't know that Nathaniel Hackett is going to be able to like really drive this team to victory. But when I see two bad offenses, mm. one great defense and one terrible defense, I'm going to take the team with the defense. It, it, it's the, these teams can't be even teams, and uh, the the contest is three. The market's been two and a half most of the week. I, I can't imagine these teams are even. And the spot is off the charts good for Denver. So if we go back to week four, the Raiders were winless 0-3. And this was the save our season game in the Death Star where the Raiders circled the wagons and got the win against the Broncos. So, so you, you mentioned Josh Jacobs' impressive performance, impressive all the way around. Well, because they were about to start 0-4. And that was the most inspired game that the Raiders have played all year long. And now it's turnaround. Now it's... Yeah, both teams are probably drawing dead, but Denver has three wins, the Raiders two. The Raiders are dream crushed. Denver could still save their season, so it's their turn to return the favor and get the win. And if the, if they scored 18 every game, they'd have two losses. So it's the, they would have lost 19-18 to the Chargers. All right. So 20 is so the you one. you actually had a different stat. I had a different stat. We can attribute that to AJ. <laughs> well, you can attribute it to the ESPN schedule is where it <laughs> Uh, Derek Carr, since 2017, is the least profitable road quarterback against the spread. That's among 113 quarterbacks. He's dead last. 17, 28, and 1 ATS on the road. Jeez. <laughs> I lean, but he cried. I so lean, that's got to go. He did cry, though, so maybe there's a boost. The team gets a boost this week. Eileen Raiders, and here's why. How fast can you change your opinion on a team? I mean, I'm saying the market. This team was just favored on the road at Jacksonville, a team that 
was not respected because of how they've done last year, but Fez, you, it wasn't that long ago you were talking about wanting a Super Bowl ticket on them. Yeah. Right? And you got a division ticket, you bet, after, you know, like three, four games in, right? Uh, I, I do. They, they could still win that division. <laughs> but well, let's agree. There was talk about are the Jags arrived yet or next year is their year, but they're going to be like eight and eight or eight, you know, whatever. Nine to, 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 to quote myself, the, RJ, the eight most impressive quarters that you'll see from a team in the next decade. So the idea that in a must-win spot for Jacksonville at the time, and it was a must-win for the Raiders, and it was a sec- they were staying over in Florida and all that stuff, they were favored on the road. Yeah, and- what, hap- what happened is I really think that it made the rounds, that whole trend of teams off a shutout, shutout loss, just do dynamite against the spread. And that really got, that, that fueled a whole bunch of people's yeah, handicaps I, I from pick agree. to minus two and a half. I think in a way. Oh, you don't agree that people n- are back in that trend? I think people who don't, don't move markets. Oh, I think some people that move them were back in it. I got to tell you, Fez, I don't think you could say closing line value is a thing and then say that I think they caught wind. Like anyone that watches football realizes that the, the 49ers had a good. I mean, it's like I don't. I don't think the biggest groups are betting based on they caught wind. It's probably they did a study and actually did a had a sleep. I think I think you give them far too much credit. Mm-hmm. There's a whole they bunch win a of, lot of money. They went. They they do, and you're, I'm sure you're right about some groups. But there's other groups that are not nearly as good as you think that which, make which a whole lot of money betting things like this. NFL sides. Yes, getting getting wind of things, not last, but getting wind of it that they're unaware of it. And then betting. I, I think what like what you were saying, like how, how quickly can someone's opinion change? I think there was really a line uh, in it may be the game you're talking about of demarcation because before that Saints game where they got shut out, mm-hmm. their losses were like close at the Chargers. I remember we close you, you at were the Chiefs. Agreeing with Scott. That's one of the few games I beat Scott this year when we went head to head. But you know, I had uh, Jacksonville in that game. I thought the Raiders line was blew a seventeen point lead. Yeah. So, <laughs> bad teams do. Yeah. But but why is it you're always blowing a lead? I, I, I like like intrinsically you you're supposed to win when you're up seven. How about you just lost with the seventeen point lead? Why does it have to be a blown? But I do think the following you could make the case that remember last week I or you don't remember is we gave the stat that um, Philly had like I don't know more, but like the only team that had four 17 point leads cuz they did keep one of them at that point last week was the Raiders which means to get up by 17 is a hell of an accomplishment the fact they lost three of the four is hard to believe seems like Baltimore did it also but not not, not quite 17 well, no, it's the most in most in NFL history is 17 three wow. three losses but to yeah. even have four at that point and be you a have team, to be pretty good yeah yeah so i guess and i remember you I'm when sure i was Denver th- has been up 17 all year long <laughs> and i was remember you AJ in that same week you were saying uh, when when Jacksonville played the Raiders, you were saying, "Yeah, they're ready to go. They they had this. Now they got the running game." It's like how much can change? Derek Carr still Derek Carr. Well, and like at that time, their losses at Chargers one possession, at Chiefs one possession, at Titans one possession. I was like, this team is still fighting. They're in everything. Now they've lost three games blowout fashion to bad teams. So, so name the game: Saints, Jags. Well, Colts wasn't a blowout fashion, but a, they lost a team. To the Jag- you say the Jags was a blowout? Uh, it was seven, and they had a seventeen-point lead. Twenty-seven. Okay, yeah, you're right. Okay, but that's three embarrassing losses in a row. Either and, and way, the coin flip game and, with and the coach, right? And from an yeah, eight, five, about, seven, and okay, and what's the ATS margin in those three games? Well, I mean, it's it's a blowout in all three of them, right? No, I mean the AT. I mean, I think they covered the teaser in every game, don't they? 
I mean, if you, you gave them, they lost twenty-four nothing to the Saints. There's no not way. Last we week. got the Saints game. I agree with you there, but now you just said the last three. No, because they were favored against Jacksonville, lost by seven. And favored last week. Oh, so the ten-point yeah. tease. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, what I'm saying is, you've listen. They're They've too- wildly failed to meet expectation three weeks in a row. I accept that. Uh, but uh, usually, that's the time to bet on a team. Is 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 in- at this point in the season where their season's basically dead, and so their quarterback's is, calling out all the players. I don't like. He's well, been doing it for three weeks now. I, I'm, I, I, you know what? Well, I'm, he's doing it in a different way. This is the first time it's made in the national conversation. Yeah, but he's but he's been doing it for, and it hasn't. And the players are not responding. The defense does not look like it's. So Mark Davis came out on Monday and said Josh McDaniels is not getting fired. Like he's our head coach. And Which is meaningless, right? Sure, it's meaningless, but Derek Carr and Devontae Adams, both on Wednesday's media availability, said that that gives the team like the ability to just exhale and have a sigh of relief, that there's no pressure. Uh, the exact quote, um, he says, uh, Derek Carr basically you know, spoke about how just hearing the owner say that, it, it gives it, it's a weight lifted off of the players because there was a lot of chatter. Mm-hmm. about the future of Josh McDaniels just being there for not even a full season yet and him losing his job already. So I think the players now can can really just focus on playing and not worry about whether or not their coach is getting fired or not. See, my understanding is Davis doesn't have the money to fire. Well, that's true. So to some degree— Did he have to pay Gruden? No. But no. he did have to pay Mayock. Uh, yeah, but that would be an amount that's probably— okay. I mean. In fact, the Gruden thing was the best investment ever because it was my belief he was trying to distract people from them leaving Oakland. Mm. It worked, but then they had like six extra years. They didn't need them, and they, <laughs> I mean, it worked out. Uh, I mean, obviously, it wasn't a good occurrence. Here, here's my thought is if a team is affected by what happened before, if these teams had amnesia and they couldn't remember, right, I think – that that you fate the Raiders here would be the best spot ever because it's like the, those couple games don't tell us all that much about these teams. The theory is you need I don't think sixteen or seventeen games tells you all that much. You generally know if a team's really good yeah. or really bad. In between, you don't know much. You I mean if I said Feds looking at your power ratings right now and I said get, let's take the tenth team versus the twentieth team. Just I don't even know who they are. Who's the tenth and who's the twentieth? Tenth is Tampa. Twentieth is the Giants. All right. Well, that's an interesting one. Um, all right, so let's try the 11th and the 21st. 11th is New England. All right. And the 21st is Arizona. Okay. I got to be honest with you. I think there's at least a 40% chance Arizona is the better team. Mm. I mean, they, they they were just 11 and whatever. I mean, what, what, 11 and they, 5. Well, but they started the year like 11 and 1 or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Or, or eleven and two. I mean, yeah. they, so, I agree with you. There's not much difference between those two teams. And I would say, in general, we think we know, but we don't know. You know how we know? Is between years, there's not much turnover in the league. At least at the players that really matter. There is in the depth, the depth of the team. But every year is so different. Yep. Right, the, the same quarter, except you got the Patriots, or at least with Brady. There's a couple of teams that just Kansas City's the same every year. Yeah. But otherwise, who is? It's not Pittsburgh was eleven and Houston's 0. the same every year. Well, so far, <laughs> Lions. but they weren't a couple years ago. It's the Lions, the Lions and the Patriots. Those are the two. There's a couple, <laughs> but what I'm saying is, in general, 16 games isn't enough yeah, to right. really know. And uh, well, you're making my point that the, in the sense that the Vikings are just a, a fringe playoff team. 
Because because now you could argue the coach is, t- is different. Maybe that's what's changed. No, because I think Zimmer was a good coach, though obviously he had overstayed mm-hmm. his welcome. But I don't object to you thinking the team's bad or not as good as they yeah. seem. I object to giving no credit to the wins and losses at all. At some point, you this is the point of the game is to mm-hmm. win it, and you almost get hostile against those mm-hmm. teams because you hate that they're going against your numbers. I'll tell you this, the hostility I heard, you know, I'm going to save this. If you guys will have me on SOVAM, I wouldn't mind doing like six or eight minutes on some. I was thinking this would be good for that show. What do you think, Scott? You think? I'll allow it. All right. right. I'll tease. And if you need to cut it out, you just cut it out. I'll I'll tease ahead to it, though. And SOVAM, and this will be released on Thursday morning, we're going to be talking about the hostility in the media about the Colts and Saturday's victory. Because they were so indignant about it. And now, instead of saying we might be wrong or been wrong, it's like they're hostile. And I don't like it. I'm with you. Saturday's my second favorite day. Oh, wait, that's different. All right. Anyway, I think you're jumping on. Now, I don't like the Raiders because I'm not sure if there isn't truly. So I don't like Denver, but I don't really want to bet the Raiders because there might be turmoil. Though that quote you said makes me feel better about that. Yeah, so Derek Carr, the exact quote was, uh, it kind of gave us a breath. Like, yes, let's just get better. Let's work on being a better football team. Let's go out and win all these games. Let's go try and do all that, of course. But let's just be a better football team. It kind of lets us know the process. Trust the process. There's a process. And we have time during the season that we know who our leader is. Who is it? I'm Josh McDaniels. Okay. <laughs> I th- I th- I Even know. RJ doesn't know. Like, well, it can't be Josh McDaniels. It's, it's got to be someone. It else. seems strange for a quarterback to say who, that's interesting. I, I don't know about McDaniels, right? I don't know. And, and he didn't cry during that statement, though. Boy, that well, showing some emotion. One for two. <laughs> but, but let's be honest. We complain when people don't show I, enough caring about. I did that. say. I said I'll take Derek Carr crying hey, over Aaron Rodgers. The last time we saw a quarterback cry was Tim Tebow giving that speech, and they put that speech in a plaque. It's Josh McDaniels. It's Josh McDaniels' quarterback. And guess cry. what? We never saw a player play quarterback better than Tim Tebow after that speech. I tell you this. Tim Tebow won a lot more games than uh, Justin uh, Fields has, but somehow that wasn't because I think that each, each pass about I, I don't know I don't know I'm not a quarterback guru. I think that Justin well we'll get to that game. All right. So anyway, I don't love it, and it feels a little late. And here's the thing about Denver, Fez. How last thing? How do we get to this? Because it seems to me we know Denver's problem. The offense is bad. But we're thinking the Raiders, I mean, do we just look at the t- But we know the defense is good, and it's just gone under, 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 right? I mean, it kind of points just to game unders. Yes. But the Raiders seem very erratic, where they could put up 40, they could put up zero. And I don't think there's any way they to get They could give it. up 40. They gave up seven yards per play to, uh, to Indianapolis last week. That's a team that, that, that you've got to be concerned. You know what I think about in this game is playing pleasers on both sides. This seems like a high variance. I think game. Denver's going to blow them out. I actually think Denver's going to blow them out. I just refuse to lay three when the line's two point seven. I'll tease the Raiders up. I'll take that. You would tease the Raiders. Yeah. That's the opposite of what. No, and that's what he's saying. Yeah. He's trying. Okay, so Fez, I always forget this one. What is it? It's minus two seventy. What's a, t- a typical like minus one twenty? A, a six point minus one twenty teaser. Each leg is minus two eighty. 
All right. So the 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 juice would be is that no juice or juice? That's with juice, but I would make the case because it's a Wong teaser that you got to go with it because it's it's basically what the number is. Okay, cuz you're saying the amount of juice is with the he's gaining those key points. Yes. Okay. So so if you ask me for a no vig number, mm-hmm. I would say Raiders plus eight and a half, late two eighty, or Denver minus two and a half, plus two eighty. Okay. All right. So I've never done this, but I'd be inclined to do it. So you'd have to like I'll take eight. I'll take Raiders plus eight and a half. Minus two eighty. Minus two eighty. All right. So you're betting two eighty to win a hundred. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. I like I it. Like- I like it. I like that that went well. But, but I don't think this is, this is not a blowout either way. This is not a. But, it seems like a high variance game. But, it? By the way, yes. I, I, I even though the total is not that high, it seems like a high variance game. Just by the way, I rounding there, there'll be a few pennies off on my numbers. What I always do is I say if it's a six point teaser at even money, which doesn't exist anymore, but Millennium had it. Yeah, I heard yeah. you say that. That's minus two forty per leg. Uh-huh. Then you go to minus. Then once minus one ten on the teaser, yeah. which a few places have minus two sixty. If it's a minus 120 teaser, it's minus 280. And if it's a minus um, uh, 140 teaser, it's minus 300 per leg. Hey, uh, make sure we have that uh, so we can play it again on the Best of Show. That's for SLB AM, right? We're just going to slip it in. <laughs> it was good, Faz, but there's a lot of numbers there. I, well, I sometimes you have to give the numbers. N- well, the radio's not the. No, I. AJ, will you wrap the tension? No, but I I agree that this is the place to do it versus SOVAM, right? Or, or like on the Fox on show, like you you didn't you didn't like numbers as much on the Fox show as you liked on the podcast, oh, yeah. is what I mean. Like it, it, in a long but form, SOVAM's a podcast. True, Maybe but it's you should mo- have the Fez minute. It's it's a, we try to keep it as tight as the Fox show, so <laughs> it, we try we kind of look at it like oh, a radio Fez, you show. You take a little heat sometimes. You're actually you're you're it's frowning fine. and stuff. It's fine. There's it's a lot of numbers. I will I will say this. Don't pull a Derek Carr over there. Yeah, they know. <laughs> I will say this: the fact that the line is almost three anyway means he's not really getting the pure value of a one. And and I'm, and it's going to close three. Well, obviously, Cornegate made it three for a reason. Yeah, yeah. and Cornegate's telling you what the closing number is going to be. You know what? I've had an edge on every freaking bat with this guy, and I can't win one. So I'm just just going to in front of the bird. I I might want to just get lucky here. All right, next game. You're two weight, RJ. All right, two weight. Did that happen? Oh, the Buffalo Bills. Now this is buying low. I agree. And I'm telling you. There's something else here that's not being discussed, and it's really the point I like best. Deshaun Watson's back Mm. at practice. Is that a distraction? Well, is he taking any snaps? Well, how couldn't he? He's getting ready to play. Does that mean Jacoby Brissett's not getting all the number one snaps? That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Mm. And it's not even about number one. They don't have time. They're limited practice time, these teams now. They don't have time to give everyone a bunch of snaps. So, in general, I think it's the media part of it. It's the distraction. They're looking over Jacoby. You don't think he – if he would have been able to take this team and go – you know, six and three, he probably would have had a monster contract. He would have had like a Case Keenum type payout. It was a very similar situation. Keenum wasn't supposed to be Minnesota's quarterback that year. There was an injury. I can't remember who. And boom, boom, boom. He ended up getting like $25 million the next. I mean, it was a big, con- like not a year. It was like a three-year, $25 million deal right after it. You know, I mean, Jacoby's made some money, but mm-hmm. it's not generational wealth yet. No. So... 
I think that there is, and I think in general, the blooms off the rose. If you're going to have everyone hate you and a lot of the, uh, you know, the people more tuned to things like justice for women or whatever, we can agree or not that the Browns did something right or wrong. I, it's not even the point. A lot of people thought it was wrong. So you're taking heat and you're not even winning. And it feels like it's compounding because other than the Bengals game, they, I mean, all the sharps were on them against Miami. They weren't even in the game. I mean, only us square balls, me and Scott were on uh, Miami. But you, Fez, I mean, you were on Sunday. You were you saw the line. I mean, every everyone, sharp. Everyone was on Cleveland. In fact, I don't think you could have went to the sharp buffet. The, it was the these feature, guys don't know. It, where, it was the feature dish were next to the lamb. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's like I, don't think, I, I really think that was probably one of the seven or eight most, let's highest percentage of people that bet professionally on it this year. Yes, and by the way, there's no more lamb at the Win Buffet, and that pisses me off because <laughs> I love lamb at the buffet. Um, Texas Day Brazil. Waikiki? Or there, right. so, let, let me ask you, that there, uh-huh. there, there's, there's a, a, an additional factor in this game, and I don't know the answer. It's going to snow three feet of snow <laughs> Friday not, and Saturday so in it, Buffalo. It's, but not on the— no, Not on the game, but the forecast for Sunday is calling for 20 to 30-mile-per-hour wind gusts. But I'm not even going to Sunday. So how much of a disruption is it for practice for Buffalo all week? You can't even—you're you, not going to be able to drive. There's going to be two feet of snow that's falling on Friday, okay, and, sa- I'm and Saturday. I'm guessing that the team can get into the facility. I'm not so sure. Two feet? Two feet. That's, I mean, that's it's not like two feet in Vegas. You're going to dog I, like, they, sled? Well, what I'm saying is this happens. I mean, my gut feeling is I don't think they're going to miss practice. I think they might. They have an indoor facility, obviously. They got to get to it. Now, the other distraction, right. how the hell does Cleveland get into Buffalo? They have to go early. It how would, can it, they? It's going to be snowing two feet of snow on they're Friday. Gonna have to, they're going to have to go in on Thursday. Do you, well, then now, they're, you, they're screwed. Do you know that or you're, you're, you're guessing? And that's what the, the reports are. Oh, okay, the reports are talking about. If, if fans are traveling to the game, they should come in on Thursday. So I would assume the Browns the airport's uh, gonna have to travel. You can't. Okay, you can't operate. I, I saw Die Hard. The airport can't operate in snow. <laughs> I guess. Uh, Die Hard too. That's fine. Also, how about this? The Browns going from 85 degrees and humidity in Miami last week to now playing in so 20 fast, degree weather. That's my, yeah. Ex- I mean, that's a that's a huge 20 degree weather in Buffalo. I I mean I'll be honest with you. After they played that game against the Patriots, if there's any, I mean, I know it was wind, but in general, the field will be fine, right? They got it covered. So I think if any, the traveling team has a more, a bigger disadvantage, I think, right? They're not used to this weather and they're going to have just as much trouble. Exactly. I do think the field's going to be A OK and that this total drop from 48 to 42, I think you should play over. It's not going to be that windy. The field's going to be fine. It's not going to snow during the game. I think it's an overreaction. That's a good point. It's, I mean, that's the classic. The wind matters, but precip- precipitation doesn't as much. Don't teams that lose in overtime do badly the next game? I think that's the case. Yeah, but if you're home and home. It's got to help to be home yeah. and home. Yeah. So, in general, this is my last, you know, I guess I got to add a one at the end. But I actually like, this could have been, in fact, it's already up to eight. I mean, we're laying seven and a half. But. I think the Bills, I, I think Josh Allen, I'll tell you this, for whoever said they haven't downgraded the Bills in their Super Bowl chances is insane. Because one, obviously now they are what to win the division. I mean, at best like 60%. I mean, you probably they still are 60%, but they were almost 100%. Yeah. So now, and, and 
who knows if they don't even win their division, they certainly they can't have the bye. They that means they got to play three. Well, I guess you could have one home game the first. No, you got to win the division to be at home the first weekend, right? Yeah, yeah. they're going to be they're going to be like at three ba- road games at Baltimore. They're going to be like a, a one and a half point favorite. And then that's game one of four. Yeah. So or at Cincinnati, perhaps. Mm-hmm. But the fact of the matter is, it, it, it also proves that Josh Allen's a choke artist. Just by definition, if you just say <laughs> in the highest leverage spots, how has he done? Versus when they're up by 20 or up by 10. I think he's just unlucky. I don't know. I mean, he played one of the best quarterback games ever against Kansas City and, and lost. they lost. Yeah. Is that on him? Don't, you, can't, you can't say he's a choke artist when he scores every time he touches the ball. They, they didn't score every You can time. say the, the coach was a, left, a choke and he, artist. And he left time on the clock. Montana would have thrown that pass in right as I, I think you could blame the coach. I think you can blame the team. You could say the Bills okay, choke. So played one good game. Someone should mention they should kick off to the five. But here's the thing. But it's, Josh Allen's played like shit two weeks in a row now. Like he's made bonehead decisions but that cost his team him, the game. You saw that Houston Buffalo. I mean, you weren't there with your revoked pass, but you saw that game. I how was there. How did he play in that game? Uh, not well. And what happened? He almost gave it up. Remember, people forget that Colts game two years ago. He almost he tried to do like a left hand like it went he went back in time. He it's in his bones. What's the best thing he's ever won? Silence. Mm. Yeah. At some point you're supposed to win something. And like did he even win a state high school title? I don't think so. Saracen won a state high school title. I don't recall. Multiple. I don't recall <laughs> no, seeing no, Wyoming and Pasadena, yeah. In fact, think about it. Saracen didn't win. They won the first yeah, year, they, and they won the last hey, year, and they didn't win in between. The five years of Friday Night Lights. I didn't think of that. Go ahead. Bold statement. All right. Within one year, the NFL will change this rule. Okay. All right? And no one's talking about it, or very few people. Quickly, please. When you have the ball on your own one-yard line okay. or less, like your mm-hmm. half-yard line, you should never run a play. You should— what? What? You're, you're, you're going to love this. Okay. Stay with me. Take timeouts? Give, no, or, you're on sorry, offense. You're, you're, you're going to do the hard count. Hut, 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 hut. No. Delay of game. Mm-hmm. Half the distance. Six inches against you. Now you're on your six inch yard line. Same thing. So this keeps going. What's the advantage? The advantage is, is that eventually it's impossible for the defense to stay ready to, to, to go. Uh-huh. And on your sixth play, you actually run the play. But no, and you, and yeah. the offense has an enormous – and, and you it, tell them ahead of time how wink, many times wink, nod, nod. The sixth time we're going to do this. So what's going to happen is that with, within a year, the NFL will make a rule that if you have three penalties, pre-snap penalties, without snapping the ball, it's going to be loss of down. Yeah, that's what I was going to press uh, the main button. They're not going to make that rule within a year. It, it to, it Should to, they? Maybe, but they're not off, going to. I will, probably, be, I will bet you they change this rule within three years. Well, well you said a year. A year. I, I'll bet you three because the NFL is slow moving. <laughs> uh, 300. Yeah, we've, we're already on for a year. I've already pushed the button on you. If it's for three years, it's got to be more than 300. But here's what we'll say is that is one of the more clever ones you've come up with. But remember the one of tackling the receivers on the Hail Marys that you talked about for years, uh, just unrelentingly? They finally changed that rule, and it was years and years, years and it was so much more did. obvious. This might not have a same situation like this for 10 well, years. Well, this happened with Buffalo, and if Buffalo had done what I was describing, they would have changed the week next the, the rule next week. If they well, they don't change rules. They, they, they cost year. Buffalo the, the not but, having— but, but it could be 10 more years before a team's in that situation again. Not have, but but, but the, point, the point is, no, they will be in that situation because it, it, this always works. When you're on your own half-yard line, it doesn't matter if it's the end of the game or the beginning of the game. You should always do what I've described every well, no, single no, time. I 
disagree with that. Why? Because if you know doing it is going to cause the rule to be changed, like your theory is, Say, you wait till it's that's a high a, level that's spot. A, that's, a, that's actually a great point. But, <laughs> but but Buffalo wins that game for certain if they do what I described. And you know what? It would have it, it would have been one of the great stories. You know, the whole Belichick thing against the Ravens and Same all. Same thing. It would have been one mm-hmm. of them. And that would have exposed. Belichick might be mad. He listens. He might be mad right now that you're letting it out because he's been waiting to use it. I bet someone on his staff does listen, and I bet it does get to him. And he probably is already aware of it. (laughs) He's like, oh, (laughs) we we thought of that in 83. All right. Playoff. Oh, this is interesting. Playoff records for young QBs. Mahomes is 8-3. Clutch Joe Burrow, 3-1. Josh Allen, 3-3. Lamar Jackson, one um, and three. Um, so I like Burrow. You like Jackson, Faz. That's oh, and AJ too. <laughs> uh, oh, this is good. Mahomes has more playoff wins than the other three QBs combined. And well, eight's bigger than seven. Wait, AJ good. looks mad. He's good. I'm not mad. Do you ever remember? When I mean, Mahomes, Mahomes is better than those guys. Remember when Howard uh, Stern was doing the thing where the guy called in and it was um, uh, Al. Uh, uh, Michaels was the guy call. There was someone calling in from OJ, and they were get, but it was actually like one of the Al Cowling. No, but it was actually when he was uh, when he pulled up to his house after the chase. Someone called him from the Howard Stern show to Peter Jennings live. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. And Frank, he going, OJ. Yeah, he goes. He's sunk down in his seat. He's looking mean. He goes, <laughs> and and it was <laughs> and it was like after Al Michaels goes, uh, Peter. You should know that he said something at the because he said, and Bubba Booey to you at the end. Yeah. He said something that they, there's a known talk show host. And <laughs> like, the way he, and, and he used the phrase, lest anyone be Lest cool. anyone think yeah. that that was the actual <laughs> Al Cowling. It but was he, not. <laughs> because OJ, he's looking mean. <laughs> yeah. You were looking mean. I'm not looking mean. Like, I don't think Josh Allen's better than Patrick Mahomes. I don't. I, I think Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the world. I got two words: choke artist. Bold statement. I, I don't disagree. Bold statement with the Patrick Mahomes. But in a way, you're bashing your co-host, saying that he spent all his money in a draft on a choke artist. I mean, I, I would like to see Josh Allen be better than what he is. As you said, I am a fan, but you know what's fuck, funny? Stop losing games in bonehead fashion. Four weeks in a row, Fez said. The Bills are still paying plus 220? We should bet that. <laughs> and you, what you keep telling him? You sound so eliminated. square. <laughs> everyone else was eliminated. Now Fez is like, the Bills suck. <laughs> eliminated. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you must come up with a new phrase I didn't hear yet. I mean, it's from Squid Games. You're watching more general TV and movies than you have if you, I will make a statement. If you watch Squid Games, you're not going to like the first episode, the first 20 minutes. But if you make it to red light, green light, you will like binge Isn't watch. Is it like Korea or something? Yeah, you, okay. you will binge watch this MO. Is it north or south? Because I don't like north. It's south. All right, yeah. <laughs> I'm with you on that against north, huh? All Anti-north. Right. Let's keep going. But I will say this. Josh Allen hasn't won anything, and he does do worse generally in big spots. At what point are we going to – when McKenzie – when we started taking out the wind share where, where the games were blowouts, like, Bills weren't that good. The, the We think about the Bills blowing out teams. We haven't thought – that, and, and you're right, they shouldn't have lost all those close games. But even if they won half and lost half, they're still not that good. It's the blowouts that make you think they're that good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's my thought. Yep. All right, your next right. game. Unweighted games we're getting into now. The Bears plus three. That means speed round at Atlanta. 
All right, so what do we... I mean, first, I've been waiting for this with AJ. <laughs> I was a Justin Fields guy last year. I said, amongst the rookies that have been doing poorly. Now, we did this to McKenzie. It's now time. Redraft AJ Hoffman, the 2021 quarterbacks. Today, you're redrafting. What's mm-hmm. the order? It is. Right, we're gonna let you think on. Yeah, it. let me think on it. But you got by the end of this game, we're gonna. Do but it. you'll have. If I admit I'm wrong on this, you're gonna have to admit that Davis Mills, you were wrong about. What, well, but the, you got to think about what I said about Davis Mills. I said it was smart for them to give him a chance because it was a lottery ticket, and they wanted. To, they didn't. You said win Davis that Mills way. might be the second best quarterback from that draft, and he might not be. Okay. <laughs> Was Taylor Heineke in that draft? <laughs> I don't think so. All right, so what do you think of this game? I think the Bears are the right side. I think the Bears are an undervalued property that the sharp betters have been backing. They were a phony loss against Detroit where they won the stats, and I'm not sure who the better Was the pick six on the stats? The – well, yeah, it's on the stats. It's not really. Well, it's, I mean, <laughs> I mean, the, the bottom line is the who's the better team? I'm not. I'm really not sure. And if I'm catching three without I'm much of a hope, sure. I'm not sure who the better team is. Now, remember, you, you, you're on record of making fun of me for saying the Bears weren't the worst team in the league. Well, that was oh. that, that was weeks ago. And things <laughs> things change, <laughs> RJ. Funny. He said weeks like that because he was self-deprecating. See, that was good. Yeah, it's funny. It, Go ahead. It's like that that Michael Douglas movie where like Demi Moore molested more, molest, more, molest more Disclosure. Yeah. There was a disclosure mm-hmm. where, he, where, he, where he was like, but 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 the plans were changed. <laughs> <laughs> Someone altered them. You sent the memo. It's right here. So, what do you think the wise guys are? We missing the fact that something like this with a running quarterback with this talent can be so effective, though it's not necessarily sustainable? The, the wise guys feel they don't care about four weeks from now. They they, they think it's sustainable through November. They're betting on fields. That's what, that, that's what I'm hearing, that they feel fields is markably better than what anyone's giving them credit for. So last time we saw the Falcons, I mean, they were, the Panthers ran all over them. And now we're asking them to stop the best rushing team in the NFL. We're asking them not just to stop it, but to win by more than a field goal. Yeah, I I, I agree. I think the the Bears are the right side of this game, taking the three. Do we ever see two teams that want to run in as much as these two now? Like, what does that mean for the total? Because I know that the Bears have been going over, over, over. Yeah, but but Fields is part of Fields. When Fields runs, his yak, his yards after I should his yeah. yard, his yards yeah. after run are like so high. He and he can he can throw a pick six. So he's 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 an mm-hmm. over quarterback that runs. Mm-hmm. Um, the, what was crazy was the lines in the prior four games had scored. I think it was seven points. Seven points in the second half. Meaning it was like zero, 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 and seven in four games, and then they came storming back. Yeah, because Fields threw a pick six with them up fourteen. Yeah. Um, okay, so this or up is up seven. I, I mixed them up. This is the PFF QBR uh, composite we do. Now this is the oh, this is supposed to help AJ. Do you have your list? I have my list. Go ahead, read it from Casey Kasem style. Number five. Mm-hmm. Well, is it six? Davis Mills. Uh, oh, six. Number six, uh-huh. Trey Lance. Ooh, no, you're being sincere. <laughs> I'm being sincere. You'd rather have Davis Mills than Trey Lance. Yeah. Well, that's a mistake. But go ahead. Okay. Case, case number five. Five. Number five. Like a stat or, or yeah. story or background or something, you know. Number five, Davis Mills. Grew up here. <laughs> this quarterback was drafted first. <laughs> <laughs> number four, fucked his mom's best friend, Zach Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> 
No, if you only get one F word a show, he used, he used that very well. He used that very well. And now you go, I'm AJ Hoffman. <laughs> Okay, that was good. Number three, Mac Jones. Number two, Trevor Lawrence. Number one, Justin Fields. Okay. You were right. I was doubting it earlier this year. I don't blame you. Yeah, there was a time I was like, oh, my God. It's like the last four weeks. He has shown more in the last four weeks than any guy on oh, that list sure. has shown so far in their career. And that includes Mac Jones, who won a bunch of games but last year, but as a game manager. But is it sustainable? I, I don't know, but here's what I do know. He has a skill that you can't find at Sunset Park, as you'd like to say. Mm-hmm. I agree. Like it, so when you have a guy who has a mutant skill, you just you throw it against the wall and you hope it sticks. If he can figure out how to play quarterback a little bit, but awesome. Who's the most successful version of this in history? Lamar. Lamar Jackson. But Lamar's um, he won. Well, I guess, Lamar Jackson was such a terrible passer. But what in I'm college. saying is he quit by his second year. I mean, that's when he won the MVP, right? He was a pretty damn good passer. Now, yeah. I think he's regret. I think what happened, here's what worries me about Fields. If they're so worried about his run, him running the ball, and he still can't pass, mm-hmm. what, I mean, what would he do if it's third and yeah. 13? They, well, who knows? He can run any, you know, he can get 60 yards. But it does feel like his passing is, a, is as big a problem as ever. I agree, but I'll say this, and this is the biggest difference between Lamar and Justin Fields. By year two, the Ravens were building their entire offense to mm. suit Lamar. The Bears have done nothing to build their offense to suit Justin Fields, and he's still doing this. What has changed? Uh, once like they, I, they know, have to believe in him now. They have to start like nurturing him now. What's changed about this Bears? Like, I think what it's happened? The design runs. Yes, like what happened? Because he That's was run, he was running the ball eight times, eight times, seven times, eight times, and then starting with the Washington game, that's when he went off. 12 for 88, 14 for 82 against New England. They said in that game, because they had a 10-day break, because it was a Mm -hmm. Thursday game, that they changed some stuff schematically coming into that game. Between starting with the Washington game or after the Washington game? After the Washington when they had the extended bye. So in the Washington game, he had 12 carries for 88 yards. I think he just scrambled more because it was a short week. And then maybe they realized, hey, now this works. Let's Let's plan something because then the following weeks, 14 for 82, 8 for 60, and then 15 for 178, and 13 for 147. And I mean, he listen. He was always known as a mobile quarterback. Yeah. But it wasn't like he was much. Like this is what you expected from Trey Lance. And I'm yeah. not not. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and a lot of serious people I know say Trey Lance will never be close to this because he's a pl- he's not a natural runner. He's a great athlete, Trey Lance. I'm again assuming his ankle is okay, but he's not a natural runner. Where Justin Fields isn't as good a, an athlete actually. If you just did the measurables, but he's a natural runner. It seems. You know, Mike Lombardi in his book, uh, Football Genius, talked about he thinks the future of football is having two quarterbacks on the field. That one, imagine if, if Justin Fields was a halfback. And sometimes he got, so almost like a uh, the guy from the Saints. I Taysom Hill. Yeah. Like, imagine if Taysom Hill was in. Imagine if Taysom Hill was good. But, but he doesn't need to be. If you're only throwing five or six times, almost like a Wildcat quarterback, but you're not just running the Wildcat. You've got a real quarterback in there. Mm-hmm. But you got a guy that if you pitch it to him or whatever, he can run just as well as a halfback. But he also can throw better than you know all but 90 people on earth. He might be like a second string, bottom of the second string, just as a quarterback without running. 
but he's amazing as a halfback that also now you can do double passes all the time. Think about that. So it's kind of a next level thing, but it seems like Fields would be the perfect guy for yeah. that. But a lot of people are saying, CRJ, that's why the black quarterbacks don't get a chance, is you don't want to give them three like three years to get better. Yeah. Because well, T-Bow, I, I mean, T-Bow didn't get a chance. I, I actually agree with But this. the best quarterback in the world is black. I think we have to, like Patrick Mahomes, I just said, the best quarterback in the world, he's a black guy. Like, we is, have to two of, is, is two officially black? No, two is not. Oh, okay. <laughs> I agree with you that the, the the whole idea of like running a double quarterback like you you have like imagine Lombardi's I, it was, imagine yeah. C Mac could, could throw the ball okay actually can he throw can. the ball but yeah, yeah. so what, what's imagine, imagine if he could throw as well as Justin Fields can which is he pretty, probably can oh, I, 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 <laughs> so, so you got Fields he pitches it to C Mac he he be if, if it's there he can just run all right or he could throw down the field. Or he can lateral it all the way back to Fields, who can throw down the field. Good luck stopping that. Anyone who's played intramural football but you know what? This, knows, knows been, the double pass is devastating. But there's the been so many instances in the NFL where former quarterbacks in college play different positions, and the, the, the gadget play is always on people's minds, but like it doesn't get run often. How many times did Antoine Randall L throw the football in the NFL? Like probably more than than regular. It always positions. works. I, it, it, it always works. Yeah. It's like a gimmick play that they practice like they they, 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 you know what I'm saying? There's one with former quarterbacks playing well, skill position, Cordell but Stewart not two yeah. at the top of that. But, but not two. They, they, they don't have two. They don't. And it didn't work. Yeah. I'm sorry. They, they don't have two quarterbacks. Is the key like 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 literally? You could you 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 you, you could have the same play every play. You snap to the well, quarterback. Yeah, he rolls right, and the other quarterback goes to the left. I mean, and, and he you, can pitch it, it to him. What if you have them both in the backfield and you don't know which one the center is going to snap the ball to? Yeah. You just have them both stand there. You have them both stand there. Which is guys, are we designing an offense right now? And by the way. Both quarterbacks stand there in the shotgun. Think about how great this is if one of your two quarterbacks is is one lefty, one righty, a good, like, a good throwing right. quarterback. Oh, yeah. Like, let's say Josh Allen's one of them, a guy who can run and throw. Uh-huh. Now you pass to him, it's like, oh shit, we got to play the pass. Nope, Josh Allen goes. What running. happens when one of your quarterbacks gets hurt and that's your offense? Honestly, if you were designing offense. This offense, I is unstoppable. then you're I then you're the Bears' done. offense. Wait, all of this a offense is unstoppable. If this was a prison movie, maybe. <laughs> Two guys in like a modified wishbone. You don't know on any given play which guy the center is going to snap it to. And when he snaps it to one guy, he either runs to the right or he throws. I laid you tw- snap it to the other guy. Right, you I, I, I laid eight Hello? with the guard second half. Oh, I- sorry, RJ, I quit. I just got hired by the Lions. <laughs> <laughs> I had Actually, the- if you sent the Colts, I would have believed you. <laughs> I, had the gu- I had the guards minus eight in the second half and under 22 and a half. I had some information that was bad. By the way, Randall L had 27 pass attempts in his career, three per season. That's listen. When they have Brady run these pass routes, in a way, it's to keep them on. It's to make it a, like a, you know. So you got to keep someone. back. I still can't believe they threw the ball to Brady. <laughs> Honestly, if he doesn't fall down, it, it like that might be a good completion. But if you got to defend it, right? Yeah. So I don't know, but I think the point Lombardi made was the single wing. Was that where again it would be effective? But number two, I think teams have been in a certain mindset for a long time, and now they're getting freed from that. Because I mean, think of going forward on fourth and all these things that just have changed in the last few years. Yeah. Who's to say? But I know that none of you guys are getting hired. Not, not me either. <laughs> That's what ESPN said on, to Jeff Saturday. If you're on your own one yard line, there's no one you want to hire more than me. <laughs> Get Fez on the line. What are we doing here? Delay a game again. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like, you know, I know we won. Listen, you dumbos. <laughs> <laughs> I hated my like the coach would be like, I hated myself for doing it, but this guy that got consultant. <laughs> <laughs> and boy, he's an asshole. No, all right. Next game: Chiefs minus five and a half at the Chargers. Uh, I, well, 
So your list, by the way, McKenzie had the list up. Why don't you put the list up, McKenzie, uh, for the quarterback? And after I gave it some thought, you're right. Davis Mills should go below Trey Lance. Because he's got a chance to be yeah. good, as small as it is. Yeah. Minuscule. No, you're right. How you feeling, McKenzie? I like the fact that two is the best quarterback in the world this year. Because two years ago, he was 22. He was super injured. No one gave him a chance. So I got hope. Huh. But Trey Lance couldn't play well when he wasn't injured. In two years, he's going to be two. Watch it's out. almost like every. It's boy, that's a sad thing. Mm. <laughs> I mean, at least it would have been almost every year. You know how each quarterback maybe he he didn't do well because of injury. He didn't do well because he was in the wrong. It's like Trey Lance each year gets a new excuse. <laughs> it was like, well, he it was COVID, and then uh. I just oh, say a lot of hope, but I got hope. But it has decreased significantly. Yes, I mean you talked about the running, not not being a natural runner. His injury was preventable if he knew how to juke, if he knew, if he had a head on a swivel. And the funny thing is, the thing about Justin Fields, he's the only runner of all these runners. And you guys watch the tape and all that more than me. Tell me if this is right. That is between the tackles. That he runs up the middle and out. He's not always going around the end. He and Josh Allen. Yeah, but Josh Allen doesn't run near. I mean, Josh Allen runs in the high leverage situations and, 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 that's great for him. but in, I mean, Josh Allen's like the third leading rusher amongst quarterbacks like, oh, like I, over the last two years. I'm not I, saying he's not good at it, but if you just look I'm, well, Josh I, Allen tends to run to the outside and then cuts back to the middle of the field to get more yardage, whereas Justin Fields will run right up the middle. But he, which And I think Josh Allen, listen, it'd be smart not to do that if you could avoid the hit. But the real question is, why would Fields get hurt any more than a running back? He's as big as a running back. I believe the shoulder pads. Are yeah, different. that's a good point. And also, I do think there's a point when everyone's tr- remember that Bill Polian still can't live down that he thought Lamar would be a good wide, wide receiver, receiver yeah. which he would be. He would have been. Yes. Yeah. I'm not well, saying. Anytime you put the ball in his hands, it's a good. He could yeah. be a good running back. I think the latter. Put the ball in his hands. The latter was very much underutilized. Also, um, uh, I, no, 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 no. This is a July <laughs> conversation. Right. All right, <laughs> all right, but this is fun. Um, so I'm going to let, we've been talking a lot. We got Diamond Dave Asler with a pick. So we'll take a little break with Diamond Dave. And when we come back, we'll get AJ answering. He has to answer now. He's anti-fields. And now for his love of herbs, let's see where my man Diamond Dave goes. Yeah, I love and I bet the Chargers plus three and a half for the first half over the Chiefs this weekend. I mean, the Chargers defense was on the field for 37 minutes Sunday night. Uh, that's a big concern for me and why I, I can't get to them on the full game. You know, I look back and, yeah, the Chiefs beat Jacksonville and they covered uh, barely, but a mistake or two less from the Jaguars. And Jacksonville made a lot, and that's a closer game than the score says. And Lawrence looked really good. Uh, Jacksonville was able to move the ball through the air almost at will. So I think the Chargers even depleted on the outside. I think they'll be able to move the ball in the Chiefs' pass defense, which is ranked 25th in completion percentage. And obviously it's a division game, when and those tend to be lower and tighter and uh, with the familiarity, and we have an L.A. team that for all the negative connotations surrounding this team, they're in a playoff race. They're 6-3 and three against the spread, and 2-0 against the spread as an underdog. And if Kansas City doesn't cover against the Jags last week, which they shouldn't have last week, they're 3-6 and six ATS. So, yeah, I don't think it can be overstated how much they miss Hill. Uh, their cumulative scoring is fine. They've also been held to 20 points or less three times, and they're just simply not blowing teams out. And, Five of their nine games have been decided by four points or less. I think if L.A. get any of the receivers or Bosa back, it's simply a bonus for me. Uh, but Palmer and Carter have been worked into the offense nicely, 
And I think the Chargers will move the ball, cover this number, especially for the first half. Los Angeles plus three and a half, first half. I got to tell you, I, maybe we're having a little influence on Diamond Dave, also known as Uncle Dave Esler, because the this halves. Was a, this was a Diamond Dave play. Yeah, yeah this is yeah. when he sees. Yeah. <laughs> He 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 ate. He sat down with Vito. It, you know, I mean, it was the whole thing in Boston. But um, I like this because what I'm gathering from it is a physical game against the 49ers. That's going to hurt you. It inflated the line a little bit, but the effect doesn't come till the second half. Yeah, I think it's real strong. I actually listened to the Charger broadcast network on the radio as, during the the Charger game. And they kept talking about, oh, my gosh, how are we going to stop the Niners? We've been getting you – know, this has been yeah. gashed the whole second half. We have no ability to be able to stop this team now, you know, and maybe Derwin can step it up. So even the homer announcer was like, we're donezo on defense here in the second half. So let me guess. You're not listening to the radio for no reason. That's on less delay, and it's an advantage in game back. No, I was, I was, oh. actu- I was actually driving for oh, okay, some okay. So <laughs> I've, I fund, I've had but, to fund an account, so I, re- I, I, I bolted out because it was a night game late. Yeah. Okay, no, understood. But the um, uh, in general, what is the best? I mean, just quick answer. What is the best way to get the quickest feed you can from the broadcast? Local, the local radios, non HD. The oh, oh, the local radio. Yeah, and if you but, can get, if you can get that, that that is. If you get that on the internet, sometimes there's a delay on that. And, yes. and pulling pulling back the the curtain yeah. a little bit. Uh, there were guys in Vegas that literally were paying people in Denver. All right, to do nothing more than to hold their cell phone up to their local radio to get them the, the immediate play-by-play on the radio. Now, the quickest way would be to have a direct uh, phone line into a coupler of the radio station or the stadium so you get the direct feed. But at the stadium... It's too loud. Can't hear. No, I'm saying of the of the broadcast. Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah. Now, I heard back in the day people used to have at Wrigley... The, the batters would pay people to go get like wind measurements, like the ones that weren't publicly available. Like they they knock and find someone that lived there because that was right in the batting practice. Watch the batting practice. That's interesting. Just what you stuff, could do, man. you could see how the ball was traveling. Uh, the trends back, Dave's play here in the second half. Justin Herbert uh, in this season two and seven ATS in his career. Justin Herbert in the second half. 11, 28, and 2 ATS. He's the least profitable quarterback since he was drafted. And in prime time in his career, 1 and 8 ATS in the second half. So he's a choker and a fader. Some would read those stats and say that. You don't got anyone left. I've got nothing. (laughs) You going to answer? I mean, are you down on him? No. What could he do if he shot you but didn't kill you? Would you be down on him? Yes. <laughs> so we go Chargers first half. You seem you seem beat here. Be like a no, puppy it, dog I mean, staring up with the bullet wound. The guy's chest. playing with DeAndre Carter as a number one receiver. So you like everybody's lost, like everybody's like, oh my god, two is better than Herbert now. Two is getting he's hitting all these guys wide open. No. Tyreek Hill's getting open, and Tua's making easy throws. Jalen Waddle's getting open. Tua's like, if you gave Justin Herbert Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, 
we'd be creaming all over this guy. They, they, Herbert threw this like laser to his to his tight end that the kid out of Georgia, who's more of a blocker apparently. And it was just like it hits off his hands. And like I can't believe he dropped that. And it's like you and you look at this guy. And Don't this, you have to know who to throw it to? Yeah. So maybe he didn't. He didn't Mary exactly. Have, didn't throw it to. Didn't. Well, he threw it to the right guy. He just could have had a little more touch than rather than throwing a laser. Don't you agree on that? No. You, you remember that play, right? He's a Where, professional player. He catch you. You throw the ball. You, you never want to float end, a ball. He's a professional blocker. I don't know. Then why doesn't he play on the offensive line, Fez? He does. He's a tight end. If he's out in the route, he's supposed to be able to catch. Yes. But every, everyone doesn't catch equally. It, wow. Listen, this isn't like where I say, okay, I, I've got to throw to my 10-year-old son different than I throw to my 15-year-old. These are professional football players. If you can't so trust your saying, tight end on a route. Brandon Staley can't put a good team together. I'm saying that. This is not Mike Gusecki out here. This I'm is a big Staley tight end. D- does something? There's something with the Chargers organization that does not do favors to their health. They do not do a good job of keeping players on the underfunded, field. maybe training staff. That, I don't know. They did puncture Tyrod Taylor's lung. Which, which, so I, which stadium put the tarp in the wrong place and the kid pulled, blew out his ACL? Was that the Chargers? I don't remember. Yeah. But no, I, I I'm not down on Herbert. Is Herbert having a good year? No. But he's not in a position to succeed right now. You I do realize that he's going to get a contract after this year. Mm-hmm. I'm understandably in a position I'd rather not be in. <laughs> Fez had some pent-up stuff here. <laughs> All right. We it is get the th- Chargers. Uh, it is L.A. Uh, the Broncos player is suing the NFL and uh, it was this a year? bunch of people. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, I- October 17th, it occurred when uh, Patrick uh, got hurt, I guess. Um, I will say this. They, I hear this about the New York turf. There's just certain turfs that just caught because there's a big thing now. They want to go no turf, but if you look at it across the league, they're saying statistically. It, I just heard this on an ESPN show today. Um, I never watched it. It's a show they grade people and give them plus or minus mm. points. What's that like around around the, the horn? horn. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. And it's kind of futuristic. Like they battle off. Or, yeah, yeah, that, that show's been on for 20, 20 years. I've never watched it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I watched a little bit. I mean, you know, for four years, I was during that time I was busy. But the um, uh, what's the one that uh, the old timers are on? Uh, Pardon the interruption. Pardon the interruption. Will Bond and Kornheiser. They like Will Bond is. He talks like they. They say like none of them. They're both near death. It seems. Except they don't seem. I know they're sharp, but they're like when you hear them, it's, it's like, like. And the thing, it's like really like less than half of what you'd expect. They've from also a, been doing that show for thirty years. Yeah, <laughs> you know? like their 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 brains still yeah. seem with it. It's like they're. But Will Bond's not that old, is he? Like sixty five, maybe. I don't know. He feels really old. Huh? Yeah. Anyway, that, the that, Chargers do get. Keenan Allen and Mike Williams did practice on a limited yes. basis. So what do so. we think that means, Fez? Because I heard that the odds of them getting both back are really slim, but if they're both practicing. I don't think Evans is going to – I think Evans is going to be back, and I don't think Williams is going to be back. So. Evans Keenan plays Allen. for Tampa Bay. Keenan oh, Allen. That's what I meant. Evans, Keenan, Keenan Allen. Allen it's it's funny because I've talked about Keenan Allen. I don't think Allen. Evans is going to catch one pass. I'm very concerned because I've spoken about that. Keenan Allen. Like on Monday we talked about yeah. – in fact, during our um, – uh, our market report, we spoke about this line makes no sense. It's seven. Keenan Allen is likely to play, and the line's going to drop. Mm-hmm. So we should have bet the plus seven. I don't know why we didn't. We, t- we said to. And now the line has dropped because Keenan Allen's going to play. I probably. Think, I'm thinking too many movies on your part distracting you. 
possible. <laughs> All right. So does that? Who's got a bet here? No one, huh? No one. No. Why aren't Dave you, Essler has oh, a bet? Yeah, it's true. It's a good one. You you got you just start down on the the Chargers have like hurt you emotionally. You don't want to back them. Uh, I will back the Chargers if I get word that both receivers are playing. The, so what will be the excuse then, Russ? There won't be an excuse. Oh. So you're going to wait for it to go to Listen, four. Listen, the Chargers now. aren't a good team. I, I don't. I but mean, you wanted them for the Super Bowl. You had your choice of any 32 teams. You said, "Give me the Chargers." Well, at their at their market, you know, the yeah. summer the summer. Did you line, expect the Chargers to be as bad as they are? I didn't. AJ, I, AJ, the summer line, the Chargers were favored. Now they're now they're cat. They they open plus seven. So there's no one expected this. And here's the thing: I want to let's wrap up with the Tua thing. Well, we won't wrap up. We got a little bit more to go. But I will say this. If Tyreek Hill, if it's all it took to make Tua, he has one of the, in the last 10 years, if you look through 10 games or the 10 weeks of the season, he has the fifth best EPA in 10 years. So this is a once every two year occurrence. He's not just as good this year. He's as good this year and next year on average. And the other quarterbacks that are on this list is literally literally um, Drew Brees one year, Peyton Manning one year. This goes back 10 years. Tom Brady's not even on the list. Aaron Rodgers? No. And uh, let me think. There was uh, – oh, Mahomes got one. So there was like uh, – and uh, there's one other like contemporaneous guy. This is like the who's who. I just heard this coming in. It was on uh, a PFF pod. But this is more – then, oh, everyone's wide open. Because Tyreek Hill was just on the Chiefs, and we didn't hear that was why Mahomes was any good. And now Mahomes doesn't have him, and he's still really good. He's the MVP favorite. So, I don't know. I, but I, before Tua had Tyreek Hill, what would people say about Tua? Well, that's the question. How much of it was the injury that, was, that hit was still bothering him, potentially at least the first year? And then number two, the line was so bad. Yeah. And and they got a new coach that seems to understand seems what to do really with it. Really smart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like he was always known as the brain, not the brains, but a brainiac behind the scenes. Uh, and not, you know, sincerely, nothing. I mean, Shanahan's obviously a very intelligent coach, but um, I'm impressed. Listen, we've had more good coach. It feels like Dayball, and what's it, Mick, what? McDaniel. McDaniel. Dan- McDaniel. So it's the same as Josh McDaniel? No, McDaniel's with an S, McDaniel with no S. All right, that I can remember. Okay. McDaniel seems like a potentially one of the best coaches to come in in a long time. Salah looks good, too. I'm not sure yet about it. I mean, I mean well, could, at least above two average. expectations, he's, he's exceeding. Oh, for sure, for sure this year. I mean, yeah. Nathaniel I, Hackett looks like the dud. <laughs> he, he looks like a real dud. <laughs> but this feels like a good crop, you know? All right, next game. 49ers minus eight. In Mexico against Arizona. Now, I don't think we need to spend much time because we don't really know no. who's quarterbacking, right? Like, I'm hearing a lot of stuff about that. What are you hearing, Fez, about the quarterback situation? You know, I didn't pay a lot of attention, and here's why. I don't think it matters because I've got a banged-up Murray. Is uh, Colt McCoy going to play? I like Colt McCoy. But, but we those... don't know how he plays injured. Like, usually backups don't play well hindered or hobbled. Exactly right. So because of that and the uncertainty, I really did not spend a lot of time on this Yeah, game. today they said uh, Kyler Murray may miss another week or so. So Or so, again, it could be deception, but okay. Sure. Uh, but then we know Colt McCoy got injured at the end of that game last week, a knee injury, so he's hobbled. 
No, he didn't practice today, right? No, he was practice limited. Uh-huh. So Trace McSorley was taking snaps. Hmm. Trace McSorley, who's never started an NFL game, being asked to potentially play in Mexico yeah. City for his first game of his career, no thank you. Now, McSorley, though, certainly well-versed with the Baltimore offense, right, mm-hmm. which would be co- somewhat comparable to the Arizona offense. And, and Well, is it? Because you have a running quarterback, but what Arizona's doing – is a variation of the college off, though he's varied it. And it feels like what the uh, Ravens is doing is like a 20-year-old, we're running the ball a ton and have very simple pass concepts. I think the air Arizona, raid was, you know. I, well, I think Arizona can tweak it to McSorley and what his, his yeah. um, and if anything, experience the, has been. The thing the Arizona coach gets credit for is he's actually creative in the run game. His pass, that air raid doesn't even work in college anymore, really, right? I mean, the only team that runs it well was Nevada was running it, right? For they long, were, effectively. and the, the guy went to Colorado State, and it's a total disaster there. So Leach, I mean, is the, it seems like the the guy that invented it in a way is the, I mean, it was all offshoots of the run and shoot, but all most of these modern, I mean, yep. people don't realize that, but... Um, uh, and I only know it because my best buddy's older brother was a college coach, and he was like one of the five or six guys on the planet that really understood the run and shoot. For some reason, he never – he was actually Leach's um, associate head coach. So, like, the number two there for, like, seven years. And and, and then he got the Texas uh, State job, and there, there was controversy on campus. <laughs> uh, four Mexico City games. The favorite has won and covered in all four of those Mexico City games that there's been so far. Um, so the theory there is it's not the X's and O's, it's the Jimmy and the Joe's. Correct. Also, altitude's probably going to be a factor in this game. The only thing that I can look at that from both of these teams, the 49ers did play in Denver earlier this year. They lost 11-10. That's really it. And then if it's how you feel about both of these teams conditioning-wise – but mm, you know, point. it's it's Mexico City. It's higher than Denver. It's, it's seventy-seven. Yeah, so uh, altitude's probably going to affect the game in some aspects. So it's two thousand feet higher than Denver. Yeah. Wow. So Belichick, the genius, when they had to play in Mexico City, he said, "I want to play Denver the week before." Yeah. And then mm-hmm. they stayed at Fort Collins or whatever. Yep. The Academy. Air Force Academy. Yeah. And then they go in and win like forty-five to yep. seven. The genius. One day we'll be talking about when he coached. Anything else in this one? Nope. All right. Next game. Baltimore favored by 13 in the contest against Carolina. This, to me, is a tough one. Uh, is Carolina? Did it felt like Carolina wanted to win for a while, but now they're out post firing the coach. But now they're out of it. Is there questionable motivation? In that building, I think you got to ask yourself that question. Fez, where do you land in this one? I can only lean to Baltimore. I don't like the fact that Baker Mayfield is going to be quarterbacking. I think that that's a But big... if Sam Darnold is the alternative, could that be bad? <laughs> fine, a fine choice. But if Sam Darnold was quarterbacking, then this line would be 14 probably. But I, I do think that um, for whatever reason, the team was rallying behind P.J. Walker, Texas Ranger. And I, I think that that was their – um, their, their win against Atlanta was maybe their last hurrah all in effort. I'm not so sure that this is such a motivated team going forward. I can tell you the whatever reason is that P.J. Walker opened up the run game 
for Carolina because he had big play ability downfield. And that's something that Baker has not shown last year. He has not shown this year. No 67 yards in the air? No, and P.J. Walker, he made a couple of impressive throws, and people had to respect, teams had to respect that he could go down the field, which opened things up for the run game. If you take a look at PFF, Baker Mayfield is 37th of 39. He's behind Cooper Rush, Joe Flacco, and Zach Wilson. P.J. Walker was 26th. Mm. This is a pretty big down. Mm. P.J. Walker, who's ahead of Matt Stafford, Matt Ryan, Derek Carr. Like, he was a, a solid quarterback for them. This is a downgrade. And I think also we have to look at the familiarity that Harbaugh well, has. Well, let's think about what you just said. Mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield is a downgrade to an undrafted yeah. quarterback who has had three good games ever. I mean, yeah. let's not act like he didn't play well. I mean, I'm I'm admitting he's not some undrafted guy off the street, but Baker Mayfield was the number one pick, and he wasn't a. It wasn't what a year and a half ago we were wondering. Does he get? Well, actually, a year ago was. Does he get the franchise? Is there a way to find that middle ground? He only makes twenty three million a year. That was the debate, right? They would have signed him if he would have agreed to twenty five million a year. Uh, after three years, the Browns would have signed him so fast your head would have spun. I agree. How how could so much change? What has changed? The effort of his um, teammates around him, I think, is really the, what we're talking about. I agree with you. I've got Baker one point better than P.J. Walker. I just don't believe the team is going to bring the same fire and passion with Baker Mayfield as a quarterback. I agree. and It's interesting because if you look at how bad the Panthers' offense was – early in the season when Baker was the quarterback, that's when they had Christian McCaffrey. That's when they had Robbie Anderson. You know, they had better pieces than they have now, and the offense still underperformed. The offense was worse then than it had been recently. So now they they have worse pieces, and the quarterback is returning. This is still going to be a bad team, and the trends just line up against them, and they line up against the Panthers. The Panthers are now still. We talk about the 17-point factor. Well, they're now one and thirty straight up, six and twenty-five against the spread when their opponent scores seventeen points or more since twenty twenty. I think Baltimore scores seventeen points in this game. Yeah, but now that's good for the money line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, this is also Harbaugh has familiarity with Mayfield. Mayfield's three and five against Baltimore. Baltimore's covered yeah, five, Harbaugh, three and five ATS. Harbaugh's not calling the defense. And and really, the defensive coordinator's new. He's gone, yeah. So, you know, I mean, I, I hear you. Let me pose the following. And I am sincere. This is not some hot take. Could the case be made that Baker Mayfield was about, as I'm betting, somewhere at the end of the 2020 season, so not this year, not last year, you had Baker Mayfield around 12th in your quarterback rankings. I think directionally, yeah. I mean, it might, might, might have been 14th, but I, I But you had him ahead error. of Jimmy G at a certain yeah, point? Yeah, exactly, because uh, Jimmy G was right in the middle always, and I know I had him better. You're right. All right. So what's happened since then? Injuries. Well, initially he had a monster series of injuries mm-hmm. that, right. by all accounts, he was really gutsy to play through, right? Number two... He entered a team not knowing the playbook or even have played in that type of system, and then he was starting, what, like three weeks later? I mean, he did. He, the training camp was already going when that, ha- that trade happened. So what other quarterback do we see? I mean, Russell Wilson has become bad in a way, and it's too far in the season to think that it's, 
it's just the new team. But initially, even with the whole offseason to prepare, it's tough to learn a new offense. I think if you go back one year prior to what you're talking about in Baker with in 2020, you go back to 2019, I would bet you had Carson Wentz graded right around where you had Baker Mayfield in 2020, an average quarterback. Mm. And since then, new offenses, whatever the case has been, he's he's been a terrible quarterback. But, 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 but that's the thing. Our job isn't to say whatever the case has been. It's to figure out if that's the case, what is the case, and then say this. Well, wait. He's been now studying the playbook in theory since he got injured. Yes. If there's any chance, if it was the playbook – Maybe that problem solved. I mean, doesn't he have a new playbook than he had at the beginning of the season? Even the coach is gone in Carolina. They got a whole. I mean, the whole team's got a new playbook. That's very. Now the question is: is how close is the off? I don't. Mm-hmm. Th- I mean, fundamentally, I don't think you can change it, especially if you don't bring someone in from the outside. Mm-hmm. How? Which you never do mid year. Well, except the Colts. <laughs> but but he, in a way, and I'm not diminishing the win. He didn't affect the scheme yep. Saturday. So. Assuming it's generally the same playbook, isn't this maybe the one time since 2020 that there's no excuses? Now, Fez's point about the team motivation, and it could be where Baker doesn't take negativity or or failure well. He gets snippy. He gets whatever. It, It pisses off the locker room. And now... In Cleveland, he didn't when they were winning it. Seemed, remember, they made the playoffs and beat the Steelers in the playoffs in 2020. A Steelers team that was 11 and 0. That seems like a long time ago. I don't know. I it, I got to explain how Baker's so bad now. Well, he's been in his career. Baker Mayfield is 26, 39, and one ATS. He's the second least profitable quarterback since he came into the NFL, ahead of only Matt Ryan, and against. Teams with a, re- a winning record, 10, 20, and 1, since he was drafted in 2018, that's the worst ATS record of a starting quarterback. Okay, I, I have no doubt those numbers but are But I'm true. just saying, it's not like it's it, – it, this isn't just Baker Mayfield not being good on Carolina. Like, yeah, there might have been some flashes or the team might have won in Cleveland, but the numbers tell me but, that but since he came – You were giving me team stats just now. I'm just saying, since he came into the league, he's had bad ATS numbers. But I think like he, I don't think he was ever. I don't. A good but I don't think he's. I think what RJ's talking about is his general play as a quarterback, not like his ATS record. But what I like, my argument would be, almost everybody. There's a line where, if they're good, that you they stop being good, and rarely is it like a short dip. It's not when you're 25 years old either. This, it happened to Blake Bortles. Remember Blake Bortles' year two was like Blake Bortles was never Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield's height was, I mean, Fez, I I don't think you ever had Bortles above twenty five. No, no, I mean, and I'm not saying that he wasn't he he wasn't a clear franchise quarterback. I agree, Mayfield, even at his best, I'm not sure he was, because that's a d- interesting line. Is Dak Prescott that? Meaning, I don't know, because it's hard to win with a $40 million hit to your quarterback unless you carry teams. That's a great point. I don't know. But I guess what I'm saying is I'm talking this week. Could there be a reason to take a fight? I, I wish it wasn't the Ravens because I think the Ravens are underrated a, a little bit mm-hmm. at this point. I, th- I, th- I think the timing also, even if you know the playbook, you haven't been getting the right reps with all these different players. And there's been a, a fundamental change with the skill position players as well. And I think that how much does Baker Mayfield work with Chubba, Chubba Hubbard and, and the, the, the other players that are you know getting more playing time? That brings up an interesting point. He might have an excuse built in already. He can say, hey, it was just these new players. I don't know. But I do think 
uh, Scott's points or, or, or ATS numbers are valid, which could actually feed into your point, Fez, which is uh, his the team doesn't like him, meaning the Browns maybe didn't like him. Even though he was playing pretty well, it still didn't bring him together. It's like he it treated like that stadium like it was his house. There, <laughs> there, there's certain quarterbacks. It just seems like you don't want to bet on Carson Wentz. You don't want to bet on on Baker Mayfield. You don't ever want to bet on a quarterback that the team despises. Yeah, but Carson Wentz at a certain point, and I would say even, quite frankly, even in 2019, I can still remember Colin comparing, uh, because remember, the Eagles in Dallas played late in the year to make the playoffs that. It was like the mm. final game of the year, and I think they were both like eight, well, I guess it was 16 games then, so they were both like eight and seven, I think. And he, Colin's point was... The Eagles had no playmakers, and they had a bad O-line. And Dallas had all – because they had the great O-line years ago. I mean, it's good now. And it was like Wentz is one of the best young quarterbacks in the league. I agree. So what ha- – so – He shut his mouth, and he played football because he was a rookie. And then he got – I mean, then when he got older, he, he became a, a cancer in the locker room apparently. And and what's been what's the reporting on him and his cancer? Like, meaning what is the cause of it with Wentz? I think that he is a personality that people dislike. That's that's what I hear. Okay. I don't know why. I don't know what aspect of it they dislike. You got any sense of that, Scott? Maybe he's just corny like Russell Wilson. <laughs> High knees and such. <laughs> Another quarterback that's not popular with his teammates. That's, yeah. I heard that he, and again, this is not inside information, that he has kind of a country attitude, but but one that kind of is dismissive to, let's say, city life. Really? Yeah. But, but again, what... I, would that be something so egregious the teams hated it? You know, no, I mean, Philip Rivers was that way. No one hated him. How many Super Bowls he had? Huh? <laughs> well, he had 18 kids. So I, I don't listen. These questions don't necessarily have answers. I was going to say one thing that I that stands out to me is when he missed the game with the COVID thing last year. Like that, that was. I mean, it probably could have been prevented, and he made his stance pretty clear. And because it cost them a game. In a, but in, a but situation in hindsight, where- the, those people in those positions, to whatever degree you agreed with them then, you I, I think it's unequivocal. It makes more sense now. Sure. So sure, but but it's- way we're saying he's hated because he maybe. Uh, I mean, Aaron Rodgers had. I mean, he was just on the Bill Maher podcast talking about it at length. Where you know, where he thought the NFL's you know, and Bill Maher was agreeing with him. The NFL's policies were. Uh, Irrational. It was all for perception, say. And, and I mean, Djokovic, the tennis player, right? I saw today he just got uh, okay to play in the Australian Open. But he, this is the guy that could end up having the most Grand Slam wins in the history of the game. And missed a year's worth of them for principal reasons, yeah. So, but, it, but Djokovic doesn't have teammates. True. And, it, and I think that's like... You know, I, I in hindsight, it's easy to say, well, you know, the shot wasn't necessary, whatever. But when it costs your team a game, it costs you to miss a game in a key time of the season. I could see teammates being frustrated with that. I could see that. And, I mean, maybe they're frustrated with Aaron Rodgers, too. And, I mean, what was that, Beasley from the Bills? Cole Beasley, yeah. And that was even in the league? No. No. That's interesting. It didn't seem like he was in Spent his last year. one week year. with Tampa this year. It didn't seem like he was in his last year. Like he, he, was... he signed on with Tampa, played one game this year, and retired after the game. Maybe he and Scotty Miller can move on to other leagues. <laughs> and Antonio Brown retired mid-year. <laughs> this is all... Mid-game. <laughs> all very interesting. All right. I'm going to say this. I'm going to keep my... If 
Baltimore plays well and Carolina plays well but gets beat, but it's not obvious they play well. Maybe next week. Yes. I'm thinking. One thing about Baltimore, 7-2 and two ATS at home, their last nine games against teams with a losing record. So, like, when they've got a chance – you talked about this before. Mm. Bullies, when, when Harbaugh has a chance to bully, he bullies. It's been less of the case, it seems, but I guess they haven't had as many chances. Yeah. But you look at Baltimore, you could make the case – and this will be my only comment on them – you could make the case that this has been the most impressive year of any team. That if, if the way the lens you want to look at it through is they're in every game. I think Baltimore's a top five team. I mean, ba- I mean Baltimore and Buffalo top six would be would be they're in every game, you know. And when they lose, they lose by it seems uh, bad luck or close. You know, I mean, wh- has either of those teams been blown out? I mean, obviously the Bills no, haven't. No, no. And Bal- yeah, but the, no one puts Baltimore anywhere near like the Bills. Mm. Even though the Bills are not like the fifth seed, yeah, right? <laughs> Is it fifth or sixth? But it's a Balt- so Baltimore, Kansas City, uh, or Buffalo, Kansas City, Philadelphia, Miami. I think Miami. I don't think Miami's better than Baltimore. I Niners don't. are the f- Niners, the fourth best team. I don't think Ooh, the Niners think are better than are. Baltimore. Oh, they are. <laughs> they are. That's oh, it. oh wait. you know why? Because my power ratings say they are. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> where Where did you have Tampa to start the year? <laughs> Uh, Wouldn't so, it be funny if you had him like 19? <laughs> that would be funny. One second. So Tampa, let me see how many teams Now that he's looking at this, Scott, how are you feeling about your Buffalo commitment? Oh, I'm still fine with it. Fine. I, whenever I hear fine, it. I know yeah. it's not that good. Those are good. They're still going to go to the Super Bowl. You think? Yeah. Boy, Kansas City looks good. What would you say, right, if you could take one team, AJ, forget your fandom, mm-hmm. and you win 10000 bucks if they make the Super Bowl out of the AFC, do you want Kansas City or Buffalo? I think you gotta. I you yeah, gotta want Kansas, Kansas City. City. Yeah, I'm just because like, they've done it. Like they've, you know, they they've have a track record of doing it. Buffalo hasn't done it yet. Buffalo could miss the playoffs if this UCL gets gets worse for Josh he, Allen. Josh Allen looked fine last week, he like did. from a health standpoint. I understand. He did. But, Kansas but, City has a cupcake schedule. Kansas City's getting the number one seed. I mean, I think there's a good chance. I mean, and that Jacksonville game last week was a typical flat spot for them. Exactly. Even with the head to head in hand already for Buffalo, you think they're the one seed? Yes, uh, okay. and that's a look at the cupcake division that Kansas City gets to play, and that was obvious all year long. <laughs> well, I mean, it's tur- it certainly turned out to be the case. I mean, you really think about it. Could the case be made that no team in that in the West is even is a, an above average team? Yes, besides Kansas City. Yeah, yeah we're yeah, not yeah. we're not talking about them. Yeah, I mean, but what we're yeah. saying is literally three teams, and and obviously the Chargers are at least average. I agree. So let's give them that. Yeah. And I think they're a little better. I but mean, yeah, you got an average oh. team, and you got two like um, bottom feeders. Basically, I don't think the Broncos are a bottom feeder. I no, think you're the Broncos right. You're, you're right. Why the, well, the Broncos actually well, the, rated the, the Raiders are Chargers, very very both bad, slightly below average, and. Yeah, Las Vegas. But if you wanted, if you wanted a free roll ticket, you take it on the Chargers way before you. Were, I guess I mean, Denver's not even going to make the playoffs because of ceiling. Yeah. Yeah, but even if the, somehow Denver was had the same record. Yeah. Somehow. Exactly. Well, because the, the thought is the Chargers are going to be power rated higher at the end of the year because they got all their guys hurt. So they, if right. those guys come back, then they're they're going to be back. To There's be no the magical people who are going to show up and make the Broncos better. The, or make <laughs> Russell Wilson grow. No, that's not going to happen. If, if only Ponce De Leon was around, that would help. <laughs> All right, good conversation. We didn't. That game didn't feel like a big one, mm. but it was a big one. Washington. I got to tell you, it's the next game. <sighs> Fez. I don't want to say he took me, but no. <laughs> it was just. I was thinking, what's the randomness? 
you know, I was talking about a trend I liked, and I, I hadn't fired on the Eagles, but I was thinking this was a good spot. I, I See, I, I'm trying to find ways to lay double sometimes, just to get out of the idea of never doing it. Mm-hmm. And I said the trend, and Fez says, oh, I don't know. It doesn't seem as correlated as it should be. And I said, well, here's why it is. And it was funny. I read the beginning of his tweet. that said, those are all good, very good points. And I'm thinking, okay, Fez is acting all right. I can deal with that. And then, like, 20 minutes later, I open the, you know, the phone and, or the iPad and see, he says, yet, I would like to bet you on this game. <laughs> and it kind of irritated me a little bit. But I like the bet. I, I would never bet that much. And especially because he gave me – the market was 11. Because whatever Fed's office, you, you got to look and make sure, did the line just move in the last five minutes? Is, uh, what did it close at? It was 10.95. Yeah, so you gave me a half a point. Not a key number, but 11 yep. hits. And and plus money. And, and reduced. Well, yeah, I reduced gave him reduced. Bill. Okay, yeah. And I could have said, why not Vigilis? But I figured he was, you know, making his moves. I basically gave you minus 11 even money. Same, About the same thing. Minus 10 and a half, minus 1 oh, and 7. Yeah. Yeah, well, close. I just saw 7 cents from... It's close. It's close. <laughs> to 11? It's like minus 11, minus 103. Okay. All right. So anyway... As you would know, it's not just they, they don't cover. You know, a double-digit favorite loses by 20 when you almost did or whatever it was. When you almost did because there was that play at the end, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you almost didn't bet the game. Wouldn't you know it? Uh, do you know why Fez offered that bet? Um, because I'm guessing, especially what he said after, that he had some other action. Well, he was trying to balance his book. Yeah, he was yeah. so cut. He was so that's how, loaded down it, with Philly at good numbers. Li- it, it's not that I liked um, Washington. Yeah, it's just I, I I had bet my balls off on games of the year on Philly minus two and a half, three and four. Oh my earlier god, in the that's year. a tough beat there, <laughs> dog. So, and and that turns the out it wasn't. They never had a chance. Yeah, but still coming in that. I mean, what was the money line on the game? I, yeah, five to one. <laughs> so, I, I, and and I, I have a rule also on Monday night games, the old most ultra public of all games. And I, I've 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 discussed this with other handicappers. We disagree. The other handicappers they say, "Oh, the market's ultra efficient," and I don't believe it is. I believe there's lots of really good double digit favorites that you can bet. But it's so rare on a Monday night football game because that's the one game the public gets a hold Especially of. Especially if it's a game day move. Yes. If there's a move Monday, it's almost always public money. Exactly. So I don't respect Monday night football movement um, to make a favorite a bigger favorite because any any sharp worth is salt. Anyone that has a, that, that's betting it's down this, already. Yeah, they played it earlier. Yeah. Not maybe not minus three like I did, but you get the idea. Yeah, and and I guess the only difference would be if the line's dropping. You yes. could see them playing the favorite lay. Absolutely. Or playing the dog lay. I mean, if the line's moving in a certain way, I mean, when you bet game day, like meaning you are betting Sunday, Steve, you are betting, I think, against the line move where you're taking the bet, the number, the play becomes playable because of a move. Exactly right. So if someone, if you're behind on the game of the, uh, the game day, you're in trouble. If you're chasing, you're making a mistake. Yeah, and I'd say it's more way. common with totals that what happens because it doesn't take as much money to move a total two points. And sometimes the narrative goes out, oh, this is a great over. And, and it's not unusual. You go to sleep and there's a 43 in a game and you wake up, it's a 45. Now, on sides, that is very unusual now. Yeah, that's true. And I also think there's a number, I don't know how many, but there's a specific or a definite number of groups that play totals in the NFL very aggressively and they they seem to disagree more than the sharps do, or the biggest betters do on sides. 
It's it seems like that there's an over, and then since it moves so much, they can both be in a positive EV situation. That's a great point because I just had a conference call with my buddy Vito. I mean Leon, <laughs> and from Canada, and he's like, we went through every game, and I gave him the five games I was looking at, and he's and he's like five and zero. Oh. I bet them all. So, so I mean, but what are the odds? Yeah, this has been such an interesting year, and we'll have a chance to talk about that as things slow down into the off season. I'm going to tease ahead about two months. One quick forty second thing. I heard someone talking about closing line value, and they explained why they were playing a game, and it had nothing to do with the handicap on the game. It was handicapping who people were going to be betting in the future. And to me, closing line value is about efficiency of market. If the market's efficient, it makes sense. If it isn't, it doesn't. If you're handicapping the irrationality of the betters, how could closing line value mean anything? In, in that situation, specifically, I think I think it only means something if you if you're saying that oh I'm going to do something with my I'm going I'm going to bank my closing line value. So if I played the Eagles first you mean half, hedge it out or arbitrage exactly. If I played the Eagles first half minus six and a half, I'm going to come over the top and then I'm going to play Washington first half plus seven and a half because I know everyone is going to bet the Eagles first half because the word is out that the Eagles are great in the first half. You know what disproves that the markets are fully efficient is your ability, Fez, to predict line moves. You can't do it every game. But if you pick three games a week, like let's say we limited you to that, I've seen you do it year after year well over 65%. Yeah, and go back to our and, and let me be clear. If, nothing, if the move doesn't happen, no move, it's a push. It's nothing. Yes. If the game moves, it moves in your predicted direction two out of three times at minimum. I agree with that. And, and look no further. Go back and re-listen to our market report um, this Monday Basically nailed every game, you know, in terms of which way the numbers were going. And just on SOV Monday night, right before we wrapped up, mm -hmm. I did SOV AM, and I was talking about this is the the, the indie line was eight, and I was like, this is ludicrous. This line cannot be eight. I said, when you wake up, it's going to be six and a half. Well, you know what? I, well, no one can listen when they're asleep. Well, the, but it goes up at four thirty a.m. And the amazing so thing right about now, that it should be at six. It depends when you woke up because if you woke up after seven a.m., I was right, and it was six and a half. If you woke up before six a.m., it was seven and a half. Studies show that the SOV a.m. listeners are very industrious and they have high income. So I don't mm. think many of them are sleeping in. What do you there's think, There's multiple studies? I thought there's just one. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think in general, shows so intelligent. <laughs> um, but just to make to clarify my point, why I don't think it can be predictive if you can predict it, <laughs> interesting, is because there shouldn't be irrationality in the current number, which is, that's what you're saying. You're saying, oh, no. Now, I will make one caveat. If a group can bet enough to make a move a self-fulfilling prophecy where they decide to move it and you know about the group, then you then can predict the line move. It doesn't change the validity of the bets being made because it's an, making the market more efficient. Yes, insider information to the marketplace. Yes. yes. It's like, I'm a big believer and it's been so many and which years. Is not, which is maybe a third of your line move predictions, yeah, I'd say. Yeah, so I, I, it's, it's been forever since I studied economics, but they had all these, the efficient market, the mm -hmm. semi-efficient market, mm -hmm. the kind of efficient market. I don't remember what all the different things, but I believe in the semi-efficient market where for the most part, the market's pretty darn efficient, but not 100%. And yeah, so the closing line value is an interesting discussion because there's publicly available information that's not very easy to find sometimes so it's out there but it's not like it's being given like in a memo to each and every 
trader. It's but 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 the ones who are digging hard enough can find it. Even the stock market, which has tr- the more liquidity a market has, the more likely it is to be efficient because more people are inclined to want to beat it, and thus it makes it more efficient because there's more competition. Even that obviously is inefficient. Mm-hmm. I mean, Warren Buffett couldn't do what he did if it weren't or what he's done. Okay, we did all that to avoid hearing Scott's handicap on this game, but we can't <laughs> avoid it any longer. Uh, I'll Go. just I'll make it simple. Texan stink. Next game. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the move to, to Taylor Heineke, and we had talked about this after the game that Taylor Heineke should be the starting quarterback moving forward of this team. They're just better with him as they were with Carson Wentz. He's four zero and one ATS as a starter in his last five starts. In his last eleven starts, Taylor Heineke eight two and one against the spread. This dude's a winner. Uh, the team coming off this upset, you can say you're buying high on them. I say I'm buying on a confident team right now, more so than a team that is ready for a letdown. Uh, How can a team be confident if the coach is questioning replacing that winner that you're talking about? I think he's just being political, right. and it has nothing to do. I think the team knows that Taylor Heineke is the starting quarterback, and he's just saying the right thing. And 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 notice how the, the announcement was not about Heineke starting over Wentz. The announcement was Carson Wentz is not ready to come back yet. So protecting feelings, protecting money, protecting whatever you want, that's how political this announcement was for the uh, commanders. Now, as far as the Texans, 2-13-1 straight up in their last 16 home games. They've lost nine consecutive, nine consecutive mm-hmm. games against the NFC. Three and six ATS in those games. Watching this team against the Giants last week. They could not come up with a big play to save their lives. uh, Davis Mills should not be a starting quarterback in the NFL. And I think everyone just knows it. They're just playing out the strings right now for Lovey Smith. Well, they don't have an op. That's what I'm saying. They're just playing out the strings. in a weird way, it's not a bad – the worst thing would be if he played a little better. Yeah. Then I guess you'd have a good backup, but you'd – you know, he wouldn't have been a starter – but you wouldn't have had a good draft choice. I mean, the theory is this is the year they get to number one and they get their choice. Yes. Yeah. This I, I think this team is just in full tank mode right now. Uh-oh. I love it. Commanders plus three? I'm going to come over the top here. So I agree with a lot of what you're saying. And power rating-wise, I certainly have Washington, the far superior team, four points better. So with a little home field, not much. I get to three. I get to the number. I got to tell you, the situation spot, it's terrible. I got Washington. They just beat the effing undefeated Philadelphia mm-hmm. Eagles on Monday Night Football. They're still— But what did they do so great in that game against against Philadelphia? Well, you know, I am such a, a company man. I didn't see the whole game because what I they was did. devoted to they doing ran, podcasts Monday. For the they, world nation. They ran the ball and controlled the clock. The Eagles only had the ball for six minutes in the first half because Washington just ran the ball so well. Who has the worst rushing defense in the NFL? Well, Derrick Henry the says Texans. the Houston Texans. And that's an excellent hand. Saquon Barkley says the Houston Texans, yes. too, last week. You know, that really, that, that, I, I, I agree totally that the situational matchup greatly does favor, you know, the, the, the rushing advantage that Washington has. But I can't, I can't get past the, the fact that Houston had a phony loss last year. They played the Giants even, last week. They played the Giants even, but on the scoreboard. Even's a little, little harsh, I think. Stats were even? 
What were you going to say, AJ? Am I allowed to bet against Fez, too? I want to jump no, on board with it. <laughs> no, please. He's opened up. himself up. Opened yeah, up. I want some commandos as well. All right. I like it. I like it. It's like raising, it's like check, 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 and finally someone raises or, or bets, and then it gets re-raised, and the people for two bets are so mad. Well, your wallet's going to go commando <laughs> at night because it's going to be empty. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I tell you this. This is not a sharp play, Washington. It can win. It can be a good play, but it's not. It, it's all the. Th- Let's just say this: the public will be on Washington. The I have, fear I have, of the day for me is that it's so square, it's actually sharp. I believe some of the Washington players still have a blood alcohol level above .10 from celebration. Fez, on nice stage night. This isn't like the Lions winning a game. You realize the Commandos are a half a game out of a playoff spot, right? They're now. in last place. They're a half a game out of the last, last wild place. Last They're two games out they're, of third in their division. They're, they're a half game behind the 49ers, who you think are better than the Ravens. Two games out of sole possession of last place in their division by two full games, AJ. Here's what I would say. I had a beautiful ticket for a while on Washington to win the East last year. Oh, God, that's 350? Yeah, I had plus 350, and it closed, like, what, one plus 160? F you, Washington. Yeah, and you know what? After week three of 2021, I don't think there's been one moment that Washington thought they could make the playoffs. Like, like literally, they've been just, like, they're trying to chase this car, and they've been chasing it for, like, two years, <laughs> and they never get close to jumping on it. I just don't may, maybe They're 500 right now AJ I will give you 8. If, I will play under 8 wins for for the Washington if football you, team. You want uh, you want over how you try to make this uh, you act like you're pouring out of thin air but you know exactly what the number is. I do my I'll research. Make it, I'll make it eight, let's say. I bet it's seven, or I bet it's really seven and three quarters, though. Or lower. I, oh, and look at this. 538 says a 37% chance Washington to make the play. How could that be? They have the Texans and the Falcons the next two weeks. Falcons aren't that bad. Falcons are in the playoff hunt. <laughs> Wow. Only because of the division they're in. Uh, Mackenzie's got a stat here. Oh, it's not so bad, Fed. So it's uh, you played Monday. Why don't you give it to him, Mackenzie? So if you're an underdog of greater than three on Monday and you won, and the next game you're a favorite of three or more, only 45% ATS. Yeah, put them on the road, please. But Put them on the road. Take out the home games. How many times did I play a team that's tanking? <laughs> I just want them on the road, Mackenzie. Oh, geez, they're five and two. And five and two well. on the road. Seven and zero oh straight right. up. Seven and zero oh straight up. Five and two at home. You know what I don't like about here, RJ. Yeah. You need this. No, no, no. <laughs> Did you get the query right? Listen, <laughs> it's just not worth it to my brand to go against Fez. Whoa, 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 whoa! I, I want a tightener. There, I do want a tightener. Put, put it in a dome. Put it in a dome. <laughs> I want, I want them to be a favor. I, I don't want them to be a three-point dog. They win as a double-digit dog. That was what I was just going to say. Now, there's not going to be much there. That's but let's sharp. Look, let's look. Okay. <laughs> no, because, because and don't make it. They won by double digits. They just had a huge win. They won straight up as a double digit dog or or yeah, seven it, point dog. Yeah, let's do seven plus. Just seven's good. So the prior game was let's say seven plus. Yeah. Okay. Five and eight. Yeah, I mean, it's, look, look, it's 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 if you really think about it, the sample isn't there, but it's it's sixty one percent feigned it. So what I'm saying is it's kind of what we expect, right? I mean, we don't even think it's 61%. It's just it's not enough games. I, I, I win a game I'm not supposed to win. I celebrate, and then I'm favored on the road, and I fall on my face. And you're a team, let's be honest, that doesn't seem to be able to stack wins. Well, They've won four out of the last five. They did that Can I make the argument that going on the road for a team in that spot is actually better 
than Avoiding being at home. Distractions. Yeah, because what? when you're home, a lot a lot of times people say, "Oh, going on the road, it's a business trip, right? You're away from your family, you're away from your friends. You go, you travel, stay in the hotel with the team, and then you do your thing." I think that's better for a team to avoid a letdown because they're not celebrating so, at home and party. So I'll set this up. Uh, Fez, you've got strong theories on if you pull an upset home and away, the next game, it matters. So this fits right into your wheelhouse with some gen- theories that apply kind of to this spot, but other spots. Yeah, so the home underdog momentum situation is the best. So you pull the upset, you weren't supposed to get it, then you come home and you're so playing. So you were away in that game. It doesn't matter. You can okay. be home or away, but you win as an upset win, unexpected. All right, you know, maybe flat spot the next week, but if you're home the next week and you're an underdog, then it's the no respect. It's the wait a minute, you know, we're um, the Minnesota Vikings. It's too would, tough a game to look to, to look ahead, but you got momentum. Example, Minnesota Vikings. Big dog against Buffalo, get the outright win. Now they're home and they're a dog to Dallas. That team is going to be in a frenzy. That home crowd is going to be in a frenzy. That is a good spot for Minnesota. Now, if Minnesota had been laying eight to some but bad team like the Raiders, then it would be a bad spot. Now, why, though, would the road be would be especially bad? The, I don't think, I, I I think the road would not be especially bad in this spot. Okay, yeah. me, I, I think going on the road as a big dog could be especially bad because you, you could almost say, eh, you know, I had these two games and I was, I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to go one and one in those two games. I already got the win, and then you just get smacked around. See, to me, it's you don't have your home fans there to hold you accountable. To mm. some degree, there's more flat spots on the road. In general, then there, I mean, if you define what a flat spot or a uh, loss due to motivation. I, I, I have a buddy who is a Texan season ticket holder. Uh-huh. He said literally every home game this year, there have been more opposing fans than Texans fans. Literally every game. Now, I never thought of this. If you would have wanted to buy season tickets, were you allowed to do that? I could have. Okay, got But it. what's funny is <laughs> two years ago, there was like a, a wait list with, with for thousands yeah, of people. Brian was there, and then after like in the last two years, they're like, "Please buy season the, tickets." The irony people is have that, given up their PSLs. The irony is that Houston that is a football hotbed, and they were the first team in the history of football to lose a playoff game and then sell out, sell out with the post game celebration afterwards. Where they, you remember that? There's yep. like there's forty thousand people in that stadium. Yep. He wasn't love you blue. He wasn't allowed to go. Uh, yeah, yeah. This was the eighties. He was allowed uh, to go. This <laughs> is the love you blue. Yeah. Um, uh, is this the Houston Orioles? Yeah. yeah. A bum Phillips. After they they, they were knocked down the door uh, they didn't and they knock were going to kick that shit. <laughs> where do you have the Commanders compared to the Giants? Uh, I got the Commanders. Oh, this is good. Um, one second here. Washington should be a minus two. They are their 22nd. And the Giants are minus two, 20th. So comparable. So comparable teams. Comparable teams. Okay. Giants were five-point favorites at home against the Texans. Commanders have a much better home field than the Giants, right? Yeah, but this game is but on. Th- I understand. Okay, go ahead. Let's flip it now. This line is telling me, because there's no home field in Houston, this wow, line is. There's one point anyway. One point. Okay. So we're, so gonna, we're flipping it. So we're going to make we're flipping it two points. The Washington five minus to three. Washington minus right. four at home. It looks about right. Five to three. But the Giants were five points. Yeah, and if they, they if and if they're comparable teams, shouldn't Washington be five? I I'd argue Washington well, might be five and a half let's point. Let's be clear here. The Giants were lying in this game is Washington minus three. Yes. Okay. Yeah. If, if the Giants, I'd argue though that if this game was in D.C., I would make Washington a five and a half point favorite. I think that's fair. But yet the Texans were just five point underdogs 
in the same in a in a road situation that the Giants. Washington themselves has a better home field by a little bit than uh, than certainly uh, the Giants. No, that's not true. Washington, what? Yeah, Washington does not have a good home. Washington. Oh has no, a, we didn't say a good home field. They have they have a horrendous home field. They're one of the three worst in the. The NFL. argument I'm is trying it worse to make. than the Giants? Oh I, God, yes. I don't God, agree. Yes. I don't agree with that. But it's here's where I think we disagree. It's mm. the definition of home field. If if it's how much does that home field give you an edge, I would agree with you. But really, what home field should be is how good are you on the road versus how, versus good. how good are you at home. Like the Patriots had a bad home field because right, it was right. so good on the, the road. The, the problem is that Washington had a good home field when they had RFK and this mm-hmm. antiseptic Maryland suburbs. Is it in Maryland? Wherever the hell it is. Land over. Yeah, they, they, they get they, they, it's a wine and cheese type of crowd. But could it be now that it seems like him selling the team, Washington, is uh, it feels like people are talking about like it's a foregone conclusion because hmm. the the government's cracking down. I mean, whenever the senators start talking about like you know bringing you in for like under oath type testimony is when any smart person starts running for the hills because you you lie one time. Like that SMU coach that went to New England. (laughs) But just think about it is you can even if you I mean, it's so rare that lying gets you in trouble for anything, even if the cops you can. You know, I still remember it was the wire. They were talking. They were laughing. Going, hey, lying to us. It's all fun and games. Mm. He goes, but you just lied to the FBI. It's it's illegal to lie to federal investigators, Uh even if it's just in your office. I mean, like if you actually look at what they got. Um. Who was that dude's? Uh, who was that dude? By the way, they say oh, RJ. Oh, you should always, uh, when when law enforcement asks you something or on a trial, you, I, I think you know this. You should always say, "My recollection is." Yeah. Something along those lines. There's a little disclaimer, like, "Well, you know, my but my memory is not infallible." You know, I've been giving some. Pe- I've been giving people tips on how not to go to jail because Fez has been talking about how to forge documents and different things. You didn't go into details, but you kind of said, "Oh yeah, forgery. Yeah, <laughs> that's fun." Not fun. No, he was gonna go. Here's the way to slip it into the casino. No, circulate, and I go no. I, I don't think I've ever if said. You have to wash a five thousand dollar chip. I'm your, I'm your man. If you if you go make a sports bet with that 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 five thousand chip Nolan Dollar gave you, you can you, you can get rid of a true story. All right. Yeah. Well, if it's a binion chocolate, maybe not. Yeah. But yeah, that's it. Yeah, there's been a robbery in the last two weeks. You might have a problem. But I will say, well, remember the binion five thousands. The 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 binion family had like like closet full of them. It seemed. And they would come out at strange times. It, it was a very weird thing. But anyway, my general point there was to say, no, no, no. They get you for forgery like more than anything, really. Here's my quick little 30 second here is people usually if they think they're smart, they think they say one or two things to the cops at the scene of a crime or, or a scene of a wreck or whatever. And they think they're going to like nudge the situation. But what happens is it locks you in. And they say there's not one lawyer on earth that's any good that says you should say one word. Mm -hmm. It literally should be, even if you were innocent, it doesn't matter. It should be, I'm waiting for my attorney. He made me promise that. I want to get you guys all the info, but I can't until my attorney's here. And they actually, at that point, can't press you. They can, but it's not, actually, they shouldn't. That is the tip of the week of how to stay out of jail. Ten Don't sec- talk to cops is the, the tip. No, talk to cops unless you're somehow even in any way involved with anything illegal. Okay. Potentially illegal even. Ten-second story at the win. Sorry, I, I, I okay. cashed out a sports book, booked $5,000 chip. I go to the blackjack table, and I buy in. 
I, and I get my chips, all right? I played for like seven minutes. So, so just to be clear, what happens is if you're betting a lot, you're not walking around with cash. If you're like a guy from New Jersey that wants to bet a lot, you're walking around with big chips. Yes. Yeah, so the pit boss, when I, when I, he tells the dealer, he's like, don't drop that chip. So she just puts it in, on top of her other $5,000 chips. It's bigger. It's a now bigger why size. Was that? Well, this is interesting. So when I cashed out with, I won $300 like 10 minutes later. And so she paid me back my five thousand dollar chip plus three hundred, and the pit boss looked very happy. So she didn't want to circulate. She was figuring there's some risk of taking that chip. There's a counterfeit risk to it because anyone, any, right? They so would, why risk it? Just leave it out on the table until he, you know he walks with a loss. So yes. really, what we're saying is, they looked at you and said he looks like someone that launders money. Yeah, <laughs> they definitely they they were giving me the look of well, look how I dress. I'm in the win. I'm in the wind, and I'm wearing like my tank top that looks like you know. Steve, I, got from the I never Army. saw your shoulders until two weeks ago. <laughs> Ever in ten years. So Doug I, Polk did this. He suddenly, <laughs> Doug Polk suddenly started going to the gym. He's a poker player, and all of a sudden, it's tank tops every other week. Yeah. Best says in his muscle T-shirt. Mm. <laughs> all right, moving on. You guys got a bet on this one. I'm just going to just watch and have a rooting interest. You're rooting for Scott and I. <sighs> Let me think about this. No. Because here's why. I will say, and this is, I, I like Scott. I pay Scott. I chose, I talked him into this. He I mean, was the number one it, it, he, guy. He was a desired least. guy. And he still, I mean, it wasn't easy to get him. But he is, he's the everyman, at least in NFL. Hockey, you know your stuff. I mean, you know your stuff in baseball more than I. I used to make a lot of money betting baseball. I never knew my stuff like he knows it. But I was never a player guy. He knows his stuff. In the NFL, though, he is like uh, not, let's just say he's not bucking. The, he's on the public side a decent amount. Would you agree with that? Yes. This, like I said, the theme is uh, yeah. so square, sharp. <laughs> this year, more of those games have won. Like, Before the of, season started, he was like, Buffalo is going to play the Eagles in the Super Bowl, and neither team is going to lose more than three games. <laughs> and the, I he, did pick both of those teams. <laughs> I mean, the, and, and you got both in that contest. Yeah. Now, if I'm not mistaken, I got Kansas City, so I'm feeling pretty good. He was like walking out of the draft. He was like Mike Dick after he got the running back. I thought I had Kansas I'm City. Done I thought now. you had uh, Green Bay and Tampa. I, I spent I had, all my money. You know, I got I my Eagles. Right, I got I Buffalo. And I could, and, in the quarterback yeah. thing, maybe that's RJ. Luck. You have Kansas City in the regular team draft, oh. but AJ has Kansas City in the auction draft, the Super okay. Bowl or bus draft, the Super okay. Bowl or bus draft. Yeah. So the one you got Kansas City is the most important one. No, I mean they're equal, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Less you, of an you, investment, you, though. RJ has always said all things being equal. I want to bet on a team off a loss, yeah, and I want to bet against a team off of a win. In fact, if if Mackenzie, if you could just query, Buy low, sell high. If you have a straight up loser against the spread loser, I know against... how to do. I know how to do it better. Mackenzie, do me a favor. Query two things, one at a time. First one is just put streak. Go go NFL from 2012 on and put streak open, and then sort it by uh, the length of the streak. So this is going to be a straight up streak, and then we'll do ATS. But what you're going to see here. Is on if you go to the middle, there are no the only zero game streaks are going to be the first game of the season, right? Because then there's a streak one way or the other. So if you look at it, if we go, let's say, uh, winning streak, right? And if we start at, but let's start at one. If we start at one and look at the winning percentages, it is um, four. Let me think about this 52% at one, which is better than expected, 47. As you keep going up, 
what you're seeing here is, I'm sorry, am I seeing, are these negative or, or positive on the top here, McKenzie? I, I can't see it too clear. It's going up the bigger your streak is. Okay, so these are the these are winning streaks we're looking at. Yeah. Okay. Um, do me a favor. Let's do it this way because this can be deceiving. Just go streak greater than zero, which is going to show you all winning streaks, and then do it less than zero, but don't show the streaks, and we'll just see what the end results are. And it, and what we'll see is in almost all these cases, it's like two two and a half or three percentage points of difference between what was good last week versus what was bad. Sure. And, you know, I would love to just see a streaking team, a winning streaking team playing a losing streaking team, and I want to bet on the losing streaking So last team. year okay. this was a big – this was a trend last year that was talked about a lot. It was the NFL zigzag. It was if a team covered last week playing a team that did not cover last week, you you bet the zigzag. And it yeah. was actually it was actually a profitable system last year. Yeah. I don't know if it's profitable long term, but last year it was. So this is what it is: is is if you had, so that one would be less than no, 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 that would be less than zero. The, the second one, okay. So this is going to be uh, the home team or or the focus team is going to have a positive streak. Doesn't matter right. if it's one game, and the other team has a losing streak. That's that's right. I, and any any amount, one, two, three, well, four. This is interesting. This actually has, and that's from 2012. Yeah. I, this actually has 50.1. To the, now, do me a favor. Do that from the beginning of the database, and it's going to be very different. It's funny. Things have changed. Can we do straight greater than two? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you look long term, it's 49.7, which is what you would expect, right? So, um, go, yeah, go greater than two and less than two. Now, what's funny is at a certain point, these streaks actually get positive. Now, this one is... Uh, 46%. So if you have more than a two game, so three or more game streak positive versus one that has a losing streak, you know, over, uh, and is this in history now? Yeah, it's all history. I go to from 12. Because I, I wonder if it's still the case. It's, 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 so historically, the team that's the streaking team only covers forty six percent against a team on a losing streak. Yeah. Now here, it's probably not. As it's good. actually less than two thousand twelve. Forty three percent. So thirty seven and forty eight. If you got a three-team winning streak or greater versus a three-team losing streak or greater, it makes sense because the team is, has has the betters have bailed on the losing team and they're backing the the winning team. You know, uh, and so, if you, moving the line. It's not these that these teams necessarily play worse. It's the tax gets them. Do me a favor, Mackenzie. Let's do the same. Let's just look at a three-game streak because that's a reasonable one. Mm -hmm. But let's do it both a winning streak and an ATS streak because that's what happens. Yeah, I think it should be both. Yeah, and it's harder to get those. But when it happens, you're winning money and the team's winning. Yeah, that one is pretty strong when it's both. And uh, yeah. By the way, I don't think this works in baseball. Baseball's like there's not enough public betting in the baseball, and it also seems like if there's one thing that like as a baseball player. A winning streak makes everybody just want to keep winning. Momentum's only as good as your next day's starting pitcher. But I said the opposite. <laughs> okay, so we got streak is greater than two, and ATS streak is greater than two. That's correct. And, wow, that's that's winning, too. This is weird because in almost all situations, the and the one thing I would say about streaks, and and we don't see this in the NFL, we see this in the NFL, if it, like I think the Eagles had less of a chance of losing on Monday, even though they did. But like, when a team gets winning, they it's like they have perfection. It's like uh, if I know people that's never thrown up. Like I was one that didn't throw up till I was like. Uh, now this sounds sad that it was till my senior year, but I started. I mean, kids. Hey, vomit free since '93. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that's, that's, nice. <laughs> that's uh, how I met your mother. 
Oh, I thought, yeah. but I thought Seinfeld, I thought George Costanza had one of those too. Yeah. But um, earmuffs to the kids. But you know, I, I, you know, I was like in eighth grade. We started booze, and I didn't have, I didn't throw up to my senior year. It was like a thing. It's a good run. Yeah, and then when, but people would say, like after I did, I got a lot of heat for a while. But the, but the, but the fact is, once you, ha- once you did that, you think you really care the next time? No. Not as much. So I think there's something pristine about a streak that they try to keep going mm-hmm. with folk. I don't think teams on winning streaks in the NFL get flat, like longer ones. I agree with that. So w- did you see anything else interesting, Mackenzie? No. No. Right. Choppy. This is fascinating. But I will. You know what I'm going to do in the offseason? I'm going to commit to this. Is I'm going to put together like the 10 most common situations when you think the public's going to go one way. Mm. And in almost all of them, it is losing in the end, but it's usually like 48.5%, 49%. It's just you're talking a little percentage. Mm -hmm. So I guess to answer that question, the reason I wouldn't want to – I I want this season to get back to normal in a way because it's hard – it, it's hard for me to handicap when nothing like the Giants just keep winning. You know? I mean, it's like, they stink. The Vikings keep winning. But Fez, you realize you've already lost that one. No, 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 no. You have. Meaning the Giants are going to exceed expectation, even if they lose every other game this year. They've exceed. They've already gone over the win total. Not yet. They need one more. Which win total are you talking about? Seven. Seven was their number. Well, who has gone? Someone's gone over the win total already. Jets Seattle Jets. Was it? Jets in Seattle. Oh, okay, okay. All right. Well, what do you think of the Jets? You don't like them at they're, all. They're, they're, Just say they stink they like stink, you want to say. They stink like there the Giants go. do. Screw you, New York. You're your team, your team <laughs> stink. Yeah, just get the biggest met- metropolitan area and say we – Fez doesn't like you. My, my grandfather was from New York, and as was well, my yeah, mom. Everyone mobbed up is from New York. Oh, wait, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I think I ran errands for his grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> You know, one time I drove across country when I was, I didn't drive as a 13-year-old, but imagine, it's, it was like the Griswolds, right, in vacation. Dog tied to the bumper. Eight <laughs> hours away from the second largest world's ball of twine. Exactly. <laughs> and I feel like I did at the end of that trip. And you know what happened at the end? It wasn't the end. It was when we got to California. Is we pulled up at a fancy hotel because my mom would always book that, right? The coal miner and this, yeah. And we pulled up and we had this luggage from like 20 years ago, <laughs> uh, even at the time. And when we started taking out, the valet tried to, or the uh, bellboy came out with the nice ornate thing you push and all that. And my dad's like pushes them out of the way, goes, no, we'll carry these bags because he was worried he'd have to tip them. That was the end of the trip. Mm. That's how I feel right now. It was there was a lot of good things in it, but it was long, right? We listen. This is our first long one in a while. I think it was had more good stuff in it. I agree. Faz went a little overboard. He could have pulled. He could have dialed back some, but he he missed last week, so he had to get. He had extra jokes saved up. In over a year and a half, you said your three funniest things in this pod. Oh, I don't know if to say thank you or like. Take us out, Faz. Hey, hey. Let's be careful out there.